welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den, with your hosts, Steve Mathis and David Pindry. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the show. The Pulp Effect Show. Presented by BTOsports.com. August 11th, 2014. We're live from Las Vegas. Not far from the... Ferris wheel in Circus Circus. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We appreciate it. Great to have you tonight. Great to have our guests, Jeremy Albrecht, JGR team manager, Jesse Wentland of MX101 up in Canada, Ryan Gold from GuaranteedMX.com, and Nasty Nate Alexander, Andrew Shorts, Tuner. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We couldn't do it without BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, X-Brand Goggles, Atlas Neck Braces, Vortex Racing, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Works Connection, a Cherubies, FMF Racing, Tech One Designs, 810 Solutions, W Wheels, Black Ops Moto, Mafia Moto Crew, Optrix, and Guts Racing, all on board with us tonight. I'm Steve Mathis, but you already knew that. And uh, producing the show, taking your calls, holding everything down, the Devin Gibbs. Gibbs, what's up? What's going on, guys? How are you? Killing it. Always. Always. Uh, in studio tonight, he is, two, he is a four-time 125 Supercross winner, former factory rider. He has now added... The prestigious surfer cross win to his resume. The David Pingry. Ping, what's up? Look, guy, I've won the surfer cross twice. This year, all I won was the surf part. My bad. Fourth, fourth overall. My bad. Oh, so but, you uh, won. You've won the combined. I've won the combined a couple times. Is Dakota Tedder the McGrath of surfer cross? <laughs> yeah, I think he probably is. <laughs> he won again because he lives at the beach, so he surfs a lot. He's a pretty good surfer. Right. He's fast enough that like. Right. So, but you won the best motocross surfer. You were the best yes. motocross racer surfer. Yeah, so well, it's combined. So it's me and my partner, oh. a guy named Charlie Carroll, a Hawaiian dude. So but we beat Kalani Rob and Josh Slay. Like we beat some good bro. dudes. Yeah, yeah, killing it. Totally. David Pingree in studio with us tonight. Thanks everybody for listening, and uh, we got a great show. Looking forward to uh, having it, uh, having entertain, having the time to set apart to entertain you guys. Uh, Hey, if you like this kind of stuff, the uh, Fly Racing Moto 60 show presented by NFAB Thursdays at noon on PulpMX.com. Take a listen where we preview the Nationals and uh, also check out all, all the archives on podcasts, on the app. And if you're buying something from Amazon, click on the Amazon banner on PulpMX and uh, go to Amazon and then make your purchase and we get a small little piece of it. We got a lot of Canadian national talk. It sounds like it was a shit show up there. And Ryan Gold is going to help us trying to decipher on exactly what went on down there. And, of course, Unadilla just came and went. And uh, we've got lots to talk about that. Four, two pairs of tickets to Indiana National this weekend. Pingree, brand new track. Brand yeah. Brand new national. Kind of bummed. I wish I was going. It looks good. I know. Right? The dirt looks amazing. It looks like there's some fun hills. Okay, Davey. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Don't be a dick. I like good dirt. <laughs> no, it does. It looks red buttish. It kind of does. So, I mean, front pitchers. Right, right. We'll see. So uh, looking forward to that. And uh, um, we got four. We got two pairs of tickets to give away, courtesy of Vortex. Vortex Racing, the official sprocket of James Stewart, Yoshimura Suzuki's James Stewart. Who, which ping? Um, will we see James Stewart? 
the rest of the, the last two races. I don't think so. I, I don't think out. so either. No, he's out. I have no proof. I have yeah. no, like. Hey, we'll see him when Davey Millsap shows up. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe ne- not. Nevuary. Yeah, Nevuary. Uh, yeah, I there's don't know. There's I don't, a distinct possibility James Stewart is retired officially. Unofficially. I know nothing about Stewart's case, uh, um, his uh, WADA suspension, or why he didn't go to um, Unadilla, but I don't think he's coming on the last two. No. Uh, yeah. So. No. But he does use Vortex Brackets. Sure does. When he's on the track. Why wouldn't he? And uh, we thank those guys for giving away uh, <laughs> two pairs of tickets to Indiana. We're going to do a contest at com for one pair. Just send us a send us an email, contest at show. Dot com. We'll give away one pair there, and we will give one pair away to Morgan. Yeah. What's up, bro? Not much. How's it going? Good. You want some Indiana tickets, Indiana I national love, tickets, courtesy of Vortex? Some. Who uses Vortex, Morgan? Well, Stuart. Yeah. Uh, doesn't Bowers? Oh, Bowers does. Good job. Where do you live, Morgan? Uh, Southern Illinois. Well, you're going to go. So you'll actually be able to use the tickets. I like when people call in oh, from, yeah. like, Kentucky and go, or, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm calling from the Maine. Anaheim tickets. I'm calling yeah. from the Anaheim yeah. tickets. Uh, Morgan. I'm actually, I don't live too far from where Nick Way said his worst ever hotel stay was. Where was that? Does that make, uh, I think Casey, Illinois. Oh, Casey. Lincoln Trail Motorsports area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four stroke national time frame, I think. Do you remember when Kelly Smith and Steve Mathis showed up at Casey and, uh, laid the wood to the whole field in 2001? I yeah, I wasn't around. I wasn't racing then, but I do have a shirt from Four Stroke Nationals. Uh, so, yeah. He heard stuff. he heard rumors of the shoddy graphics job on uh, Kelly's bike. <laughs> no, he did not. All <laughs> all anybody saw that weekend was the back of Kelly Smith's KTM. But anyways, hey, stay on hold. We'll give you the tickets. Uh, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. All right, thanks so much. All right, thank you. Hey, dude, you got to turn me up. All I can't right. hear myself in my headphones. Okay. I'm gonna start yelling. How's that? That's better. Better. Okay, yep, we can do you. that. Uh, brand new carpet in the lion's den. So everything got moved. Everything got hooked up differently and weird and, and, uh, and all that. Uh, the Tis Legendary is in studio with us. We'll get to him in a I second. Know. We'll get to him in a second. But he's uh, coming to maybe reclaim his old job. Maybe take Devin out, Nancy Kerrigan style. I'd like to see a little death match up here. We'll just, I would, too. We'll put the dog gate w- up so they can't get out. I would, too. Fight till someone claims yep. the microphone. Throw a mic in the middle of the ring. Whoever comes out with the mic. Yep. Gets the job. You got the job and all the huge pay and benefits that come with it. <laughs> Fantastic. Exactly. So, Vitis Legendary in studio with us. Don't forget, if you order from BTOsports.com, use the code PulpMX to save yourself Woo! money. We got to turn down the AC. I'm drinking this coffee. I'm breaking into a sweat. I'm percolating. <laughs> that's, that's, I, I don't know what that means. Drop the AC down to like 70 right now. Okay. Well, I can get pookie on that. No problem. Um, hey, um, we'll get your emails, your voice tales. The uh, BTO voice tales? voicemails, the BTO Sports, Gabba Gibbs coming up, the Race Tech emails, X Brand Tariffs, and NFAB question of the day. Let's start with that because that's where I wanted to go. Hold on. Where are we going? Shuffling through the well organized papers. The NFAB question of the day. N fab.com. You know who rode the NFAB JGR Yamaha this weekend to two top 10 finishes? <laughs> it was either Brayton or. Uh... No. He rode J. Brayton rides the Toyota JGR NFAB team uh-huh. bike. Nicoletti rides the NFAB JGR Toyota bike. I see. NFAB title sponsor on Nicoletti's bike. Killing it this weekend. Filthy Phil Nicoletti. For everything you need for your Jeep, truck, or SUV, check out n-fab.com. Proudly made in Houston, Texas. 
And we thank Thomas and the guys at n-fab.com for uh, coming on board with us. So the question is, it's really simple. Who's going to win this 450 title? Seven points now. Do- Kenny Roxon, Ryan Dungey has made up over a moto on Kenny Roxon in the last three, four races. It is now down to seven points, Ping. Well, I can't remember who else predicted it, but I said Roxon was going <laughs> to slump three quarters of the way through. You know what? And then it didn't look like he was going to. And I thought, oh, I'm going to look like an asshole. He's going to win this thing. <laughs> and all of a sudden, here we are. You He's know, slumping. Dungey's pinning it. You and know, it lo- I, if I got to put money down on a guy right now, it's, it's going on Dungey. You know what? You did say that. You've been saying that. I forgot about that. But that was your mantra Yeah. all year. Yeah, I thought I was going to look like a fool, but it's happening. It's tough to bet against Dungey right now. He's got momentum like crazy. And, and there's no doubt Kenny... Since Kenny went 1-1 at Red Bud, he has been a different guy. And the weekend off, didn't oh, he got second in the first moto, so that's good. Beating Trey Kennard, beating Eli Tomac, great job. Second moto, he got those guys pulled away from him. He was right there, and they just pulled away. Yeah. What do you do, Ping? I, I, honestly, I just think. What do you do as a racer? I don't know what you do. Hey, that's, <laughs> that's out of my league. What do you mean? You almost won the, two titles. Look, you threw away I, two titles. I think at that level. You're racing against guys that are so fit. I mean, Dungey, Tomac, and Kennard. I don't know if there's three harder-working guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you're Roxon, I just don't know that he's got, like, the base. I don't think he has the years of training and stuff, and I think it's the grind of this season is, is wearing him down. I think how it happened you, a little bit in Supercross. How do you stop that momentum? How, what do you do? I don't think there's anything he can do. He can cross his fingers, get good starts. <laughs> cross his fingers. Yep. <laughs> don't ride with him that way, but maybe sleep that way. Is that the official advice of then, you uh, when you were a team manager? Yeah, don't stay away from sharp objects after Utah <laughs> when you're right. it's number two it's, in points. It's not good right now. Dunge is looking great. Unadilla wasn't even a, a Dungey track per se. Washugal, he's good at. He's good at Millville. Never done great at Unadilla. Remember, DeSalle gave him all he could handle. Barsha gave him all he could handle. RV just waxed him one year. It's not a dungy track. He was a beast there though, this past weekend. He he reeled those guys in from pretty far back, dropped Roxon, and you could just see more aggression in his riding style. He is he's going for it. He's riding like a guy who really wants the title, and I don't think he's going to be. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, anything yeah. can happen. We still got four that, motos. That track was gnarly. It was super gnarly. <laughs> it was ugly. Like I remember, nobody has any fun at Unadilla. Nobody says it's awesome. And definitely this year, I, it, 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 it looked like somewhere I did not want to be at. Like, you, how do you even, you know, just the bars getting yanked from their riders' arms? and Yeah, the way, it was so rutted. I've, I've never seen it that rutted. You know, when I first started racing it in the mid-90s mm-hmm. and through the 10 years I raced there, I think it went through, like, the worst period ever for that place. Like, yeah. the first couple of years, yeah. I was excited to ride when yeah. it was all grass. I was so stoked to go there as a mechanic, and we showed up, and I'm like, uh, this is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see old pictures from the 80s, and it's right. like the grass is deep, and it gets churned up into like this loam, and there's big bumps and berms, and it wasn't like that when yeah. in the mid-90s to late-90s, early 2000s. It yep. was beat to hell from the amateurs the day before, hard mm-hmm. and rocky. It was miserable. Yeah, not good. Yeah. Um, hey, uh, we got our winner for the uh, the pair of tickets to Indiana. We got one of our winners. Uh, the second winner, email contest at pulpamexshow.com. A Cherubis with more than 40 years of manufacturing experience. They have become a world leader in accessory plastics. A Cherubis racing program, development program supports riders like Kenny Roxon, Travis Pastrana, Villapoto, Dungy, Reed. Whether you're simply in need of new fenders or you want to personalize your bike, 
Acherbies.com. Follow them on social media at Acherbies USA, and they're, uh, they got some cool stuff on there. So we thank Acherbies for coming on board. But um, let me ask you are you done yeah. like recent sponsors for a second? Can I ask a question and we can talk about it? Yep. Old Unadilla, back mm-hmm. when you show up and it was literally yep. knee high grass. Never went had, there, but saw video. Had, yeah, me yep. neither. Yep. I was like five, pooping right. pants, probably still. Um, well, maybe not a five, but anyway. It would it would turn into like you know like I said super deep yeah. loam super rough, but it always looked amazing. Mm. Not still a little bit of rocks, but not nearly as bad as yeah. it got. Yep. Was it better then or better like now where they've brought in some material, but you show up and it's all tilled and you mm, know? No, it was better then if they could somehow make. But that. we'll never go back to that, right? No, because what happens is you just. Race on a track for 30, 40 years. Where's the dirt go? It's like Washougal. It's like any any track. But what he used to do, away. he would bring in dirt with seed and, yeah. and then just drag it. it around the track, yeah. you know, with the seed and then leave it. And it didn't get touched think, for a year. Now they got like GNCCs out there. They've got yeah. They don't race amateurs on it anymore. Thankfully, are you sure? Yeah, never. Yeah. Not anymore. What about there's an ATV national? I don't know. I swear there's a few events there. How you, you you can't run ATVs on a on a motocross track I don't and expect know. the dirt to stay around. I don't know. Okay. Steven, um, I'm very upset about this. You are. You are. I don't know. Um, I think it would be better the old way. I think it would get rougher and gnarlier. And, I mean, I, some of the old-time mechanics that went there would tell me that after practice, they, would, they wouldn't have cool radiator guards like they do have nowadays. So their radiators were plugged with sod and grass, and they would have to, like, scrape them out to, yeah. get, the, to, to get them out. There was just grass everywhere. Well, I think 95, I think it was the second year I'd been there, um, it was still grass, but they were running a couple of other events mm-hmm. throughout the year, so the dirt was already kind of washing away. Mm-hmm. But I got to be the first one out. That's like one of my – probably the only good memory I have from Unadilla is I got to be the first guy out for practice for the first practice. Yeah. Grass, whole way. Nice. Right. And I promptly went on to like a 15, 18. <laughs> right. Hey, um, talking about uh, beginning careers, Luke Reslin, Chris Aldridge – R.J. Hampshire all made their debuts from Loretta Lynn's. Aldridge surprised. I mean, a lot of Hampshire got the hype going in. First guy in like 13 years to sweep Loretta's in the A classes. Geico Honda ride. Trained by the great Tim Ferry. Uh, he got a lot of the hype. And Aldridge kind of wasn't really at his level at Loretta's. And we come to Unadilla and Aldridge not only beats him, but Aldridge rides by him in the second moto to an eighth place. And I mean, I think, I think R.J. fell, but point is Aldridge came from the back to get eighth he was impressive yeah he, he was impressive and, and I expected him to be a little better at Loretta's and uh I, you know I don't know what happened there why he was mm-hmm. off the back a little bit like he was but um I'm stoked to see him do well I know the pro circuit guys I, I talked with Bones this week and um they're they're super pumped on him just really nice kid they the Bones said they actually sat down and he goes, I actually had an intelligent conversation with him. He's like, I can't, I don't even remember the last time I did that with a rider. <laughs> you know, so all of them are just really yeah. stoked with kind of the, the type of kid he is, really easy going, really hardworking. And um, obviously, some of the stuff they saw on the track with him being really aggressive early, um, they're, they're really excited for next year and uh, kind of what the future holds for him. So, and me too, I'm excited yeah. to see how he does. I think he's a good kid. Yeah. That RJ Hampshire did have all the hype going. And we talked to him. He's been on the show when yeah, I've been here, yeah, and yeah. he seemed he, like a his, really nice kid. His phone was all jacked up, remember? I don't know if you remember, but. I do. But he seemed like a nice kid, but when he made those comments no, after Loretta's. Oh, stop it. You, you, oh, you're, with, you're with Weege and JT. They just, they sent this, they spent you this. Can't, af- you can't say that. They like, spent this afternoon just destroying him for those comments. 
You can't say when you're leaving. I mean, come on. Have you, you got to have enough tact. Have you said nothing ever? Have you ever never not said anything dumb? Never. Never? Because I have. I have. I did today. You got, you got fired from KTM for things that you said. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that was all. That wasn't fun. I wasn't really being serious. I'm anyway. Kidding. I'm kidding. Right. Well, Someone he, needs to coach him. Somebody needs to be helping uh, him a little t- bit. Timmy Ferry. You don't Timmy leave Ferris. Loretta's and go, yeah, well, you know, I just, I'm, a, I'm a going into Unadilla to win. It's like, oh, yeah, you like to see some confidence on a guy. Of course you do. Right. I want him to believe that. Right. Uh, and, but he's got uh, to package it up and sell that hey, a little you softer. you know Ferry. You know how Ferry was. He's bold claims all the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh that was always Ferry's <laughs> MO. You know, oh, everybody knows. Right. Everybody knows. He showed up at Summercross, and he was like, I'm going to own this bitch. No, like I said, I'm sure right. he's a really nice kid. And he's he is. got talent. He's going to do well, but he is. I, um, I I cringed when he said that. I'm like, oh, dude. Uh, oh, dude. Um, and uh, Plessinger is going to make his debut at the Monster Cup for the Star Yamaha guys. Um, and uh, what about your first national? How was your first national? <clears throat> uh, well, mine was weird. You know, it was the Glen Helen National in '93, where they just did one 40 minute moto. <laughs> The only, time, the only time in history. Yeah, only time in history they've ever done that. And it happened to be like 157 degrees that day. <laughs> Small. At Glen Helen. Nice Small. Couldn't roll. breathe. <laughs> and um, I, yeah, I qualified in and uh, ran just kind of mid-packish. Wasn't anything amazing. Mm-hmm. Finished. And I, I pulled in at one point, probably about 30 minutes in, 35 maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I told my dad, I'm like, I'm getting, I'm like seeing spots. I'm, I'm, I'm about to pass out. I got to stop pulling in. Oh, hell, you are. Get out there. You got to finish. You only got five <laughs> minutes left or whatever. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. So I pulled it back in and just circulated around. I got 15th. Somehow. So I got, yeah, right. I mean, it went 15, 15. That's got, where you were nine, number 90. Got my first national The next number. year. Yeah. Yeah, because they did double points. Yep. Right? Because it was it was one motor, but they did they gave you double points. Yep. Um, Team USA for the Motocross of Nations was named this weekend. And uh, Dungey decided to do it. He wasn't going to do it. Uh, he came around, decided he wanted to do it. Jeremy Martin and Eli Tomac. Any problems with that team? Pingree. Nope. I think it's a great team. Kennard ahead of Tomac in the points, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, Kennard's been there all year type deal. I, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm yeah. not saying I, I agree with that. but Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they looked at the track. I don't know what the track's like in Latvia or wherever the hell they're going. But um, the, I, I think – I think they were probably going on Eli's performances. You know, they had to kind of use the latest couple of rounds mm-hmm. prior to Unadilla because they obviously yeah. determined it before Unadilla. Yeah. So if you go back and look. You don't think after the moto they went, hey, Trey, give us your give – Trey. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> it, it, they had to make that probably, right. what, before Washougal, after Washougal maybe? Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's, so, Tomac's beaten Trey and He's been pre- in beating him pretty regularly, yeah. yes. Yeah. So I think you go, well, he's obviously building right. momentum. Now, maybe, maybe it's swinging after you and Dylan Trey will come back right. around, but, I mean, it's too late now. Um, Jeremy Martin is going to win this 250 motocross title. Yeah. If I had told you that before the year. You I would, would have punched you in the mouth and left here and yeah. drove home right now. Right, right. So, what what happened? I don't know. It's, it's just on the gas. I, just I mean, comes uh, out of the year, wins the first five motos. I know. Just Were the, were the other guys not ready? Were, was he... What what happened? I don't know. Maybe they <laughs> ate real good chicken. I, I don't know what happened. I pay this man people to come in and analyze Look, things for I, me. I, I, I'm telling you, it caught me so off guard. <laughs> I and, don't know, and that's, man. That's not a diss to Jeremy. <laughs> right. I just he was way off my radar. Right. Um. I just with the, with the talent, kind of the the mm-hmm. veterans that were in there. I thought there's no way it's going to be anybody other than you know. 
Baggett, Purcell, Wilson, you know, your right, guys. Right, right. And, man, he just <laughs> – yeah, I, I mean, good for him. He's right. earned it. He, yeah. Second year of uh, racing nationals and going to be national champion. It's crazy. And and it's it's cool to see Purcell even give him a little bit of credit on the podium yeah. at Unadilly. He said, you know, Jeremy's – he's – going to win this championship and, or whatever he said. Yeah, he yeah. said, you know, he, he's, he earned, he's riding it, yeah. really well. So the, cool to see uh, everybody kind of – I don't think he's leaving any okay, question. We saw Baggett, and I don't I – mean, it's too early to judge, but Baggett's won one title, and then he's contended for the other ones, but he hasn't been able to do it. Dino won a title. Injuries haven't been there. You know, he hasn't gotten back to that. Is that what – which way is Jeremy Martin going to go? Is, are we going to see him win it again next year? No, I thought he was going to be running around 10th all year. I mean, you're asking the wrong guy on this kid. I, don't, I have no idea. Right. Um, <laughs> I have no idea. Right. Maybe he comes out and wins, you know, five motos again. I don't know. Isn't well, it? Well, time will tell. You know, he, he ramped it up, and by the end of Supercross, he won Vegas. So when's, when's the last time a national champion didn't qualify for the first two Supercross mains of the year? I don't know that that's happened. I don't think that's, that's ever, ever happened. happened. Right, right. Uh, Lynn, what's going on? Lynn, welcome to the show. Hey, uh, I just want to say I love the show. Thank you. Love you guys. Thank you. Um, I had a quick question about the announcing. Um, it's terrible. There was a turn in the track that they kept calling the wall. And my husband was like, oh, that's not the wall. That's screw you. Right. Um, is, is there anything to that? They just couldn't say it's, that on TV? It's or? been called screw you oh. since the beginning of Unadilla. That thing's been there forever. But... We sound a little bit like hillbillies when we have a, a an obstacle on a course called "Screw You." So I think <laughs> okay. they just, you know, okay. PC'd it up and called it the Wall, which the beer drinking locals will get fired up about. I'm right. sure. But well, they did call a Rocco's Leap the parking lot jump one year. <laughs> yeah, that's worse. That's yeah, that's sacrilege. <laughs> yeah, Lynn, I think that's just like like Pink said. I just you don't want to say "Screw You" on TV. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, I, I just want verification. That's but, awesome. Yeah. Listen, if you're um, bench racing, you got to call it "Screw You." Right. <laughs> All right. Do, do, not, do not call it the wall. Yeah, with your the buddies. wall is super gay. Right. That's like wearing Crocs. Maybe do uh-huh. it. Right, do guys. it at the beach I when you're by yourself. You. Thank, you. Good show. Thank you. Thank you, Lynn. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, Rainy Yellow. What is going on? Hey, this, when are we going to bring to justice this terrorist that is Wabi Usada? I don't. I don't. I don't see a problem. They. They did. They did some. Uh, no. They did some testing, and your guy. Was doing it's something ruining my life. You realize this? Well, I mean, <laughs> maybe get another hobby. You know, I mean. Uh... <laughs> oh, hey, Ping, what do you know? What have you heard? Uh, Guy B kind of mentioned mentioned something on Vital, and then kind of left everyone hanging. No, I have talk- you heard any more news? I talked. I talked to Guy B about that, and uh, he misheard. He he heard. He got some wrong information. He got some bad info. So okay. there was nothing to that thread, um, you know. It, so. I think this all comes down to who you talk to right now because I, I chatted with Troy Lee, and he was telling me Red Bull's got their inter- attorneys helping on this and kind of a, a good, you know, group of people behind him helping. And they say, oh, it looks good. It looks good. I think it's going to be fine, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> well, then you talk to other people, and they say, no, it doesn't look good. It's like down to a final appeal and – it doesn't look like he's going to be. He's going to end up getting suspended. So it all depends on who you talk to. Yeah. And if he gets suspended for two years, you know that, that's that's why I said I, he may be done for good. Right now, would that be Supercross only, or would that be? Would he be? No, at that. Super- yeah, at that point, it's going to be both. Right, as okay. I understand it, because uh, 
because his it's a uh, um, the verbiage of it because it's a temporary suspension right now. But if it ends up becoming a, a full well, suspension, then USADA and WADA have you know, USADA kinda... works under WADA's umbrella. So yeah. I mean, honestly, there's so much crap flying in the pits about this. I don't, I wouldn't even want to gather what's going to happen. Just wait. I have yeah, a bet. Wait it out. I have a bet for real cash money with two members of the pits that nothing's going to happen to James where he misses any races. And you want to know why? I hope you're right. You want to know why I say that? Because I've been going to the races for a long time, and I've yet to see anybody put a real penalty on anything. And everybody goes, but, 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 but this isn't, this isn't Feld, this isn't MX Sports. And I go, I, I know, I know. It just, it seems like they, they, they started the drug testing and all that, but they haven't had kind of the rest in line. You know, there's, you know, with not knowing what's going to happen, this and that, they wanted a drug test, and then they didn't. Uh, well, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. not. Well, I'm sorry for cut as what they're going to do, and I'm sorry for your loss, Running Yellow. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to sleep in my seven gear every night, and um, there you go. <laughs> and hey, I got some new stuff, but we'll leave it at that. And then I just want to say though that I called it. Uh, Tomac is in Roxon's head. Okay. All right. We'll ask Kenny about that. Ask him about it, and then, uh, hey, let it rain yellow, and... Uh, Thank you. See you, buddy. What's going on? All right, you guys, you. take it easy. All right. Zach, what's happening? Thanks for uh, calling the show. You want to talk about the weekend in general? Yeah, hey, thanks for taking my call. Um, I just want to give a quick shout-out to all the New York guys that, that made it into the mains uh, this weekend. It was a couple of guys' first time making it into the Nationals, so that we're all really pumped on that. Yeah, that's awesome. It's uh, always good to see the The only New Yorker to score points, though, was Filthy Phil. I know you already talked about it, but what did you think of his weekend? Oh, filthy was stupendous, and I can't believe those he, guys... He had... killed it. Believe me, when we get J-Bone on, I'm going to ask him about not taking Phil to Indiana. I'm looking forward to it. I, I, I really like when you have him on the show. He has a lot of good things to say. And it, it was cool they let him go out first for the parade lap, too. Yeah, no, it's good. MX Sports does that. They've been doing that here and there for... For local races, for different people, uh, let them go out first in front of their hometown fans. Like like Shorty got to do it at Colorado and stuff. So um, that yeah. was kind of cool. So Did you end up going out this weekend even though Jeffrey Herlings wasn't there? Yeah, bro, I announced all day. You didn't hear me? No, I must have not been. The back hill doesn't have a very good sound system no. way out near the sky shot. Sucks. I don't want to bug me out, but no one listens to that announcer, really. <laughs> Damn it. I can't hear anything out <laughs> there. You screamed all day for nothing. Damn it. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Thanks Zach. Yeah, thank you, Stephen Tinger. I look forward to the next Racer X bike build as usual. All right. Glad to hear it. All right, we'll see you. We got a cool bike build coming up with a 1990. What's the deal on 90? We had a snag with the cylinder. When's it going to be done? This is all I need to know. Oh, it needs to be, can you have it done in 15 days, 20 days? It's going to be close for that. Yes, oh, I'm going to be really close for that. Okay. A, the, the, if, the guy sent my cylinder back with a steel bore. And I'm like, dude, I, don't, I paid for the Nicosil. I need it replated with Nicosil. And he's like, oh. What so I just send happened? it back, and they're getting me in. They're taking a steel bore out and putting nicosil in it. Fuck it. So you know, I'm working on it. You need to hustle. I'm, these hands here we have gotta... tuned riders <laughs> to perfection. They can't be hustled. You know okay? what? I go to In and Out. I get a great burger quickly. They hustle and they make a good product. Speaking this of is which, what I want you to do. Uh, um, we're going to talk more about what you've been doing at Racer X. You've been riding a lot of the new models, so I'd like to get your opinion on what, on some of that and what's going on with that. And uh, um, don't forget, folks, we got uh, – uh, actually, let's get them on. Let's get let's get Nate on now, Devin, if we can. Uh, but anyways, and before while we get uh, Nate on, Vitas Legendary. What's up, guy? 
Bro, he's in the job. What are you going to do? Dude, I'm coming back with a vengeance, man. I'm going to start, you know, just slandering people and whatnot. I'm going to get my job back. You'll see. You hear that, Devin? Just kidding. He, the, the, the prodigal son has come back. <laughs> he has returned. No, I, I missed the show. And uh, when I heard Ping was coming in, I was like, you know what? I'll see if, it's, if, if CV has a problem with it. And he said I could. So here I am. How's things at Optrix? High-fiving. Things days. at Optrix are great right now. They really are. <laughs> and I know uh, I owe a lot of it to, to the show. You All know, of it. A lot of it. All of it. All he of it. He tries to claim he didn't get the like he was just going to get the optics job without a without the pulp show without people know him working at Sundale and Sons Concrete here in Las Vegas. Yeah, doing estimating. Op- optics was just going to reach out to him uh-huh. and be to, like, "You're to, the guy we need to be their marketing manager." Yes. <laughs> but no, the the you know the show's doing well for us. We we I've been monitoring the code usage each month, and we're still here. So that means monitoring that, you know, the code usage. Yeah. Do you have one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah I, I got, got some, him one. Yeah, okay. got, Tits sent me one. I got some underwater footage. Do you have any nudies? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. I can take nudies without a water. Oh, yeah, I guess so, right. You can do underwater nudies. Yeah, I can. do you have any underwater nudies? <laughs> but this, yeah. Um, anyways. I'll uh, send you one if I do shoot one. <laughs> you want it? <laughs> wow. Who's it going to be of? Fish eye. Fish eye lens. Yeah, I don't know. I'll talk to Mason, see if he'll send me some of his dong shots. I don't know who you speak of. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, but optrix.com. Optrix.com. Uh, use the code PULPMX. Get yourself 15% off. We've got uh, a lot of great products. Can you tell these jackasses that the Rockform uh, PulpMX case does not conflict with an Optrix? Yes. I will say right now, Steve, you are 100% okay to push your Rockform products. Thank you. Rockform is an everyday you know, case maker. Ours are more geared towards rugged photography. You know, I use the, the little sled, but I actually have a Rockform case that I use mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. So, everyone I just out have insurance there, take on my easy. phone. So if I drop it and it smashes to pieces, I go get a new one. I like how Ping bought the uh, what's the plastic one called? Tits. The five C. Five C. I thought you could, said you had the five. He couldn't spring for a five S. That is a five. No, no, it's not. It's the case that I sent you. I'm actually surprised it works. That's not made. The case I gave you is not for that phone. Oh, well, whatever. <laughs> I care. <laughs> it works fine. It's a, it's, I, I'll be really upset if you take that in the water and it's going to leak because it, it's different specs. I mean, we have different cases for different phones. Well, you should have told me that before I took it underwater, bro. I asked you. I said, <laughs> here we go. I said, okay, you have the five, What's right? The not the five S. You guys are not is, killing is the it. Thing. Because that thing, is okay, the thing. Right. it's different. Can, can anyway, we just, can we just move so on to our next question? Okay. We, we escaped with that incident. Yeah, we so did. we're, we're going to get that situated for you. Optrix.com. Optrix.com. Use the code PulpMX. Get yourself 15% off. We've got a lot of great products. All of our so new cases. You've been listening to the show. I listen every week. How's Devin doing? Where do you find a time? What are you doing better than Devin? What do you? I, I, what, li- I where listen you, while I'm working. Where, by the way. where are you killing it compared to Devin? Where are you? Where is Devin better at this than you? Devin can do the drops. I know where Devin's better at. He stays awake the whole the whole time. It sucks that's, that that's, that's the only thing I have. <laughs> it sucks that's the only thing I have. No. <laughs> the drops and he stays no. awake. The drops he stays awake and he apparently he appears to be interested. So if that counts for <laughs> that's anything. That's already one step above you. <laughs> Fantastic. I don't know who was more disinterested. You were Watson near the end. Uh, probably Watson. Yeah, probably Watson. Yeah. Um, All right. Can we get to our next guest? Yeah. So anyway, thank you for the support. Keep going. We're going to announce a giveaway. We're going to do a little later. We'll announce yeah. that later. Okay. So go ahead. I'm going to turn your mic off now. Thank you. Enjoy the show. Yep. All right. Uh, let's get our next I, I need to get some people that I'm pushing when I come on. Yeah, do it, bro. Everybody's pushing stuff. Devin's not pushing. Hot tricks, black cops. What are you pushing? <laughs> Devin's pushing his stand-up act. 
Oh, yeah, that's right. Sunday nights. Yeah. Sunday nights? Sundays. Sunday nights. Yeah. All right, let's get our first guest. Let's, can, we, can we talk to him? Making bank, getting ass, he's killing a, it. He's a, top, he's a top tuner in the sport. He's a first-time appearance on the Pulp Mech Show. He is uh, Andrew Short's guy at uh, BTO Sports KTM. Nasty Nate Alexander. Nate, what's up, man? What's up, guys? How are you? I'm um, pretty good. Are you kidding? Grips and graphics right now. Grips and graphics? I hear you. Yeah. Are you just literally? Are you just kitting around? You get it? Kitten, yeah. Kitten. Yeah. <laughs> pretty funny. <laughs> hey, uh, how how many how much tears did you have when you saw uh, Durham come back this weekend for Unadilla, and yet he couldn't moto because he hurt his head? Your old rider, Darren Durham. Uh, I don't know if I was surprised or not. I don't know. Kind of, kind of just feel bad for him. I, I, right. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. Um. Yeah. It's too bad, man. Um. Hey, uh, uh, Nate. Let's talk, uh, Andrew Short. First of all, uh, what a second moto ride, man. That was awesome. Yeah. Pretty. Uh, pretty gnarly. Right. Um. Yeah. Even with, even the first moto was was pretty good. But mm-hmm. I, like we had that we had a little problem on the start, and I didn't think we were going to make it. And he just for just rolling up the gate. Oh. Well, I wasn't going to get that good of a start. I wasn't going to bring it up, but yeah, you did have a problem. What was wrong, Nate? Um, the just the you know when we run aluminum forehard bolts, yeah, and just how low our our forks are, uh huh, how low our, our whole shot device is. I guess the bolts may have been too old or uh, how much pressure's on them. But one of the heads popped off mm-hmm. of the bolt, and oh. then uh, when I set it one of the heads that popped off and then when the head popped off there's too much pressure on the other two bolts so yep. the anchors so it rips off pulled out of the fork the other fork uh guard Jeez, so mate. i just had to i luckily i could get the bolt out wow quick yeah, enough to honest. put the other bolts in and throw another fork guard on look they had bolts in the backpack too <laughs> <laughs> nice nice yeah uh no shorty rolled great uh last yeah, to awesome. eighth pingree yeah. last to eighth no, it's amazing. Yeah, he was up to 19th for the first lap. Yeah. Really? 19th after one lap? Yeah. Jesus. Yep. Pretty good digger in that turn, too, also. Yeah, not bad. Like, was he any injury from that or no? No, no, he's good. Yeah, the the, the GoPro footage or whatever, camera footage was pretty. Yeah, yeah. I, I One of my fears in life, and I've done it at local races, but we're talking the, the, the rugged Manitoba circuit with 15, 20 guys on the line. But one of my fears would be doing what Shorty did, although he was fifth, but still being in the top five and then falling and having 35 guys <laughs> behind you. Like, oh, my God. Have you ever done that, Ping? Yeah. And then does the whole pack run you over? I got railroaded at Unadilla by Rhino <laughs> and then got knocked in the head again with a set of handlebars. It's on terra firma. Okay. Were you up front, though? Were you near the front? Yeah, I was like okay. fourth, fifth. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have an gnarly scar on my back from a situation just like that. It's it's not it's scary like it's like what are you gonna you know I don't blame like Kennard went down in Washougal and he just stood off to the side of the track like I'm good dude I am not going out there to get my bike until everybody's gone so yeah if you're lucky enough to roll off the side of the track just stay <laughs> right. there um, hey Nate so you're living with Shorty in uh, in uh, Texas how's that yeah uh, I don't know it's all right it's different than I guess it's different than what most people are used to I don't I don't really care for like living in Cali so if if someone it's, it's just real late. I don't know. It's like being part of the family out here. Right. It's like real late back. I can honestly like work when I want to, but mm-hmm. I find myself here every day and all day long. So how's your CR one twenty five? How's your CR one twenty five doing? 
Oh, it's it's looking nice just sitting there chilling. Nate's got a <laughs> mint CR125. You follow him on Instagram. He revs it up once in a while on Instagram. Yeah. What yeah. year is it? Oh, three. It looks pretty good, actually. Puts a lot of work into it. Yeah. It's not as good as yeah, good. It's, it's not going to be as good as Project 90, Nate, but. It's, it's way better than Project 90. No, bro. No, 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 no. Don't Don't even I really start. I really don't care. Hey. It's, it's, better than, it's better than most people's race bike. Not better than Project 90 once I get through with it, so. Oh, you, you wait. Hey, uh, the reason we wanted to have you on, and Ping, we, we're going to have J-Bone on later to talk about this, and I certainly want to get your opinion, but something I planned on doing tonight was we get an endless amount of tweets, uh, emails, um, Instagram things. I get it at the races when I, when I go to the races. People want to become a race mechanic. They want to work on in the series with the teams and the riders and go on to be another Mike Gosler or whatever. So we get a, we get a lot of questions about MMI. Here's an, here's an email from Austin, and this is sort of be our jumping-off point for the next couple of guests. Hey, Steve, I'm contacting you today about being a professional motocross mechanic, which you know a lot about. Yes, I do. My passion is moto, and being a mechanic seems like a perfect opportunity for me. I plan on attending MMI after I graduate high school because it seems like MMI, which is Motorcycle Mechanics Institute, everybody, has produced many pro MX team mechanics, which give me a good chance. I've looked into it and what brand choices MMI has to choose from, and if I go to MMI to work on all four major OEMs, it's around forty grand for tuition. Whew. I didn't know it was that much. Good grief. Uh, yep. forty grand is a lot of money that I do not have, but if it is worth it, I will do it. That leads me to my question. Is it worth going to MMI? For all four OEMs, would it get, help me my chances of getting a job as a mechanic because I have MMI? I know you're inside the motor industry, and I know a lot of mechanics. Would you be able to get me in touch with a couple mechanics who have gone through MMI and made it to pro teams? So I thought I would get J-Bone on, championship-winning mechanic, who never went to MMI, and now he's a manager at JGR. And Nate, you, also a factory mechanic, basically, um, you did go to MMI. So what do you think? What what do you what would you tell poor Austin here? <laughs> well, start off. Um, I went to MMI and I was basically there probably two years, two thousand five, six, something like that. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's changed a lot since I've been there. But yeah, there's a lot of pros and cons that you can pick from it. Like basically. The the best thing that I could pick out of it would be is that you do you learn the basic knowledge of a motorcycle if you're completely clueless of working on a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Like you learn the whole theory of the motorcycle, how the engine works, how how the suspension works, everything. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it's not tuned towards what we do. Right. Is is the biggest thing that I pick out of it. They teach a lot of things that are cool that you don't think when you go there is very cool. Is like professionalism. And stuff, and they take attendance like to to the mat, like they're really strict on attendance, which is, I mean, like it's pretty good, yeah, right. pretty good. But you can't have someone like showing up working for you and then thinks they can just take a day off because what we do, like our job is, yeah, you're not, you can't take a day off. Like you're right. basically like a doctor, you're on call twenty four seven. But like with me, I think, I think like. Sometimes the classes there might be overbooked because there's like 25 people and you have one teacher. Then it's it's kind of hard for the teacher to to te- to take time and the amount of hours that you're there a day 
to just focus on one person if one person needs help. Because mm-hmm. some people need help more than other people. Like not everyone's on the same did you, page. Did you have a knowledge of motorcycle mechanics or car mechanics before you went there at all? Not as not as in like theory wise. I just I was just working for like privateers and stuff before I went there. So okay, it was basically I was the air filter guy and washed the bike and tighten mm-hmm. spokes kind of guy. Right, right, right. Uh, Ping, when you were you were team manager, mm-hmm. did you care? Think about it. MMI? Did you? Well, I didn't, I I didn't pay any attention. I was hiring guys who had race experience, you know, experience mm-hmm. as a mechanic. Yeah. Um, you know, I think you're going to start out either with, a, you know, an amateur kid or with a a team that's got a small budget. Yeah. I think the bottom line, you know. So we were not looking at new guys who'd never been mechanics before, you right. know. So, but, I, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. If, at, as far as the MMI thing, like I said, I mean, he's going to know more about yeah. um, um, if it's worth it or not. Like 40 grand seems like a whole lot of money. And really, if you can work on one Japanese bike, yeah, how different are the other three? I mean, is it cheaper if you just do one? I don't know. You know what I mean? Is it ten grand? Is that right. a hell of a lot? Makes the more sense to me. Yeah, ten grand, and, and you work on Honda with one cams, and you can figure out the bike with two cams. Yeah, it can't be that much different, right? <laughs> right, right. What do you think, mate? I mean, uh, I, I totally agree with what he said. Um, I I feel like you just got to start off small and just work your way up because basically, like what we do, it, it isn't science, like. It's all repetitive learning. And Phil, mm-hmm. maybe, like, it's even it's even more to that because now we have engine guys now. We have suspension guys. We don't have to do any of that stuff anymore. So it's I think more of my job now is being able to cape and cope and uh, deal with, like, deal with your crew. Like, right. you have to be able to work with your crew. It's more of your character. Right. Like, right. our job is. Um, yeah, Nate, uh, back in my day, uh, we did tires and we did motors and we did everything back in my day. Yeah. So, but so, now, so, so now we're, right. we're definitely lucky to not have to do a lot of that stuff. Yeah, no, it's, it's a different deal. And like you said, you also are working with, uh, I think a couple of things that MMI probably doesn't teach you is working quickly and under pressure. Yeah. That's, you definitely. don't, you don't need that in a dealership, but you need that as a race mechanic. Yeah, like for for MMI, it's 100% dealership. If you want you want to work at a dealership, and like I'm not even saying that working at a dealership is bad because that's a it's a good job and yeah. you get paid well. And mm-hmm. I don't I don't have anything against that. Just but just for what we do, mm-hmm. like it's it's a lot of pressure and like you got to be able to if you have a mistake if something breaks you can't like just like this weekend I you can't freak out you just gotta yeah like kind of slow your mind down a little bit and think of how you're gonna fix it. And and then and also the of time that you have. and working with riders, whack job head case riders, like what Pingree was yeah, when then, he raced. Then, exactly. You know? <laughs> exactly. Come on, Nate. <laughs> exactly. Damn like, it. Exactly. Well, like I, did, I, did, I mean I didn't mean you personally, but I mean I've worked with some whack job riders. Sanner, what is there a better education in working under pressure and stress than your time at eleven ten mods? What's uh, that? No, I and Exactly, hundred percent. I think that's where I learned most. <laughs> right. I right. learned a lot, lot from that deal. Right. Do you kind of like learn? Just grow up in general because I had to. I was just like thrown to the wolves. Yeah. I mean, really, like you guys were trying to stretch a dollar, you know, as far as you can, and so a lot of times <laughs> there was pressure, stress. 
that thing was stretched. You you guys had pressure to make a tech <laughs> inspection on Fridays, I heard. So yeah, um, I, mean, I think I made I made Washougal one year. Uh, that, the year I worked for Darren, I made Washougal, and that was the only one I made. Yeah, 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 and yeah, certainly, and you and you and Darren just killed it that year. There's no doubt. And people who don't know, Nate worked for Andrew Short with the Chaparral Honda team. And uh, over, you worked for the Valley team. Not Val. Was it Valley? Where'd you work at? Uh, the yeah, Star Valley. Yeah, Star Valley. When there was combined forces there, and then Darren Durham at eleven ten mods. But I mean, really, like everything in life, probably like working at Optrix, working in the fire department, working anywhere. It's like who you know, and that is kind of yeah. where mechanics boil down to. It. And so people ask, how do you get to know those people? Well. It's not really any one tried and true way. You gotta you gotta get to the races somehow or another. Start networking, meet some people, be a good person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Get some experience yeah, being, somehow. Yeah. I think being a good person is a lot to do with it because you have five guys that you have, or maybe more people. Just take five guys that have five different attitudes that you have to work with, and one's gonna come in one day and have a bad mood, but you have to work around that guy's bad mood. Like Forrest Butler, every day, yeah. just angry. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but um, I guess if you know nothing about motor- if you don't know nothing about motorcycles, if you don't know a thing about how an engine or suspension works, you should go to MMI. Yeah, because you, you, you need to know the basics. Yeah, <laughs> no, you pain? don't need to. There's other ways to do it. I mean, no, Jay Bone will tell you how he did. <laughs> right, right. You can work with if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to learn the basics, then right, yeah. right. Yeah. Nate, uh, Nate slept in a tent um, for a number of months outside of, outside a shop. Where'd you sleep in a tent, Nate? Uh, uh, well, we had a we had a Sanders house when like Sanders deal started. Yeah. And um, I basically didn't have a place to live. So, I didn't want to be like call my mom or anyone. So one day I just. Got a tent. I didn't have money for rent or anything, so I bought a tent and had a little air mattress. And then Wes Smith was staying there in his motor home. I think he ran a maze. And I ran an extension cord from the tent to the, I mean, the, the motor home to the tent. I had like a little fan in there. There we go. At a, I think I'm not. Your, phone bro- your phone's breaking up a little bit. I, oh, I said I, I even had like a little toaster in there. It was pretty legit. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Um, I uh, I lived in the office building in FMF for a while, Ping, when I worked on your team, which you don't remember. But there was that building, you know, the race shop? Yeah. Down in Torrance. Yeah, I, lived... I remember hearing stories of, like, rats in the walls yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, at night you'd hear. I slept on an office, on an air mattress in one of those offices every night for probably about a month, two months. Just just slept in there. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, MMI. Wouldn't it help me for that? Nope. I would have went, hey, guys, I don't want to sleep in this office. I have, uh, you know, I have MMI. Uh, yeah. Do you know I'm uh, licensed and accredited to work on Yamahas? There's <laughs> a Honda team? Oh, right. well, anyway. All right, I'm out. This lodging is not going to do. It's not suitable. <laughs> well, you gotta, hey, that, that's another thing that you have to think about, about MMI is, like, when you go there, you got to think about, like, your, I mean, if you're locally, it's cool, but. If, if you're moving, like, say I moved from Ohio to Florida, and then you have to pay rent at an apartment, you're sharing it. Well, you can share it with, like, a mm-hmm. another person that's going to school with you. But right. you got to think about that $40,000 on top of the whole uh, mm-hmm. rent and 
moving away from home and stuff. Yeah, that's, that's a car payment. That's the a cost of living. That's a healthy yeah. car payment. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still paying it to this day. So Ugh. it's uh, or Florida and Phoenix, right? Florida yeah, and Florida. Arizona. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I heard I, honestly. I, I heard that the the Phoenix campus was was a lot a lot better. Hmm. Well, like, I heard. It and and how long different. how long was it for you? I think I believe like a year and a half. Oh shit! It's like really? six weeks for theory, and then like you have like seven uh, like small classes, and I think they're like seven weeks or six weeks apart. Then you have elective, like it's twelve weeks. Okay. Twelve weeks in elective. So you, I only did two. I did Kawasaki and Yamaha. Nate, right. do you still love what you do? Yeah, every day. Is this? Uh, I mean, do you do you see yourself like? Pulling a Tony Berluti, and this is it. You're gonna do this till you can't get out of bed. Uh, <laughs> honestly, probably yeah. 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 See, well, I did, some guys, I know, yeah. some guys love it, and they can't get enough. I Tony Berluti's a goddamn hero. Cause, I'm telling you, he's yeah. been doing it so he, long. He is gnarly. Yeah, he is. I, I did it for 11 years. So just the travel, it's just so. It's well, so I'm still gnarly. doing the travel though. I'm okay with that. The uh, travel and the work. I mean, Nate. Nate had to freaking. You know, build his bike all day Sunday after working his balls off on Saturday. That sucks. Yeah. Well, so. Yeah, but like the work, you probably enjoy. I, I for me, I would say like I, yeah. I like that's that's what he got into do is working on bikes and he knows yeah, he's building uh, the race bike for the next weekend. Like right. that's cool to me. Getting on a plane and yeah, traveling. especially when you're working, especially oh. when you're working on like good equipment too. Yeah. yeah, it makes a big difference. Well, maybe not for an ungrateful bastard like Shorty. You know, yeah. a real, a real. Yeah. How are you going to survive on that BTO team next year with uh, just the f- oh, happy unicorns and rainbows team? Brayton and Short, just two <laughs> two of the biggest dicks in motocross, yeah. without a doubt, without a doubt. Hey, um, people are just going to let them win. Pressure on us. Hey, uh, let's get to uh, da- Daniel. Uh, you uh, you went to MMI? Uh, yeah, went there from uh, 2007 to 2009. Mm-hmm. And I I just wanted to call in. I was the same as the kid that you had. Uh, you had people writing. Mm-hmm. I wanted to come out of high school. I wanted to work for a factory team. I wanted to be that championship mechanic. And when I walked into theory that night and they looked at me and said, this is a piston. It goes inside the cylinder. I pretty much knew that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> you were like, this is a little <laughs> bit too too basic for me. Yeah, and, and I took I took auto shop classes in high school. I was working on my own bikes. Mm-hmm. Nothing major digging into the suspension, but was you know, doing my you know, doing my clay. The Honda course teaches you to run with your flat rate and how to stay on time. Mm-hmm. But it's it's all dealership oriented. And from what I've heard, the classes that we were taking, we took a machine shop and a crank balancing class. Those kind of classes they've gotten rid of. It's primarily dealership dealership stuff. Now. Okay. What are you doing now? Um, I'm actually a, a diesel mechanic out at a gold mine. Mm. North I'm, Dakota, Montana, where are you at? I'm a, uh, Northern Nevada. I was going to say maybe this is – so you don't have any championships and titles in Daniel. You yeah, def- definitely not. <laughs> Unless this is J-Bone in disguise. <laughs> uh, hey, mobile diesel mechanics no, make no, no, bank, I'm though. No, I'm not, I'm not mocking it. I'm just saying That's it. That's a good yeah. job. Uh, all right, Daniel, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Right on. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you. You remember uh, Clint Back- Backlund? He was uh, yeah. Ben Talley's mechanic yeah, 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 on Clint. our team. Yeah, real nice guy. That was his background was diesel mechanics. Uh-huh. And he came down and did some work for Jeremy and just, like, hung uh, out. He was literally living. Take your feet off. Tits is, he was living in the box van in the sleeper. Yeah. Here's another story of a guy just right. 
trying to pull pennies off the floor to buy something to eat. Well, anyway, he, you know, worked for, uh, I think, Borkenhagen the first mm -hmm. year. And then he worked for me in Supermoto. And then uh, we put him with Townley. And uh, he did great. All but right. he, he burned out on it, and he's back in Montana working as a mobile diesel mechanic. Oh, cool. Uh, Moser. I'll take you to go potty. Moser. Moser. All right, see you, Moser. Moser's very busy tonight. Not paying attention. No, you got to pay attention, Moser. Um, number three, Dave, what's going on? Hey, Steve, you must have a short memory, man. Why? You forgot, just like last month, uh, Scotty Atkinson's is starting his uh, school up in September, man. Oh, About, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, so how I'm, do I'm looking at his site right now, Ten grand. It's going to be right there by Racer X in West Virginia. Eight months, you know, he's going to do everything that a motocross, a supercross mechanic should. I just remembered you had the show like about a month ago, and you forgot all about him, man. What, I don't under, Dave, what do you mean I forgot about him? This isn't about Scotty Atkins' motocross, motocross mechanic no, you, school. This but is, the, the topic was about going to be a mechanic for a, a, a team, right? Yeah, yeah, but this is MMI questions. We get MMI questions, so we're dealing with MMI. I mean, well, I, didn't, you, uh, I didn't. I caught the conversation like you were talking about. Well, th I mean, this is another alternative. This guy, it, it, he was it talking certainly about being is. a mechanic for, uh, you know, Scotty's teaching what, you know, what okay. actually goes on with the race shop and race teams and all that. So uh, I know. And I, I'm just bringing that up. Yeah, man. no, I'm aware of it. Uh, and I'll, I, I need to know more from Scotty about what, what the deal is. But Bust yeah. his balls, dude. We'll talk about it for sure. Yeah, it. I'm looking at the website right now. Like I said, it's like. Okay, bye. See ya. <laughs> um, Moser, Moser, are you there or what? Yeah, what are you just gonna hang up on me before I even get a word out? As well? What are you doing? What's up? You're taking your kid I potty. All, kid all I heard was yeah. When you hung up on me. Okay. All right. Go on. I had a question for Nate. Yes. What was uh, what yeah. was Shorty wearing today? Nope, we're not doing uh, that. I don't remember. Not, I think a baby blue fly shirt. No, we're not doing that. Nash, what's going on? Hey, gentlemen, what's going on? How are you? I'm good. I just wanted to touch base and Nate, thanks for coming on. Uh, I just yeah, wanted no to. Problem. Uh, you know, compound and share with what you're talking about. It's a long, hard road, and you know it, and Steve knows it as well as Dave. But the reality to any parents out there listening, you know, I'm a teacher for 15 years. I taught auto mechanics as a professional mechanic, and I know that mechanics and being a factory mechanic are night and day difference and not even the same ballpark. But I've worked with hundreds of kids that had this vision of being a factory mechanic. And, Nate, you hit the nail on the head is first and foremost, if you're not willing to sleep in a tent, or as Pengrew probably would say, eat the crap sandwich for a number of time, or Steve's listen to rats run around. This, there's certain elements of this generation that's coming up, this prima donna generation, where they think they're going to pop out of MMI, and, and all of a sudden Tony Berluti's going to be begging for them to come work with them. Wake up. Go work for somebody as a privateer mechanic, like you guys are saying, and get into the sport before you plop down 40 grand. Because I've heard more than one person come out of that school and say, what the hell did I just enslave myself in this debt for? This isn't what I signed up for. So, right, right. again, if you're motivated, you're driven, and it's a tool, that's exactly what Nate already said. But I warn all the parents after I've seen kids leave my classroom and go there thinking they're going to spend forty grand and get a job, they're dis disillusioned on the reality of the situation. So, all right. Thanks, Nash. Appreciate I, it. I don't think it's any different than any other job. You start at the bottom, yeah. and you work your way up. Well, I, yeah. it's Learn it's, the trade. And it's you're not... going to have to do that with an amateur or a local pro. Yeah. And have somebody, you know, make a friend, who a mechanic who, who will 
say, yeah, come over and you can watch me rebuild this engine or whatever, and I'll show you, I'll teach you. Nate, There's how a did, lot of mechanics that'll do that. Nate, how did you first get into being a mechanic? What What was the first gig or guy you worked for? How did that work? How did that go down? Uh, actually, I I grew up with Nathan Skaggs, and he did what he did like local races and arena cross and stuff. So I was kind of like man friend slash. Mm-hmm. She wash your bike, change your filters, and right. I mean, even back then, if I didn't clean his filter right, he'd freak out on me and lose his mind. So I, I mean, you learn real quick. And how'd you learn how to rebuild engines and stuff? Engines? Um, I didn't. I didn't start doing engines and stuff till I worked for eleven ten mods, and I. Sanders. I ended up having to. Yeah, I ended up having to like learn real quick because it was kind of slow, and basically at first I just. All I was allowed to do was tear things apart and clean parts and like get to know the parts and I just when it was when I was first there I just stayed after and like just you just ask questions and you just have somebody show you like right yeah he'll show you and you'll set like he used to build them with me back when he used to actually build motors he he would have build we'd build the same motor we'd have two Honda two PF motors there and he'd be on one side of the bench building one and I'd be on the other and we'd build them together and we'd stay up all night like just building few motors like teaching me everything like that he learned from previous race teams that he he worked for yeah uh thanks nash appreciate it all right cheers guys Have fun. see ya all right uh moser you have a real question this time i do yeah okay. so the question is i think nate might be the only guy that does both race builds race bikes on the weekend and then Negative. also you know his practice bike guy during the week I don't agree with that, but so what's the question? Okay, well, I mean, the question the question is, uh, what's the difference? I guess do is the mindset any different? Is the wear and tear on the bikes different? I mean, you basically work seven days a week. You do, Nate. You work seven days a week. Yeah, yeah, but I enjoy it. I mean, my job is is a hobby to me, so I don't I don't mind it. I come here and work on the bikes for fun. I find stuff to do, so it's not it's not a problem to me. I mean, you know, I've been doing the same thing for Andrew for three years now. So, well, again, working it, for Shorty is a huge jerk. So, I can imagine how tough. Yeah, that he's is. super picky and super mean. Right, super mean. <laughs> hey, don't forget, people. <laughs> I think if you have a basic knowledge of the motorcycle and you want to be a mechanic, the race tech suspension uh, seminars uh, those are real, real deep and uh, lots of. In-depth knowledge there. They go behind the scenes. Racetechsuspension.com. Uh, Racetech.com. And uh, Paul Fee puts these seminars on. And uh, they're pretty gnarly. So I've heard from people who've gone, who've gone to there that if, that if you want to get out of being a race mechanic and go into suspension, then you want to start with this with this school and take your basic knowledge and go to that school. So not as expensive as MMI either. So I just wanted to put that out there, something that came to mind. Um, uh, but Moser, uh, anything else? No, I don't feel like I really got an answer. What's the difference between like a Saturday for you and like a Tuesday? Oh. A Saturday? Well, Saturday obviously we're racing all day. Sunday, well, you get tear down and you just wake up super early about six or seven, and you build, tear down the whole bike, then rebuild it. Then that's kind of that's kind of usually your biggest day is is Sunday because you have to. It depends on your flights and. When your flight is, uh, like, for your uh, time to get the bike finished. So, usually we fly out at 7 or so. So, you just have to have everything packed up in the semi, bike finished, and head to the airport by 7. But usually throughout the week, I I just, like, it depends on which day he rides. Usually, 
lately we've had a schedule where we usually just ride uh, Wednesdays. So it's not, I just leave the bike from the last day that he rode, which this week was Thursday. So I just wash, have it washed and everything. And just, um, I can, I have time to prep it on Monday or whatever when I, when I get here Monday. So he only rides Wednesdays. Is that what you just said? Yeah. Huh. Huh. Keep him fresh. He's old, man. Yeah, man. He's old. He's got to relax. Rex. Rex? Rex. He's got a Rex. Rex. Hey, watch your mouth. You better not be bad talking my guy. No, it's I'm not bad at talking to anybody. He's, he's, I think maybe top maybe Roxon like, should just be riding one day. Yeah, you might be right. That. Yeah, all right. Let's let's all get in a fight now with our listeners and co-hosts and everybody else. Thanks, Moser. All right, see you guys. Thanks. All right, we got to run. Nathan, uh, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Appreciate yeah, it, Nate. No I think uh, we're gonna have Jay Bone on too after this and talk to him a little bit about it. He's he didn't go, but now he's in a position where he hires mechanics. So let's talk to him yeah, a little bit about definitely. about doing that. And uh, hey, great job at Unadilla. Uh, including hey. coming through with the fort guard and uh, doing all that on the starting line. And then, of course, Shorty rode a tremendous race. So uh, great job on that, man. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank you. All right, see you, Nate. See you, Nate. Uh, see you, guys. All right, that's Nathan Alexander, everybody, on the Pulp Mech Show, presented by BTOsports.com. We'll take our first commercial break of the night here. Come back with Jeremy Albrecht, uh, Jesse Wentland, Ryan Gold, because we got – did you hear about this Canadian stuff? Oh, you were telling me a little bit. It sounds. Like some, I'm surprised there's so much anger. Canadians are so nice. They're the French How are Canadians. They not going so, I'm sorry, sorry, hey, sorry. Eh? French Canadians are a different. Oh breed. yeah, it's French Canadians. Yeah. Never mind. So they're very upset. I get it. Uh, we're gonna come back. Tits and Devin will fight to the death during this commercial break, and whoever is winning will be behind the mic killing it when we get back. Thanks for listening. See you in a bit. Mafia Moto Crew is an apparel brand based on the behind-the-scenes grit it takes to be a motocrosser. There is a long line of MX racers since the late 70s dubbed the Mafia. They were the baddest of the bad. Mafia riders had no problem riding and racing in the worst of weather conditions. Most of the time, they rode on worn-out equipment without receiving the exposure or respect they deserved nationwide. When it came down to it, Mafia riders were some of the strongest riders and many reached the top level of the sport. This no-quit attitude and determination has made the Mafia a crew of respected standouts. Mafia riders were notorious for undermining authority, and they always stuck together. That is what the Mafia Moto Crew strives to uphold today. Rep your crew by placing your order at MafiaMotoCrew.com today and enter discount code PULPCREW at checkout. Rep your crew. The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give that to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Check, check. Mic check.
race tech privateer proven when riders choose they choose race tech supporting the world's fastest racers providing factory level products support and service to the everyday rider supporting riders like michael lieb vince freeze chris blows cody gilmore and the motosport.com spine chillers arena cross team of nathan skaggs mike mcdade willie browning and more Join the Racetech team by applying for rider support at Racetech.com. Use the Pulp MX code to save 20% at Racetech.com. Racetech. NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and Lighting Accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. What makes an Atlas brace unlike anything else? It could be that the unique design sits around your spine and sternum. It might be the carefully engineered flexibility, or because of the adaptive response to natural body movement, or it's that they are easily adjustable in both height and length, or maybe it's because they're available for people of any age, size, and height. Perhaps it's because they are the choice of champions like Jake Weimer and Ryan Villapoto. But maybe it's simply because when you ride, you like to dress for the occasion. Whatever the reason is, there's Atlas, and then there's everything else. For 2014, X-Brand has taken a definitive step forward. With our new Volcano, Phantom, and Limited line, our style now mirrors our unmatched performance in terms of comfort and clarity in all conditions. We've added to our crop of top athletes, including Mafia Moto Cruise Enforcer, Nick Way. Also, Crossland Racing's top Jimmy Albertson. Why spend more for a name when you can save money, look great, and enjoy elite optical performance? We offer a complete line of laminates, lenses, nose guards, and zip-offs, so head to your dealer today and demand X-Brand. You can also order direct at eksbrand.com, and Pulp MX Show listeners can enter Pulp Show 14 to save 30% today. Merch Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connections proving ground for products under the canopy 
series of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Visit them on the web at www.worksconnection.com and use the keyword PULBMX for 20% off your order or visit your local outlet and check out the new lineup of products for 2013. For 2013, Tech One Designs is back and better than ever with a new and improved website, new products, prices, and more. At Tech One Designs, we are now offering helmet wraps, GoPro wraps, smartphone wraps, and neck brace decal kits. Either pick from one of our present designs and add your colors, logos, name, and more, or design your own. You dream it, we'll make it. As a devoted supporter of the Pulbamex show and its listeners, we want to show our support by offering a 20% discount on your next order. So go to techonedesigns.com now and enter the discount code PULPMX20 at checkout to save money today. Hey, 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 hey. W-E. Now that I got your attention, let's talk about Wheels. WUSA, based in Orange County, California, the nation's leading supplier of high-quality wheel sets for some of the best teams in the sport. They carry the top brands like Talon, Kite, DID, Excel, as well as Galfer and Brembo Brakes. All the W Wheels are built by the same guys that build Chad Reed's wheels. Whether you have a new bike or looking for a set of new race wheels or a backup set of wheels, W can get what you need. Complete wheels are not in the budget. Let W rebuild your stock hubs with their OE spoken nipple kits and a quality rim like DID or XL. WUSA, used by Reed, Rocks, and Millsaps, Anderson, Dungey, Short, Brayton, Grant, Antonap, Peters, Partridge, Freeburg. They all use and trust W for all the wheel needs. If they trust W, why don't you? Don't buy a, a set of cheap wheels. Just because you paid $500 for a set of wheels. You're not going to put those on your bike. They're not that good. Really, seriously. WUSA.com. Anything you need. Cool colors. Better strength. They've got it. And they've been proud supporters of the Pulp Mech Show for many years now. And we thank those guys. WUSA.com. Do it. In 1973, Don Emler started FMF in his Hawthorne, California garage. 38 years later, that garage is a 90,000 square foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility where proudly everything is still produced 100% under one roof using only the best American material. The only thing more important to us at FMF than winning is our customers. So here's a big thanks to our fellow riders for giving us the 2010 Reader's Choice Award in every major U.S. motorcycle publication. It's the passion that drives us. So thanks for making us number one. FMF, built in the USA, proven on the track. Is your bike missing that final piece of the puzzle? Does it feel like you're just coming up a little short? Can your bike use more power? It's easy to get noticeable power gains throughout the entire RPM range with the Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil. Install one now and you're set for the tracker trail. What this innovative product does is increase the energy at your spark plug gap, which allows more energy to be released in your combustion event. Besides the power increases, you'll get better starting, quicker throttle response, and then expect to be impressed. 
The Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil is available for two and four strokes, as well as vintage machines. Used by Michael Lessie in Supercross, Matt Lemoyne, Gary Semix, and other top riders. Black Ops Moto is happy to provide the Pulp MX Show listeners a 15% discount off their order if they call in and mention Pulp MX. Dealers and distributors are also welcome. Check us out at blackopsmoto.com and like us on Facebook. Learn what others have discovered and feel the instant improvement. Feel the instant improvement. The leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. All Vortex racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you. Enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 70-75 T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know know these bars bars can take the abuse abuse you'll give them. them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pulp MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email Jake at VortexRacing.com with the promo code PULP2014 or call him at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track. Welcome back, everybody. Some Van Halen coming at you. Hingry, you have nothing to criticize my music for once everybody hears your your My song is a jam. (laughs) Hey. Ladies and gentlemen, we have reached a new low in the show. 
<laughs> that may be true. We're going to all have a good laugh at it, though. And it's no worse than uh, Fancy or whatever your song is. Oh, that's good, dude. That's a good song. I should have played that. Why didn't I play that? Oh. Hey, everybody. Whether you have a new bike or looking for a set of race wheels or a backup set of wheels, W can get you what you need if complete wheels are not, it's not in the budget. Let W rebuild your stock hubs with their OE spoke and nipple kits and a quality rim like BID or XL. W wheels used by Reed, Rocks, and Millsaps when he rides. Anderson, Dungey, Short, Brayton, Grant, Pike, Albertson, Chisholm. Uh, if they trust W, why don't you? WUSA.com. Thanks to John Anderson. One of the good guys paying in the industry. John Anderson. Great guy. WUSA. Oh, yeah. Uh, coming up here with JGR, Yamaha's... Jeremy Albrecht, Nasty Nate Alexander's already been on. Thank you for that. Ryan Gold coming up. Jesse Wentland, J-Bone, Jason Thomas, too. Oh, my gosh. Jason Thomas yeah. is going to be on the show? Yeah. That's shocking. <laughs> you know what? Screw you. Uh, Tits and Devin did not battle about that that commercial break, but we're looking forward to seeing. Is that part of uh, his sponsorship negotiations? He has to be on every show. Who's that? Then it's in a contract, JT. Yeah, I don't want him on. He wants to be on so bad. It's unbelievable. Uh, I knew it. He's been uh, he's been uh, holding the Porcel win over me on, via text. Because he called Porcel to win, and I said, no way. Oh, we can't always be right. Mafia Moto Crew, Pulp Crew, saves you 20% off. MafiaMotoCrew.com. Nick Ways, terrific clothing. I'm wearing a Mafia Moto Crew shirt as we speak. Uh, Vortex, we're giving away some tickets to Indiana. We've given away one pair already. The second pair is contest at pulpamexshow.com. We're just going to pick a random emailer to give that away. God, Halen's good. Uh, Vortex Racing products, uh, Tyler Bowers, Ronnie Renner, Stewart, as well as the Sprockets. They got a V3 motocross handlebar that is 29% stronger than the competition. Uh, you can ride with confidence knowing that Vortex has put years of research and development and testing these bars without sacrificing weight and speed. You want to save 40% off Vortex? Email jake at vortexracing.com. 40% ping. That's that's a lot of money. That's almost half <laughs> if you do the math. <laughs> I did the math. It's almost half. All right. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening tonight. Pulp MX Show presented by btosports.com. Let's welcome our next guest on the line. He talk a little bit of MMI. And uh, talk a little bit about next year. But first, right off the bat, Jeremy Albrecht, what's going on? What's up, guys? Jay Hi, Bond. David. What's going on, buddy? <laughs> let's, what's up? Let's talk about surfer cross. Yeah, let's talk about it. David Pingree dominating the motocrosser <laughs> surf division. The surf part, yes. He killed the surf part, him and his partner, uh, Lonnie Robb. No, no, Charlie Carroll. Right. Charlie, that's right. Get it straight. Yeah, Char- uh, Lonnie got second. Yeah, Charlie. Yeah, Charlie was on it, too. That was cool. Hey, did you think he was going to surf that well? No, I had no idea. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's funny. He's been in it plenty of times, and I, I never get to sit there and watch, and it was awesome to see how good he was. I just want to know, what were the results of the moto race between the moto crossers? Tell me what the results were. Like, you want to know who won? Yes. It was yes. Uh, Tedder. Hold and... on. Tedder beat you, Ping? Tedder, Lawrence, Matasovich, Pingree. Hold on. Lawrence, Biden, Pastor, Plouffe. You got Hold on. No, 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 no. Phil, hey. Phil and Chicken and, and Dakota, Dakota Tedder. But, but what you don't get, because you've never been to my event before, 
is that it's, it has a lot to do with who you're partnered with. Tell, him, tell Mathis who Holshot led the first yeah, lap. Yeah, Ping Holshot is the thing. He was gone. Mm. I came in first. My guy takes off. Yep. And he's not he so good. He comes back in in 12th. Okay, so he's yeah, not so good happens. on the bike. And then you got to, yeah. So He jumped that, everything. That's, that's how it goes. You got to come see it sometime. It's J Bone. I, I go to all these races just like you do. The last thing I want to do is travel somewhere. You know? Yeah, I know. I didn't want to go to your house either, but I did. <laughs> <laughs> you remember? Touche. When did That's you? The last thing I wanted to do. You were already in Vegas, so let's let's calm well, down a maybe little bit. One of these times, you'll be hanging out down there, and then you'll have to go. I'd love to cover it. Um, I tried to yeah, surf. But you one did time. post it's... some stuff. I was happy. Thank you. Thank surfing, you. surfing's Maybe really hard today. to do. Surfing's really hard to do. This just in. It's very hard. That's what makes it cool because both sports are very who's, hard to do. Who's the best motocross surfer? I would say it's between uh, Cooper Webb and Dakota Tedder. No, no, no. Both really good. No, who's the best surfer? Who's best at motocross? Chava Greenley. Oh yeah, Chava is really good. Chava, then probably Sunny. How is Cooper Webb Snips. a good surfer? His dad owns a surf shop. He, he owns a surf shop. He lives on the. He, he's in small waves most of the time on the North Carolina shore, but he's he's a surfer. Oh, yeah, I, I didn't know that. I have no idea. Yeah, learn something new. Surfing's huh. cool as crap, bro. <laughs> it's cool as crap. <laughs> hey, Jaybone, you know, you know what's cool as crap? The JDR Yamaha horsepower numbers. Yeah, what are yeah, you doing to those cool. things? We're, we're excited. Why are you cheating? Yeah. You're cheating? Or are a cool you a comment that I hear often is big bore. Yes, are you, run, cool. are you running big bores? Of course not. <laughs> okay, th- it's I just awesome, wanna... <laughs> though. I would like someone to protest. If we get the money, it'd be great. Uh, I don't know how that works. I forget. I don't think but that works. I think that's only in amateurs. <laughs> yeah, I, think, I, think, I don't think in pros it works that way. Yeah, amateur, that's how it is. You put the money up, you're not cheating, you get the money. That's the way it should be in pros, too. Right. Uh, but no, hey, those things are fast. And actually, I was I was hanging in the Cowie truck, and Reed and Metcalf off the record just bullshitting. I wasn't recording. They were talking about how damn fast your bikes were, how they would pull up on your riders in the corners, and then your riders would just yard them coming out. <laughs> and they were like, "Man, I heard that actually from a few people." Yeah, yeah, a few riders. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, it's, it's but good uh, job. It's, yeah, it's actually really cool for Yamaha because they've had such a bad few years. That it's nice to see mm-hmm. good stuff happening in both classes for sure. Yeah, Yamaha is killing it right now. In the words of yeah. Devin Gibbs, killing it, um, killing it. Uh, and yeah, Purcell's whole shot every moto on a two the F just about. If he doesn't, Martin yeah. or Webb gets it. So, yeah, they are all on Pirellis too. You haven't noticed that part, have you? We yeah, we talked about that a little bit. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, Pirellis too, man. Yeah, they're coming around. It's pretty cool. Um, Good for the sport. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Now I will now get an angry phone call from Brock Clover at Dunlop because you that's, will. That's yeah. how that's how they work. But uh, <laughs> that's how our sport works. It is though. It's yeah. The tire guys are ridiculous. They are simply ridiculous with their battles. And hey, Shapinsky's no no angel either over there on the on the Pirelli team. So yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Um, hey, uh, J Bone. So um, you're not taking Nicoletti to Indiana, or you are. Uh, we are not. F you, dude. We are not. Come on, man. <laughs> he just it's went. He just went. Lack of effort or results. It is not that. He just went seven nine. I know. We're working on. We're working on next year right now. If Grant, we're, we're, when, we're, we're good. Is Grant going to be? Is if, if what if Grant misses another race, or do you have confirmation he's in? He's in. I talked to him today. 
Shit. Yeah. Okay, so Grant's He wrote in. today. All right. Okay, so Nicoletti. Why are you yeah. on Filthy Phil's jock so hard? The guy went 7-9. He loves the guy. He's a good dude. I know, but there's lots actually, of guys who deserve uh, to go to the races that you're not, like, badgering. <laughs> 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 you, know what? Yeah. I, you know what I think would be a cool story? And I, ping, uh, I, I meant to tell you about this before the show, but I thought about it. Why don't you come back for a race as a factory rider? For, like, the magazines or something. Like, because I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't even qualify. You wouldn't qualify? You don't think you would qualify? I don't know. I, I'm not willing to take the risk <laughs> anymore. I mean, that's the, <laughs> yeah, that's the hard part, right? The speed you got to go these days is unbelievable. You'd be fine. <sighs> yeah, he did look good at Surfer Cross out front. See? He was killing it. That was one lap at a time, Jeremy. We can, yeah, we can get you a whole shot. Yeah, that's right. See? That's See, a good point. Get your yeah, but it's not that anymore. It's lap times. Uh, um, no. Our guys are good starters too. We can't take. They all are. Credit. No, they are. Yeah. Hey, do you I mean, think? Do you think the Nicoletti thing will? Is that something you might want to do next year? Without you know. Yeah, we're talking about it right now. Okay. Actually, uh, we I went. We had to go in today and figure out how much money we paid him this year and how many races he actually raced and trying to figure out if this is something we need to. How think many? About. How many did he, did he do? He raced fourteen. Out of 29, so half. He's at half the races. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which, okay. you know, he was supposed to do three of each series, so six. Right, right. Mm. So, can we talk yeah. about Can we talk about your new guy for next year, or no, you just want to move on? No. Yeah, still not. Okay. All right. We'll just move on. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, move on. Okay. I wish I could. Right. I can't. Right, I know. I know, but. We've talked about it over and over. It's not, it's not me. It's the sport again. It's the right. way it works. Well, hey, hopefully Thomas at NFAB, who's a big part of our show and part of the Fly Race and Moto 60 show, I hope uh, he stays on, helps out Phil and all that, because I know, you know, he's a fan and, you know, so. Yeah, we're good. We're uh, we're good with NFAB. So. Uh, St. Lawrence Radiology, we're good with them. We're Yeah, we've been talking about next year quite a bit, so. They're, they're all in. Good. We're all good. Good. And, and, and hey, kids, listening, if you go 7-9 on a national, just remember your ride will get taken away from you. Just remember. Yeah, that doesn't guarantee you anything. <laughs> I'm just kidding. The only thing can guarantee you anything is winning. I'm such an Straight ass. Straight up first so, place. I I'm, think we'd have to figure something out. <laughs> if, if you get first, we will figure it out. We'll get you, get yeah. you the next race. Um, uh, so how was Surfer Cross? How many years? You told me how many years you missed one, but how many years has this thing been going on? It's been going on for 17. I have done it 16 years. Jeez. Total. 16th. Yeah. Ping, how many have you done? You've done a lot of them. I've done a lot of them, Ping's yeah. probably done six or so, probably, or Who, more. Who's done the most? Yeah. I think Chava, the, Chava Greenlee, the surfer out of Hawaii. He's the one that has to fly in, too. You know what's funny? He told me, I asked him, I said, what, what's, your, what's your favorite part about this, Chava? And he's like, Oh, I love it when the moto guys like jump over our heads and stuff, like jump ripping by us <laughs> on the track. I'm like, why would you like that? That's terrifying. Right, right. That's because he's such a big dude. It doesn't bother him if you hit him. I guess. He'll just knock you off you like a little fly. That seemed uh, seemed like a funny thing to look forward to every year. Um, yeah, but like you know, that's that's honestly how the whole event came along. Is I uh, I went on vacation with. With them, Megan, we went to Hawaii, and Sonny and Snips and all those guys took us out surfing. And I, I didn't even know how to surf. It was scary. I was in a pipeline. I don't even know how to surf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and those guys are towing me out. I'm holding their ankle, and they're pushing us into waves. Oh, my gosh. And, but they, all they want to talk about was motorcycles. And they took us to the track one day. It's, I don't know, on the North Shore. It's called Kahuku or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we all went, went riding, and that's all they want to talk about was riding. So then when I came home, 
there's like back then there was a border cross thing that Zabo did. It just got me thinking. So right. I called my buddy Snips and asked if he thought it would work. And he's like, yeah, that's a good idea. I got a lot of people that would want to do it. So it was all going good till CJ Hopkins got hurt. Then that put a little damper on my surfers for a while. And what what happened to to Mike Parsons? You know, he's a he he was sort of worked in the surf industry, for, pro surfer, worked in the industry for a while, and then he got back into big wave surfing. Won the Billabong Double XL or what's that event? Yeah, where you get paid fifty grand or whatever, surf yeah. the biggest wave. And so what's yeah, he doing he's now? He's still I around. I still talk to him. He uh, he teaches. He's like a coach for uh, at Chloe Andino. And uh, he he travels all around with him, so he he was at he was somewhere else, some other event huh. uh, during Surfcraft. Hey, Jam, uh, J Bone, you want to take some calls? Yeah, shoot. All right, well, you got a call for us? We got a bunch of calls for you, but Jimmy wants to know about Weston Pike, but we can't talk about that, Jimmy. Yeah, we don't. We can't what? talk about next year yet. We don't know what we're yeah. doing, Jimmy. They don't know what they're doing. Sorry, Jimmy. <laughs> That's bullshit. See, <laughs> bullshit. There we go. Jimmy's mad. Jimmy's mad. But like, I can tell. if it I is Weston Pike, I think it's real bullshit because he's the same. Like he might be a con hair better than Phil. And if you're going to give it to him, why wouldn't you give it to Phil after he's been there all year? Jimmy sounds like he's from like, New York. Know, he's, Phil and Weston Pike ain't the top three guys. He want to get Barsha for the top three guys. Like those uh, Pike and and Phil are the same thing. They're just like they're the fifth to tenth guy like why would you fuck phil and give it to pike that's kind of bullshit <laughs> good point good point <laughs> why do you want to fuck phil over <laughs> jimmy from new york clearly that, that must be that must be your buddy mathis who jimmy jimmy from upstate jimmy jimmy, <laughs> jimmy uh um uh, i don't know if they're screwing phil over j bone said that they're talking to phil about getting him back yeah we're talking to phil we're not yeah. done yet we're not done with any of it yet right you never know, Jimmy. Stay strong, bro. All right, all right, all right. I'm just saying, if if they don't hey, go with the fight, that's though. that's kind of fucked up. Hey, J Bone, you want to end up like Hoffa? Keep it up. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Keep it up. All right, thanks, Keep Jimmy. Off, Jimmy. <laughs> thanks. Yeah, don't piss Jimmy off. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jimmy was really mad about that. Jimmy's also from New York, so you got the New York <laughs> Mafia. Uh, Steven, you got a question for J Bone? Yeah, it's actually kind of a question for everyone, uh, just because um, I've got a uh, 2013 uh, 450 calorie, and I'm not too mechanically inclined. I mean, I know a little bit of stuff about it, but um, I'd say the bike probably has, uh, I don't know, 20, you know, 20, 30 hours on it. Um, it's making this really weird, like, winding noise whenever you, when the clutch is hot and you pull it in, um, it almost sounds like, it's really hard to describe. It's make like make the sound for us. It's probably a bearing. Not. If it's, if it's, it's probably a bearing, I can, would think. Can you make the sound for think? us? I, kinda, I cannot. Kind of try to simulate no it. Let's hear it. It's kind of like a... I, I, let's, hear it. <laughs> let's hear it. What do you got? <laughs> like that? Like is it a squeal? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's... it's, it's but like I was saying, if you know the noise, like if you if you're familiar with RC cars, if you push it when you're not like, it, you know, you just push it along when you're not using it, it kind of makes that little whining noise. It almost sounds like that. Um, it, it's kind of hard to describe, but I've heard that, that the little rod that uh, pushes the clutch out can get like some galling on it, like it'll start spinning. It's not getting enough oil. I didn't know if any, you know, if, if anything's heard anything like that, or if you guys have ever experienced anything like that before. 
Mm, I haven't. Yeah, um, no, but like like a gear, if there's anything dry, either bearing or gear seizing on a shaft or the little part on the push rod galling, it will make that squealing noise. Change, so it's something dry that needs change your oil. Or oil. Steven, change your oil and maybe put in 100, 100 cc's more and see what happens. Yeah, I mean, I've heard like bring your oil and put a little thinner, more in there. Yeah. Thinner oil to see if that would work. Um, Did you go I, ahead and I'm pull actually, your clutch cover off and uh, pull the springs out and look behind there and check that push rod and all that? Yeah, we've, we've looked at the push rod. Um, it had a little bit of galling on it. Um, and I've, I've heard of people going in and, and kind of grinding it down a little bit. Um, I didn't know if, if that would be a good thing to do or not, though. I would probably on, just on either, fried it, throw a little grease on it, and put it back in there. Yeah. I wouldn't on either, get too crazy with They'll, they'll break if you go too thin with it. Could be the Setzer valve. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. This one's out of my wheelhouse. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. Like, you know, it's hard to say. But a bike, right. you know, definitely shouldn't uh, be doing that at 30 hours. But you never know. Okay. Is yeah, there I mean, any I chance a, a – uh, Like I said, I didn't, didn't know if any – you guys had heard anything like that. Ding, if you've been testing them or, you know, obviously, J-Bone, you've worked on Cowies, so. Is it a four-stroke or two-stroke? It's a it's a four stroke. Okay, I, I, I missed that part of it. Okay, hey, why you gotta go there? I did work on a few four strokes there, Matt. <laughs> no, no, no. I was I seriously wasn't comment. Though. No, I seriously wasn't gonna go there. I I didn't know. I didn't hear. Um, yeah, I I I, uh, I agree with 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 put some oil in there, change the oil, pull the pressure plate off, look and see, and I, if it it's got to be pretty galled up to be spinning and making noise like that. I would think so. I don't know if that's it necessarily. It could be even something simple as, as a shift fork or or. Um, you know the part of the the, the, the where the where the changes gears inside the uh, the shift drum it could be just anything like that that that's rotating and spinning and and it's not getting lube. So yeah, it's something galling, but you know you you probably should uh, if it keeps making the noise, you might as well just fix it before you have a bigger problem. There's a lot of stuff going yeah. on in those motors these days. Thanks, Stephen. Right, because as soon as you put it in neutral and you shift back down to first or second or whatever, it goes away. And, you know, until you get the clutch. Ah, again, so it's probably transmission again, related so. to when it's in one of those gears. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah so it's one of the gears galling on the shaft. Because uh, in each gear, they like the dogs move. So something, when it moves into a certain gear, it's spinning. And that's what season. So it's something in the tranny. Check the tranny. I was going to suggest right. maybe a small animal had crawled inside the airbox. So that, that makes more sense, though, than what I was uh, A badger, a badger, a, a mouse, a anything like that. small rodent. Thanks, Stephen. Yeah. All right. Uh, cool. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Jorge. Is this Jorge? Hola. What's up? Uh, hey, I just wanted to make a comment uh, since you uh, kind of brought up this whole getting into the motorcycle industry and the MMI crap. Yeah. Uh. I, I was a service manager at a Yamaha dealership for 10 years, and uh, I fired almost every single MMI uh, student. <laughs> and uh, they're, it's, it's really sad because, uh, you know, a lot of kids come out of high school and they're all excited, uh, you know, graduate, do this thing. But uh, you, you pretty much don't learn enough to make a good living off of it. So my biggest recommendation is just to go to your local, you know, dealership and start sweeping floors and start from the beginning there because, uh, you know, the it's easier to promote within than it is to hire um, from the outside. 
So, uh, you know, I, I trained three or four different kids, and they all be, they all became great mechanics, making about $60,000, $70,000 a year by the time they were 24. Yeah, good advice. Like we said, it's kind of like who you know yeah, and making I, the right connections. I would have to agree so. with you. Thanks, Jorge. Yeah. Thanks, man. All right. Thanks. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that. We had Nate Alexander, Shorty's guy on J-Bone. Uh, we, got a yeah. lot, we got an email from Austin about MMI and going there. And I, I Sweet Jesus, I know this isn't going to stop the emails and tweets from coming in, but I, had, <laughs> I wanted to address this on a pulp show at some point because this is something that we get a lot. But you never went to MMI. Uh, but you won a lot of titles and a lot of races, uh, slightly yeah. more, slightly more than me. Um, and um, what's your take on that? Now, as a guy who hires mechanics, I mean, did you regret not going to MMI? How did you learn how to work on a bike? No, I didn't. I don't regret going to MMI. I regret going to college though and getting a degree. When anyone writes emails to me, same thing all the time, wanting to mm-hmm. see how to get in the industry, saying they're going to MMI, and it's it's like the the only bummer is they think they go there and it gets them in the industry that MMI does not get you in our industry right? because the only way to get in our industry is to do the job already. Cause most people are only going to hire somebody that knows that job already. And yeah, you know, if, if you know how to, you know, figure out what's wrong with the bike that with all the diagnostic tools, that's not what's going to help you in our, you have to do it fast. You have to travel. You have to be, I mean, really, we're looking at different things because mm-hmm. we have plenty of people to help you figure it out, but you don't have time to figure it out right then. Right. So you need a race mechanic. So really, you, like that guy said, you need to just get in the sport, see if you like it first, get taught from different people because every team you go to wants things done a different way. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I think if you're going to a dealership, MMI is great. If you don't know anything about a motorcycle and you have money that you want to throw out there go ahead but just because you go there doesn't give you a a guaranteed job like they all think and yeah you know that's the hard part that's what uh probably is is advertised or the way people think it well that's the way mmi pushes it well i was just gonna say misinterpretation they they do kind of yeah and i don't know the guys from mmi and if they hear this they'll probably get pissed but at the supercross races they do kind of push the fact that you can get on with the team if you go to mmi you know yeah you know, and there are, you know, there are some in our sport. I yeah. mean, like you talked to one today, there are some. And there are, you know, there's some that, like that guy was saying, that are really bad. Like some of the early mechanics I worked with that went there were terrible. I think Carlos went. But, uh, yeah, and there, and he's a great mechanic. Right. Like there are some good ones, but, you know, it's like anything. There's bad people and everything. So you can't group them all. But, uh, you know, maybe mm-hmm. it's because MMI wasn't around when we all started. I don't, I don't know. I think but, it was. I think it was. was I don't it, know. I never thought about going. Um, who taught you how to work on a bike? This guy, Randy Bringa, he was Bob Hanna's mechanic back in the day. Yep. And, uh, I wasn't even, I mean, I just worked on my own bike a little bit. And then my brother asked me to be his mechanic. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't even know. I mean, I can do the basics, but mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm doing. So anyway, I asked that guy if he'd show me. Cause he, I was friends with, uh, Danny Olvin and that's who worked for him at the time. Oh, I know Danny. So Olvin. He, he yeah. showed me. Yeah. What you really want then, to do, uh, everybody, is you, what you really want to do is be, be from SoCal, hook up and party with a guy from Kansas who's upcoming amateur, race, lives in SoCal also. Then when he gets a, a ride and he asks you to be his mechanic, <laughs> yeah. you're in. You're, you're in. Uh, J-Bone was working for I yeah. know. I'm kidding. Yeah. NCY. I'm, I'm kidding. I let him live at my house. His right. first ultra cross, he wore my helmet. Okay, I helped so, him as much as he helped me. So there we go. So find a, find a fast kid. Free room and board, yeah. 
Give him a helmet. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Learn how to and play. And later he repays you by giving you a good job. Right, right. Yeah. No, you. I yeah. know. I'm just kidding. And these days you got to know how to put on graphics, grips, and seat covers. Yeah, you do. Maybe not right. even seat I mean, covers. We have, you know, we have, you know, on our team, I have two engine guys. We have a suspension guy. Yeah. Like, we have all these different people. So, really, you're a bike assembler. It's insane. And I don't, I don't want to be one of those dudes who walked uphill to, uh, to, school, to school both ways. But it is insane, the mechanics nowadays, how little actual work they do as far as prepping. Uh, technical work. Technical work. Yeah. And they're all good yeah. mechanics. I'm not talking shit on them. But there's suspension guys and there's motor guys. And, I mean, again, I don't want to – when we did it, Yamaha, we did our own tires – you had motors. to drive, first well, of all. You guys were the only ones that did your own tires, by the way. Oh, no, I know. We, and we, we did didn't our, do our own tires. And we did our motors. Yeah. Yeah, there, you know, we were doing, I was doing motors all the way till it got to four-stroke, and then that's where it got complicated because there's not, to do it right, Yeah, it takes a lot of time, and it just, you know, it's and there's so many moving parts in there, you definitely have to have all everything working properly, so. A lot of mistakes can happen if you just throw it together. So I I, I like having the engine program, but uh, I think um, it's definitely different. I mean, shoot, the early days we drove a box van. We park at four in the morning in line. Yeah, get in, put your own easy up up. I mean, shoot, we were the ones washing everything. You had to go grocery shopping, walk uphill barefoot in the <laughs> snow. Yeah, I mean, I mean it was there was hey, a lot. Do you remember the ultimate quest of driving the box vans around and trying to find a hotel or a building where you could steal water? You know what I mean? Like yeah. you, had, you had to find oh, yeah. the, the the spigot, and it wasn't hopefully it wasn't by the lobby because they'd catch you, and you'd go behind <laughs> you'd go behind these buildings looking for like you're like a cracks addict looking for crack, but you're looking yeah, for a, a spigot. Whole bunch of us too. It's you're looking, only like usually a couple of them when you get it before you get trouble. Yeah, yeah, and you're like, hey, you, hey, the the Fazoli's over by the car dealership has a spigot. Like it's just free, go, go, free, go, go. I'm kind of fan. I think the number one thing guys want to. People got to know when they're getting into mechanicing is you have to be prepared to work your balls off. If you think that yeah. at five o'clock you're done, you you're not going to cut it. You're not. It's not going to work. Just stop. Yeah, especially if you worked at Mitch's. Right. Right. Yeah. You're just getting started. At five <laughs> right, o'clock. Right. When everything starts happening. A few cores lights at five, and you're back to work. Yeah. Um, yep. I just think I, I don't think people realize that a little bit. So. You know, it's definitely fun. It's made, you know, good living for most of us. You know, we're still doing it. But, you know, it definitely is a lot of work. It's a lot of travel, a lot of weekends. And I think a lot of people just see the, the good parts of it. Right. Which, you know, that's what we want them to see. But, yeah, yeah they don't know how much, how many hours really go into it, and also, how little pay you get at the beginning, all the stuff you sacrifice at the beginning to get to do it. Right. And and for and people, they just have to be willing to do that. And like for people, people once they have a family cannot go, no work for nothing no. to try to be a mechanic. You got to do it when you're young, which is what all these guys coming out of MI want to do. So and when I want people to know that when they see J Bone back in the day, just getting champagne shower weekly, they just showered with champagne, <laughs> or Williamson now, or Goose back in the day, those are very rare mechanics. I worked for eleven yeah, I mean, years. And everyone's doing the right. same work. That's the that's right. That's why it's hard. Whether you win or lose, it's honestly probably harder to lose. It's easier to win because it's fun when you're winning. It's hey. easy to go to work and do the same job. Good luck, James. But when you're not winning, it's tough. <laughs> Good luck, Stewart, out there in one twenty five nationals. I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it, it, people don't understand that, man. Like uh, I worked for eleven years. I got one moto win. 
a summer cross win, beating McGrath, uh, and, and then some East Coast four stroke titles. So you know, I, I remember you yeah. know, when I was having a bad season, especially in the Nationals, when there's there's so much work that goes into those, and if I was just not doing well. Um, mm-hmm. I remember feeling so bad for my mechanic because it's like, you know, he's yeah. as invested as I am. Yeah. He's putting in all those hours getting the bike ready and, you know, driving the box van back then. And just, yeah. If you went out and sucked, it was just, oh. it was like a whole wasted week of work for that yeah. guy. Yeah. And no. he had to do it again, knowing, well, he's probably going to suck next weekend too. <laughs> you know, and they'd make a joke like, oh, I'm just washing it, put a filter in it. But, no, you then they get to the parking lot. Like, ah, I can't do that. You know, yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, down. the guilt takes over. Yeah, J-Bone does not know what you're talking about. He never had a rider like that, but trust us, J-Bone, <laughs> Some people did. Uh, did, J- you have, did you have any rough days back with yeah. like Pedro? Or I'll who? tell you. I'll tell you when J-Bone's rough days were. That's good. John Dowd in 2000. Yeah, but he was so cool. It wasn't rough. <laughs> but you were getting seventh and eighth, and you were probably like, but I, was I don't right. even know who I these guys are. The team and everything was still good. <laughs> Were, uh, were, yeah. were, were there you, was a bigger plan. There was a there was a better plan that I was waiting for. It was all fine. I was I was good with it. <laughs> You're waiting for the 259 to come along. Yeah, we had a plan. <laughs> um, yeah. well, hey, let's take some calls before we let you go. Uh, Jordan, what's happening? Hey, what's up? What's your question, man? What's up? I uh, just I want to know um, what do you think would have to happen maybe in the future for Supercross to get. Um, maybe like in the sports center circle of ESPN, kind of in that round, more of a mainstream type thing. Do you ever see that happening? Uh, I don't. I know. do. We make sports center highlights here and there. Like I, I do think it that we were definitely, you know, it's getting better each year. I saw something on Instagram or something where people are trying to vote to be an ESPN magazine or something motorcycle. So I think I think we're getting close. I don't know. What do you think, Ping? You're in the magazine industry. Yeah, I think and it's massive. gonna be. I think it's gonna be hard for them. They're gonna push it towards the, the X Games side. You know what I mean? Like ESPN, Sports Center, th- their core stuff. It's all stick and ball. It's it's collegiate sports. You know, like I don't know. I think it's gonna be a tough sell, but it could get there eventually if it gets big enough. They can't ignore it because they have to cover yeah. NASCAR. They have to cover certain sports that are just so big. You know, people are gonna throw a fit if they don't see it so i don't know yeah i'm, I'm hopeful i think it's gonna happen someday yeah well i don't know we'll see <laughs> hey j-bone no, i got a question for you since you're down yep. there in nascar country what what's everybody saying about this tony stewart deal uh, yeah it's uh it's a mess no one uh i mean they all just feel bad for both sides like there's no winner there it's terrible it's like yeah yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone feels like he did on purpose. Well, what, what, I'm I just curious. Like, I don't know enough about car racing or especially sprint car racing. You know, like, why did he get on the gas? And was he just trying to, like, roost the guy? Was it trying to steer out of it? Any idea? Have you heard anything? No. Yeah. No one's speculating there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the hard thing, like, I, I looked at some of those little sprint cars just because I was curious myself. But that side is all, like, that wing hangs down on that side, so you don't really see that good. Mm-hmm. But it is weird that he revved his motor up. So just being a a racer, my own 
opinion would be like what I would do. I would I would try to like roost the guy, but I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, I don't, I, I bet he hasn't talked to anybody about that yet. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I'm not too. sure he's still devastated it even happened. Like I I don't. There's not one jerky person in the world that would do that on purpose. No, 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 no. no. I, to I, that extreme. I don't. I'm not. I mean, I'm not suggesting he did. I, I think that's probably what yeah. happened is they got into a little deal on the track, and he was thinking the guy was maybe over by his car out of the main line, and that dude walked all the way down in there. But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the biggest bummer is the dude getting out of his car. I mean, that's... No. Well, I mean, he got out of his car. When you go ride at the, you know, any little go-kart track, it's the first thing you are not allowed to do is get out of your car. Yeah. Well, not only did he get out of his car, in. he got, like, super close, like, closer and closer and closer. Yeah, he kept you going know? at it. Right. You know, like, he was obviously pissed, and it, it's amazing. It's a bummer. The guy's a 20-year-old kid. It's, yeah. You know, he doesn't know how to control his temper yet, but yeah. it's, you know... All right. Uh, I don't know hey, what a twenty year old uh, kid was gonna do to Tony Stewart anyway. Jo- yeah, so. Jordan, thanks for calling, man. Awesome, thanks. Thank yeah. you. Uh Nash, what's up? Hey, I just wanted to uh give J Bone a compliment that oh. a tried and true starting method that he used back in the day with Emig still works today. I used it with my eight year old kid. Was this so, in uh, Fresno Smooth or what was where was this? The, the, the patented move that J Bone shared on this show a while ago was when he and Emig would go to the line he would he would make Emig laugh and 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 you know get his mind off of stuff. So my little girl's going from the back of the pack kind of a kid to a mid pack kind of a kid, which is kind of cool. And so we go down to the starting line and you know I, instead of you know all the sicko mini dads are trying to tell the kid what to do, and I just stand next to my little girl. I said, "Man, you gotta go out there and have some fun. You want to get that start?" She's like, "Yeah, Dad, I don't want to get that start." She almost rips the holy. So Emig, yeah, yeah. Look, you know, you, that's true. He, honestly, we did. We we joke every uh, time on the storyline. Like it's it's stressful enough. So I think I think listen that's good. listen that's to the two, listen to the two superstars tell each other to have fun out there while they whoop ass. Well, and again, <laughs> it was it, fun it, when that was happening. I was telling Kelly Smith to have fun every time. Didn't work for me. <laughs> well, and again, you got to go back to the marketing campaign with Emig holding a flask and wearing leisure shoot suits. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Hey, thanks. Job. Thanks, Nash. <laughs> Hey, hey! Any any odds that you can hire Factory Phil for JGR? Here we go. Some, J, some Factory, Factory Phil, Phil Lawrence. Factory. What, what's he going to be? A riding coach? You know, he was riding one good, guy, man. But yeah, not not that good. Do you have you have Factory Phil covered? Ping. Um, I think yeah, at your peaks, at your bit. peaks, Phil was a better rider than you. Like had better results. He's than better you. on a TV. Yeah. Ping, Ping, if you guys go head-to-head right now, who's coming out on top, you or Phil? I think I got him. Nice. No way. You bite. You you stop that sass mouth right now. <laughs> <laughs> you were ahead of him, though. I'll give you that. First lap yeah, around. J-Bone. You had them Fa- all. Factory. All right, thanks, Nash. Good lead at that. All right, get it going, fellas. See you. All right, see you. Uh, all right, J-Bone. Thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. You got it, guys. Uh, all right. Um, some good information and uh, about MMI and being a mechanic and all that, and I think we helped out. And Good job on the Surfer Cross deal. Sounds like it went well. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for coming out, David. Hey, Jeremy. It's awesome to have you da- da- out there. I'm David, there for you, sir. David and Jeremy, really? Is this what you guys do? We decided we were too yeah, old yeah. for nicknames, so. Oh, really? We're tired of the, We're old enough that we don't talk to each other nicknames. We call each other by our real names. Oh, Jeremy so and David. It's not J-Bone and Pink. Yeah. We're very professional. I didn't know this. <laughs> <laughs> when, did this a joke. when did this happen? Yeah, a couple years ago. <laughs> yeah, it was a couple years ago. He's like, hey, this is David. And I'm like, who? <laughs> he goes, David Pingry. I'm like, oh, Ping. And then we just started joking about it ever since. So now every time I go, hey, David. And he goes, hey, Jeremy. <laughs> do, do I need this? Because the problem I used to have is anytime I call and say it's Jeremy, they say, McGrath? 
And I'd be like, no, Albrecht. <laughs> right. And right. they go, oh, like they're all let down. Yeah. Oh. oh. All right, what do you want? All right. Uh, thanks, J-Bone. Appreciate it, man. We'll see you at Indiana. You got it. Uh, hopefully, um, you know, I hope Phil can make it. Uh, Jimmy's very upset. Jimmy, you might want to avoid any people. In Jimmy's the- very upset. He might be looking for me. Yeah. How far is New York from there? We got a good little <laughs> – he can't get there, can he? got he? a buffer. Tell Coy- hope he's not going to drive over there. Tell Coy another crazy fan from the Pulp Show is looking for <laughs> yeah. him. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was your only fan that called in. I know, right? All right, man. Thank you. <laughs> That's what he'd tell me. All yeah. right. See you guys. See you. See you, bud. Uh, Jason Thomas. Yes, sir. JT's appearance on the show brought to you by Fly Racing. Fly Racing, <laughs> the official gear of Trey Kennard, who won the Moto2. Hi, this JT. Weekend. 2015 Fly Stuff dropping now. Flyracing.com. Hey, JT. Who's tits? in the studio? Tits. Well, Ping and Tits. Oh, Ping, what up? Hey, bud. You didn't know That's that? It. Thanks, jerk. Way to follow the uh, updates and things and such. Yeah, I got a lot going on. Say hi to Tits. Tits, what's up? Hello, Jason. Uh, what's new in the, in the world of uh, Apple computers and truck beds? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like Tits I, 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 I take reservation <laughs> at... Uh, when, you know, after Dungeon 1, you guys were talking about me sleeping in my truck and how excited I was. I only did it the one time. Seriously. Your guy's looking good for the title right now. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. And I also take reservation with you, JT, saying he has not stepped it up. The ferocity that he's had at the beginning of the motos, you got to admit that he's been a lot more aggressive at the beginning of the motos than he has pretty much the last, like, eight years of his career, right? You take reservations? Are you a hostess? Yes, that's what I mean. <laughs> Okay. Would you like a uh, two queens or a king bed? What's the word? I'm, what's the word I'm looking for then? You take umbrage, offense, offense. Uh, object. You object. I object. You take. He he used the term any of those. He used the term ferocity though. Yeah. I've increased in my pissed offedness. <laughs> How about that? All right. Jimmy from Schenectady would have said like that. Okay. Uh, Just saying. Manny, you got a question about the Canadian Nationals? You may want to save this till later, Manny. But what's up? Hi, um, I may be uh, going off track here a little bit. Um uh, question is about the Canadian um, MX series and the um, Alessis going to uh, Canada, hopefully get, trying to get a uh, championship. And obviously, they're not going to get it because they're uh, 40 points behind the leader now with uh, two rounds to go. So this is obviously a failure to them, I think. Uh, all of this money spent, you know, going over there and, you know, not being able to accomplish that. What are your thoughts? Uh, thanks, Manny. We'll, we'll drop you. Your cell phone's not working so good. Thoughts on Alessi not winning this title, Ping? Uh, I mean, does it matter? Like, they get some more hot tubs if he wins. Is he going to, like, run around with a number one shirt if he wins? I, mean, I look, it's a Canadian he, championship. He, it's like. He's had some DNFs. It's like going to Loretta's and winning the pro sport class. All right. Yeah. Nice job. I mean, is there really any anything on the line? Like, does, is there any bonuses or any money involved, or is it just like, yeah, we did it? <laughs> yeah, the whole thing—it just makes no sense to me at all. Not on any level. Not for their marketing. Not for Mike. Not for anybody. I don't get it. Canadian fans, maybe they get to have someone to throw shit at. <laughs> well, I, I kind of got it on the the. We're going to try to go up there and avoid all the drama and negativity and stuff, you know, basically from Blazergate and all the things that happened. I, I can completely understand that, just to just to go racing and 
get away from that and, and try to enjoy it and, and maybe win some races. But yeah, sounds like it's going great up there. For I was going to say, I, I think they've, they've found more, you know, <laughs> they haven't really avoided anything. So yeah, I don't know. I, I you know, I don't, I don't think they were really making any money racing in America. So I don't think monetarily it was really much change, but I, I just don't think that it's worked out as planned. You know, I don't think they've gotten <laughs> but the it's... fan. The fan support, or they've gotten, you know, they, they're not going to win the title. So it's, if you're I, I think they would never admit it, but it's it's been a little bit of a rough go. You know, I think I think he is the fastest guy. I do I do think that being completely objective, but I mean they've had bike failures numerous times, which is you can't win titles doing that. So I don't know. All right, so to that point, if they're trying to improve their team, they're trying to grow it. If they have intentions of continuing to race. How do you not stay here and work towards something with a manufacturer or even if it's without manufacturer help, find a dealership, find some way to, like, improve your team here? Going to Canada does nothing for you. That's yeah, not, I, don't not think, a, I don't think that that's going to happen either way down here. I don't think they can work towards anything. I really don't. As I, think, I no. think, honestly, that, you know, Mike Genova is obviously a very generous guy, and he loves the he loves the sport. And no matter what you say about Mike Genova, he loves the sport. And I think that they have found whatever they were looking for in each other between Mike Tony and uh, Mike Genova. I think that they, you know, I think they see things the same way. I guess their outlook on the sport and life is, is you know, they're kind of cut from the same cloth. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that they, you know, they do their own thing. And, and Mike, is, Mike Genova is successful enough in the business world to support, you know, what they want to do. And I really think that they look at it that way. I don't think that they, as much as they would like to gain outside support or manufacturer support, I just don't, I don't see that. I don't see that happening. Well, I think that, uh, not with unless too much, too much has happened. Right. I think it's too scary of a proposition for a lot of people. Not with a lessee. Genova could get support if he went back to the Sipes Chisholm days. Yeah, but he's not going down that road. You don't think? No. Then here's my suggestion. I, from 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 speaking with him, I think he is. Um, He's all in. Yeah, I, I do. I do. I think he. I think he cares deeply for the Alessi family as a whole, and uh, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I you know I, I like those guys. I, I don't always agree with the, the things they do or say or or their theories on things, but I, I like them. I can understand why Mike likes them, but I, I really do I think I think he's down. all in on them, and I honestly don't know if he would continue once they go away. I think. He's so involved with them now. You know, it, who's to say? He may just be like, oh, well, you know, we'll move on. But I, I really think that, uh, you know, I, I could see him walking away when Mike decides to retire one day. Well, then what they should do is just gather up all of Genova's money and put it in a big pile, light it on fire, kick each <laughs> other in the nuts, and go riding, like somewhere out in the hills. <laughs> but I think they're – I mean, yeah, but you're you're looking at – I mean, Mike Alessi and Tony Alessi are – they're – this is their living, you know, they have bills and, and stuff just like everybody else. So it, it satisfies Mike Genova's desire to go racing. And obviously, you know, Tony and Michael Lessie need to, you know, make money racing motorcycles. So hmm. it, it sounds like a great time burning a bunch of money, but I don't know what Mike and Tony would do for money. Um, just my, it's just my okay. thought. I you think know- they're, I think they're, they basically found a home with each other, and I think they're going to ride this thing out. 
They're riding this bitch right into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> up, to, up. We're going to reach for the stars or we're going to go crash landing, whatever it is. We are riding this out. They are the Malaysian Airlines yeah. of motocross. We are riding this out right here. Oh, I, I agree this. It's been somewhat of a shit show on, on it, a lot of we're, levels. We're going to have no Ryan, arguing that. We're going to have Ryan Gauld on, and uh, I talked to him about this Quebec race, but a guy named Carl launched his bike into Vince, took him out, got disqualified. Mike may or may not have been jacking with Colton. Uh, Quebec fans were throwing rocks at Vince. Uh, we're going to get to the story with Gold, who was there at, at the race. So it sounds like it was a bit of a disaster. Um, you, I have a question though. Do you really think that they care? I, I don't. I'm at. I'm at the point where I don't think that they care what people think anymore. Well, no. It's like Pink said. If Genova's got the money, because they're not getting any outside money from anybody. Like no, you know, no. like it's like there's nobody in the industry that will touch them. You know, uh, with real money. So no, it's just it's as much as I like those guys. It's, it's a risky proposition to get heavily involved. <laughs> yes, yes, that is a good way of saying it. Hey, we ran out of time for the BTO Sports. We got to get back to it, JT. Uh, we got to go because we got Jesse Wentland coming up. Uh, can we get back at you? I know this is a very brief yeah. appearance, but yeah, I'll, I'll uh, be around. Devin here is feeling pressure with tits in studio, so. Devin's not running the show correctly because he's eyeballing he's eye, eyeballing tits up bad, just like you know. He's mad dog. Oh, he's mad dog. Feel the he's, heat, wow. right? Jeez. Don't worry, Devin. Staring at tits is a is a pastime for many of us. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, we're gonna come back with Jesse Wentland. JT will come back on and do the BTOSports.com. Tits, are you gonna stick around or you gotta go? I'm here for a little bit. Yeah. You're gonna, okay, we'll yeah. get into your not optics. I throw them out. <laughs> Maybe this commercial break will be the one where they fight. Yes, it's going down. <laughs> uh, Ping wants them, wants Devin and Tits to. Uh, we're going to throw a microphone in the middle of the room. Whoever emerges alive at the end of the commercial, JT gets the producing job. Winner takes all. So <laughs> we'll throw. Can one. you put, can you, uh, put Rocky's uh, hat into the ring? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll do that. Just know, throw one little razor blade out down. in the middle of the floor. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Uh, all right, everybody. Thanks for listening. The Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOSports.com. We'll come back with Jesse Wentland and much, much more. Pulp Show is brought to you by BTOSports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support a sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give that to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp Show. Use coupon code Pulp when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Check, check. Mic check. Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket motorcycle suspension modification company. For over 30 years, Racetech has been supplying riders, racers, and tuners with the industry's best suspension products, period.
Paul Thetis taught most of his competition the ins and outs of suspension. Why does he reveal his secrets? The more you know, the more you'll choose Racetech. The creators of the do-it-yourself gold valve kit, a revalve in a box. Visit Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Or check out Paul Thede's Motorcycle Suspension Bible, your guide to everything suspension. Racetech gold valves provide a plush feel with drastically improved bottoming resistance, increased traction, control, and consistency. Racetech's high-performance springs are high-performance because they're extremely lightweight for their rates. Use the Pulp MX code to save 20% at Racetech.com. Racetech. MFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out MFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and Lighting Accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and FedExS models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. What makes an Atlas brace unlike anything else? It could be that the unique design sits around your spine and sternum. It might be the carefully engineered flexibility, or because of the adaptive response to natural body movement, or it's that they are easily adjustable in both height and length, or maybe it's because they're available for people of any age, size, and height. Perhaps it's because they are the choice of champions like Jake Weimer and Ryan Villapoto. But maybe it's simply because when you ride, you like to dress for the occasion. Whatever the reason is, there's Atlas, and then there's everything else. For 2014, X-Brand has taken a definitive step forward. With our new Volcano, Phantom, and Limited line, our style now mirrors our unmatched performance in terms of comfort and clarity in all conditions. We've added to our crop of top athletes including Mafia Moto Cruise Enforcer, Nick Way. Also, Crossland Racing's top Jimmy Albertson. Why spend more for a name when you can save money, look great, and enjoy elite optical performance? We offer a complete line of laminates, lenses, nose guards, and zip-offs, so head to your dealer today and demand X-Brand. You can also order direct at eksbrand.com, and Pulp MX Show listeners can enter Pulp Show 14 to save 30% today. Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. 
for over 23 years, now they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connections proving ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Visit them on the web at www.worksconnection.com and use the keyword PULPMX for 20% off your order or visit your local outlet and check out the new lineup of products for 2013. For 2013, Tech One Designs is back and better than ever with a new and improved website, new products, prices, and more. At Tech One Designs, we are now offering helmet wraps, GoPro wraps, smartphone wraps, and neck brace decal kits. Either pick from one of our present designs and add your colors, logos, name, and more, or design your own. You dream it, we'll make it. As a devoted supporter of the Pulpamex show and its listeners, we want to show our support by offering a 20% discount on your next order. So go to techonedesigns.com now and enter the discount code PULPMX20 at checkout to save money today. today. In 1973, Don Emler started FMF in his Hawthorne, California garage. 38 years later, that garage is a 90,000-square-foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility where, proudly, everything is still produced 100% under one roof using only the best American material. The only thing more important to us at FMF and winning is our customers. So here's a big thanks to our fellow riders for giving us the 2010 Reader's Choice Award in every major U.S. motorcycle publication. It's the passion that drives us, so thanks for making us number one. FMF, built in the USA, proven on the track. bike missing that final piece of the puzzle? Does it feel like you're just coming up a little short? Can your bike use more power? It's easy to get noticeable power gains throughout the entire RPM range with the Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil. Install one now and you're set for the tracker trail. What this innovative product does is increase the energy at your spark plug gap, which allows more energy to be released in your combustion event. Besides the power increases, you'll get better starting, quicker throttle response, and then expect to be impressed. The Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil is available for two and four strokes, as well as vintage machines. Used by Michael Essie in Supercross, Matt Lemoyne, Gary Semix, and other top riders. Black Ops Moto is happy to provide the Pulp MX Show listeners a 15% discount off their order if they call in and mention Pulp MX. Dealers and distributors are also welcome. Check us out at blackopsmoto.com and like us on Facebook. Learn what others have discovered and feel the instant improvement for your bike. Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. All Vortex Racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you. Enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 7075T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. 
Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know these bars can take the abuse you'll give them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pop MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email Jake at VortexRacing.com with the promo code PULP2014 or call him at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track. My anaconda don't, my anaconda don't want none unless you got buns, hun. Boy, toy named Troy used to live in Detroit. Big soap filling money, he was getting some coins. Was the shootouts with the Lord, but he lived in a palace. Bought, bought me Alexander McQueen, he was keeping me stylish. Now that's real, real, real. Gun in my purse, bitch, I came just to kill. everybody <laughs> peng you gotta be kidding me uh, that's what you pick it's for keeping it real for you buddy we might have a run we might have a winner in the worst song ever picked by a co-host contest uh did you see the pure joy on his face listening to that oh, this song is so funny no, oh, he man. was dancing it's oh so yeah well, i got it on video that was amazing Wait, hold on is she gonna hit the course right here hold on Here it is. Oh my gosh. Look at her. You're going to be singing that all week, Steve. Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com. Coming up with Jesse Wentland on the show. Ingrid, your music choices have may have been revoked forever. Uh, Kiefer never picks this hey, kind you know of music. <laughs> you're, you're talking about... Iggy Azalea, that's your favorite song right that's, now. How are you hey, going to talk crap on this chick? That's a good song. This is almost that's as legit. bad as hers. That's a legit song. Um, You're high. That was good times. And if you had listened to the song beforehand, you could have said, no, not doing it. You don't no, even listen. You just download it and go, no, all right, push the, play. No, the, uh, the, uh, the deal is, is we let the co-host pick. Yeah. We let the co-host pick. That's the way it works. I know. I love it. So good or bad or whatever, <laughs> that's the way it goes. Uh, no doubt about it. Yeah. Let's get to our next guest right away here on the Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com. Uh, hey, uh, Racetech.com, they've been with us for a long time, and they save money uh, using Racetech. 
and we appreciate those guys. Like I said, their suspension and motor services uh, uh, second. Uh, take your education about a bike to the next level with their fall seminar services, uh, motors and suspension. Like I said, everything they know. Uh, Paul Feed at Race Tech can uh, teach you them. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We we appreciate it here. Guts Racing, the official seat foam of Monster Pro Circuit with their stealth seat foam. GutsRacing.com. Use Pulpamex to uh, save yourself money with those guys. And, uh, yeah, we appreciate you guys listening tonight. J- Jeremy Albrecht has been on. And uh, Nate Alexander. Still coming up is uh, Ryan Gold to talk about this uh, shit show that was Canadian Racing this weekend. And JT will come back on as well. Uh, tits before we... Uh, no, no, let's get, the, let's get to our next guest. Our next guest brought to you uh, by Atlas Brace, born and fueled from a race perspective designed by a racer refined over a three-year period of team of engineers. AtlasBrace.com, Villapoto, Weimer wear it. They've got uh, kids, special sized kids neck braces out there. Simply put, the Atlas Brace have it all. If you're on the fence about neck protection, please check out an, an Atlas before you make that decision because some of the less, most least restrictive braces out there is the Atlas Brace, and it still protects just fine for most of the top riders in the sport. And with that, Atlas Brace is pleased and proud to present our next guest. On the, he's a debut on the Pulp Mech Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Jesse Wentland, what's up, Jesse? What's going on, guys? How are you, man? Doing good. Doing how, good. How was uh, how was Quebec for you? It was crazy. <laughs> it's always crazy in Quebec. It seems like it was, yeah, with your competitors, there was a lot going on around you. Oh yeah, for sure. It was definitely a lot of a lot of drama. Yeah, and uh, but it was a lot of fun too. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, you've gotten a bunch of podiums this year and some moto wins, but. You've yet to overall a race. That's coming, though, I got a feeling. You got one more shot out of this yeah. weekend. Yeah, we got one more race left. So, you know, I'm going to be working hard this week, and mm-hmm. uh, hopefully we can get it done before the season ends. Yeah, no doubt about it. You've been close, man. Uh, it seems like every time you win a moto, uh, the other moto goes terribly for you or something something bad start or crash or something, huh? Yeah, yeah, I know. It's, it's, I've been struggling with it all season, and uh, – I've been trying to figure out what I need to change, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just don't know. I can't. Been struggling to put both motos together this season, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm looking forward to to uh, Walton. I raced it last year, so right. hopefully we can get it done. <laughs> hey, uh, um, what? First off, before we get too much into what is going on with District 23, I don't. We had Ryan Dungey on the show a couple weeks ago. We asked him that. Alex Martin, Jeremy Martin, we had them on. Yourself and Mitchell Oldenburg went thirteen thirteen this weekend. Complete uh, privateer guy, uh, Zach Williams. Uh, um, District twenty three, bro, is back. Yeah, must be something in the water. I don't know. Right? Yeah, man, you got <laughs> you got to be pumped though. All you guys are doing great. Yeah, no, it's definitely awesome to see all the Minnesota guys uh, doing well this year. Uh, Pingree, do you? Uh, you, uh, if like with me, when I see Minnesota doing well, I think like maybe oh, maybe Manitoba can do good in Canadian racing. <laughs> do you ever think maybe Montana Pink could be coming back? Or... No, 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 <laughs> no. That's it. No. I just don't think so. No, all right. Just, no, no faith in it. No. Well, at least from Minnesota, it's not too long of a drive to get down to Georgia, Florida. Yeah, Montana guys. No. They're not leaving. There's mountains. There's trees. <laughs> they're, they're up there. They're not going anywhere. No, no, they're staying. Hey, 702-586-PULP, 702-586-7857. You have a question for Jesse Wentland of the MX101 team. Hey, Jesse, so um, 
you really you did some you did nationals last year as a privateer. You went up there to Canadian nationals. I, I don't really. What kind of what kind of prompted you to go up there as a as a privateer? Like, what made you to, to decide to do that? Um, I got uh, offered by Andy to uh, come up and race in Kevin's place, and uh, couldn't t- couldn't turn the opportunity down. Um, but I, I brought my own bike up to race, and mm-hmm. they just uh, let me pit underneath their rig, and um, yeah, they just yeah. uh. All right. I didn't Gave know. Me I th- a good opportunity. I thought you started right? on as a privateer. I didn't know that Andy had invited you. So my bad. I thought you were. Just, yeah, no. Okay. Um, so yeah. now, okay. So you you did pretty well last year. Now this success leads you to a ride with the MX One Hundred One guys on the Yamaha. I mean, in a way, like it's not a bad deal for you. It's worked out okay. No, it, it's definitely been good. Um, all the MX One Hundred guy, One Hundred One guys have been awesome this year, and um, you know I'm looking forward to possibly working with them again next year so hopefully uh mm-hmm. we can keep on talking and get something worked out for next year well that's where i was going with this so yeah this may be something that you keep doing then huh you enjoy the canadian series the lifestyle and all the racing up there yeah i'm, I'm definitely having a, a lot more fun well not a lot more fun but mm-hmm. i guess i could say it's more fun for me to race to win instead of racing right. you know like for 15th place I mean, realistically, that's where I, I figured I'd be right around 15th to 20th. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I want to work on getting better past that, but right. um, I think Canada can kind of help me build my name a little bit more, kind of build my confidence, mm-hmm. and uh, hopefully one day get a better ride um, in the U.S. Well, Ping, um, what about... Go to go to fifteen to the nationals. Spend all your money being a privateer, not make a lot of purse money back, or make money in Canada. It's kind of a exactly. Yeah, right? I think where you're at. I mean, it's that's that's not a bad choice. You know, if you if there's any way to swing trying to hit a couple of nationals, because that's you know that's the best way to kind of stay on the radar down here. If you could come down and even have a one good moto, where you're inside the top five, top ten, people would be like, oh, what about that kid? You know, right. He's winning yeah. in Canada, and he came down here, and he he rode well. So, if you stay in Canada, and you never show your face down here, man. It's you're you're out of sight, out of mind. But yeah, um, if yeah. you're trying to get I back was... down here, it'd be, it'd be good to pop your head in and try to just come out swinging at a at a race and yeah. Put I was something. gonna do do Red Bud, but mm-hmm. um, I don't know. We just didn't have anything ready to ready to go to uh, mm-hmm. the race, so none of my bikes were ready or. We we kind of talked about doing it a little bit too late, right? So kind of uh, just missed out on doing it. How was Supercross for you this year? It was good. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of fun doing that too, and right. that's another thing I'm working on too is um, trying to get something lined up for Supercross, possibly uh, riding on the same team as last year, the RSR underneath the RSR tent, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, hopefully having another good season you rode hondas and supercross this year you're on the yamaha up in canada and i don't know i'm sure you've been paying attention down here porcel and the star guys can't they can't they get every hole shot they can't even help themselves they're just getting hole shots so what do you what do you think of the yamaha compared to the honda and and talk about the the bike switch for you i honestly stock it was probably the best bike i've ever ridden (laughs) really yeah that was good yeah yeah like uh out of the crate when I first got it, mm-hmm. I was 
amazed at how comfortable I felt on it. So mm -hmm. I definitely would like to race it, try it for Supercross, but right. um, I'm not sure what uh, yeah, what it, the RSR team wants to run. Yeah, so. it, would, it would help if you stayed on the same brand for sure, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's what I'd like to do. And uh, um, so, yeah, so this weekend, final round of the Canadian Series uh, coming in this weekend at the Walton track. Um, I'm looking forward to the Vince Freeze, Kevin Benoit dr drama, some more <laughs> of that. Uh, it sounds like things got crazy. So, um, Oh, yeah. Uh, we're going to have Ryan Galdon later to talk about it a little bit. So, uh, <laughs> Oh, yeah. I'm sure he'll have, have some good things to say. <laughs> yeah, really, right? You know it. He knows all everything that goes down. Yeah, no, exactly. And, and for yourself, you're just kind of staying out of it. I know that. So, uh, how how is uh, how's Dylan Wright, your teammate? Uh, he's one of those fast kids coming up in Canadian uh, moto that really looks like he could could be something. Yeah, no, he's a he's a good kid, all, good kid all around. I mean, I've uh, you know rode with him during the week a few times and hung out with him, and um, he's definitely really fast and uh i think in the future he, i mean he i think he needs to smooth out his uh riding style but i think in the future he's gonna you know potentially be a top top guy mm -hmm. um hey what's been your favorite track up there uh i have to say gopher yeah you like the sand it's definitely my favorite just because it's the gnarliest right right um, it is, it is kind of gnarly. I've been, I tell some American guys about it. I'm like, it's not like Southwick. It's gnarlier than Southwick. It is. Yeah. It's, it's probably one of the gnarliest tracks I've ridden. Ping, did you ever do, did you? I went to DeChambeau. Oh, I never DeChambeau. did go for Dunes. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. How was that race this year? It was a mutter. Oh, it was. It was, oh. It was terrible. <laughs> yeah. That's a really fun track. It's, it's yeah. good dirt, good. There's some elevation. Like right. it got rough and lots of. <laughs> not deep, deep ruts, but yeah. like rutted and berms. It was fun. Yeah, not no. It obviously was, sucks. It would have been a been a great race if it didn't rain all day. But uh, that's a bummer. And you guys had another mudder. You guys had another mudder. Oh, Regina, I was there. Never mind. Oh, that one was <laughs> horrid. That was terrible. Terrible. I know. That's the one where you had a mirrored X brand goggle lens in your in your goggles. I was like, going, what is this kid doing? <laughs> it's overcast. It's rainy. He's running the mirrored lens. So. <laughs> Uh, how are the X brand goggles for you? Working fine. Everything's good. I got some. I got you some more tear offs this weekend. So I don't, yeah, I don't, no, everything's everything's good with them. I, don't I like know, them. I don't know if Hot Dog Vendor gave them to you or not, or if he was trying to sell them <laughs> or, or what. But <laughs> no, he got them all all dialed in for me. Sweet. How yeah. is how is Kevin Tyler, the team manager's team owner, a real good guy, friend of mine for a long time now? How, how's he How's he to work with? He's he's awesome to work with. I mean, we get along so good, and always crack jokes and um he's real supportive you know if i have a, have a bad day or a good day he's always mm -hmm. uh he's always there so how much did he tell you about his gas cards he used to he drop that a lot no i haven't heard any, oh, any of that any of them stories uh just ask him about him we'll go on for half an hour about it <laughs> uh, hey chris chris is on the line he's got a question for you jesse chris what's going on man uh what's your question for jesse oh well first i I want to say hi, Jesse. I'm a huge fan. Um, I appreciate it. Are you uh, Are you from Canada? No, I'm actually from Minnesota. Come on, Ackerman. Right on. I'm a, How could you be a huge fan? fan then. How could you be a huge even, fan? You don't know he's from Minnesota, Ackerman. 
<laughs> no, I'm a bigger fan then. Maybe it's from the stage. Oh, yeah, that's no, right. I, I called to uh, say hi to Tits because I love talking to Tits. Okay, great. Whether it's in a bar or anywhere else, and, uh, and say hi to Ping. Okay. Hi, Ackerman. Thanks, hi, Ping. Thank you for hijacking the show. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Hey, you guys. All right. See you, see you Ackerman. Uh, hey, uh, so, uh, Jesse. Um, yeah. So you don't know you, – what do you – how do you – where do you ride the, the – how – how much do you stay in Minnesota? Like we, we talked to um, Jeremy Martin about this a couple of weeks ago, uh, living in Minnesota, you know, they used to live right at the track at Millville and they kind of don't, him and Alex don't, they're at South of the border and, and at, at Dungy's place slash RC's place. You stay up in Minnesota though. Um, so how, when do you head South or how does that work for your program? What do you do for that? Yeah, I, I usually, uh, I mean, it's so nice here in Minnesota during the summers. It's hard to you know, move away, especially, when I my whole family lives here, so it's you know I have my whole setup here, mountain bikes, road bikes, everything, and I have my own personal track. So um, it's a good setup during mm-hmm. the summer, but yeah. during the winter, I definitely have to find a place to stay. Um, last winter, I stayed in California, which I really liked, mm-hmm. and I hope hopefully I can uh, head back out there probably I don't know maybe early November right. and start getting ready for Supercross. Right. Do you get to ride Millville during the week? Do you know John Martin that well? Does it ever work out? No. I've yeah. never really ridden there during the week. Usually just on, like, local race weekends. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know, uh, I've told this story a few times, but I was a D23 regular back in the day, Jesse. I know. I've heard. <laughs> Damn it. I've heard some of the stories. Grant, Grantsburg, Kellogg, Elko. Millville, uh, those are my those are my places, bro. I was D twenty three, so man, I haven't I haven't raced Grantsburg in so long. Cambridge, Cambridge, Cambridge still around. Cambridge still around. Yeah, Cambridge oh. still has has a couple races, I think. Yeah, um, yeah, good times in District twenty three. Good tracks. Maybe that's what's going on. All you guys are just you have good tracks to ride on. I don't know, man. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's not a bad state. Everyone thinks we like hibernate during the winter and i don't know <laughs> right um but well hey uh thanks for coming on jesse appreciate it i want to get you on this year you've been riding well certainly uh doing a great job for the mx 101 guys and uh, uh x-brand goggles and, and everybody else and i think your story's pretty cool a kid who you know maybe didn't want to dream grow, didn't dream of growing up racing canada but has sort of found a home and and doing pretty well. I think that's really cool, and it's it's a lesson for maybe some other American kids up there, you know. So, I really wanted to get your story told. Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me on, and uh, you know, I can't thank uh, the MX101 Yamaha guys enough for uh, all the support this year. And um, yeah, I'm enjoying racing up in Canada, and hopefully, I can uh, be up there next year and hopefully win a title. So. Yeah, that'd be sweet. All right, man. Thank yeah. you very much. Good luck, Jesse. All right, thanks for having me on, guys. All right, thank you. Jesse Wentland, everybody, MX101, uh, Jesse Wentland on the line. Uh, JT, welcome back. Thanks. Uh, uh, yeah, thanks. Uh, Chris, you there? Chris. Hello. Chris, welcome to the show. What's up? Hey, how you doing? Good. Um, well, first, I just have a, um, I just like to say um, I heard your podcast earlier about MMI. Yeah. And, um... I was talking um, to the director a couple um, 
days ago, and I'm actually been accepted, and I'm going in there uh, um, next fall. Oh, congrats, man! It should be fun. I appreciate it, and um, I have two questions. One is that um, there's rumors about um, Justin leaving Honda. Is that true or what? Yes, he's going to JGR next year. Really? Yep. Okay, and um, another one is that um, I've heard that um, RV sold his compound and um, left Alden or he fired him or anything. Is that true, too? He sold his compound in Florida? Sold his compound in Florida. I don't know about the Alden Baker thing. I don't. I, don't, uh, okay. I haven't heard. And um, I guess that's it. I appreciate okay. it so much. All right, thanks, man. Thanks for calling. All right, thank you. Thanks. Uh, all right, com. Gabba Gibbs. BTOsports.com. Gabba Gibbs. 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 Uh, use the code PULPAMEX to save yourself money. Anything that you need for your biker body, BTOsports.com has it. Tits, are you mad? That used to be tweeted tits, and now it's Gabba Gibbs. Hey. Oh, it's one of the few things that truly... Uh... Infuriates me. Like it sounds like it. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like it. Yeah. Uh, Gavin Gibbs, uh, Devin Gibbs, you've gotten thousands and thousands of submissions oh. and uh, doled through them all and uh, picked the best one. So let's have it. Let's all do right. it. This first one is from Mike at Moto Whip. Uh, he wants to know if James Stewart doesn't race Supercross in 2015, do you think Suzuki will pick up another top guy or do they just try to run with the RCH team? I don't know. You know yeah, she- this is it's a that's a big. Big question. I was talking to uh, Lee McCollum, who's a Suzuki mechanic, mm-hmm. and um, for James Stewart. And uh, no, Ren- Renee works for James now this year. Well, he's yeah, yeah sort of. He's of. a factory Suzuki mechanic, yes. so he's working on James bikes. Yep, <clears throat> developing and testing and stuff like that. Um, and Lee's been around. He's been a Suzuki mechanic for as long as I can, as long as I've ever been. Would in you sport. say it's been a hundred years? Probably it's been a long time. Right. So. Uh, he worked for Pastrana, Factory Phil, Tim Ferry. Yogi, Tim Ferry. Ferry. Yeah, yeah, it's been around forever. So, and that's what he was saying is, man, they, they've got to, like, figure out what's going on here because as far as the team goes, if they do, if it does go bad and he can't race, they need to pick somebody else up. You know I mean? They, well, otherwise, they just don't go racing and all those guys end up out, out of work. So Here's the thing. I, I, talk to, I've, I talk to agents a lot, you know, about their clients and what's going on. I don't talk to any agents that say that there's any action – over there, like either a second guy or, or even, hey, hang tight in case we find out. Now, I've heard James Stewart's appeal is going to be held uh, held in September, so there should know more then about what's going on. But That's late. Yeah. It's late to the game. Yeah. But if you're Will Hahn, Brock Tickle, mm, Jake Weimer, maybe you just hold out. What do you think, JT? Uh, I don't know. Um, that the September thing is news to me. I was I was under the impression that was a long time ago. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting uh, situation. I, I think uh, I honestly think just like we are in the dark and and asking questions. I think so are they. I think they're yeah. they're in a massive holding pattern as well. Should be interesting. Yeah. All right. Next question. All right. Uh, this next one. Next one is from DJ Andre. Uh, he wants to know if you guys think that Troll can hold off Dino for top 10 in the points by the end of the season. What's the gap? I don't know. You got the points over there? Producer, this would have been... I know, I probably... Know. Yeah. Uh, Troll has 176. 
Oh, they're tied. No. They're tied right now. So DJ Andre isn't quite on it. Uh, they have 176, and there are four motos left. I have Dean beating Alex Martin. Ping? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Don't be an asshole about it, Ping. No, I'm just, yeah. <laughs> uh, All right, this next one is from Spags. Uh, he wants to know, with JT's we can work with speed theory, who does he think uh, is the who, uh, who the writer is that teams will be saying that about this year with the end of the outdoors? Who is the writer that they can work with speed when hiring? Silence. Uh, that's an interesting right? question. Um, hmm. I don't know. I think, uh, you know, the funny thing, I think, in, especially in the 450, I'm trying to think in the 250, but there's only a few guys that I think would fall under that category that uh, I think everybody has deals. You know, even the 250 guys that, the young kids all have deals moving up, mm-hmm. and I just don't think there's a lot of guys that are that aren't that don't have anything. I think most of the guys have some idea of where they're going. It would really be more the the Weimer, Medi, that group that that doesn't know, and they wouldn't really fall into that category. So, Ping, I know you're big fans of these two guys. If you were a team manager and you had to hire Tickle or Weimer, I know you're big fans of both. Who would you pick? I just saw my shit quit. <laughs> Sell the truck. Yeah. We're out. We're okay, out we're, done. we're done. We're done racing. No, um, I don't know. I mean, with Tickle coming back, it'll be. Uh, it depends on how he comes back from. You know, it's a pretty mm-hmm. legit injury. Yeah, could scare a guy. I mean, it's hard. Hard. It could bother him. I don't know. Yeah. So we, we don't. I, uh, I would be hesitant to just pick him up sight unseen. You know, not seeing him ride or seeing him race again a little mm-hmm. bit. Right. Uh, with Weimer, at least you know what you get. Um. Yeah. Whatever that is. Okay. <laughs> so. All right. All right. Uh, this next question is from at ninety four mim. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Purcell continuously mentioning his suspension setup is not where he wants it to be, do you think if it would have been set up, he how many more races he would have won? Oh, Jesus. Who's this for? This is for everybody. I think I think this setup stuff's a little bit of baloney. That's an Thank excuse you. for him. Thank you. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with zero on how many more races he would have won. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Right. He, he was saying, you know, on the podium at Unadilla, he's oh, the Yamaha's a new bike. I'm getting used to it. It's like he said that in his interview. In Race you've Rex. been racing this all year, bro. I mean, how many years do you need to ride a bike before you're used to it? Yeah, exactly. It's it's we've we've got. I, I, I give you a month. If in a month you aren't used to your brand, yeah, yeah. What's wrong with you? Yeah, you, I mean. How much have you ridden this thing? It's uh, th- these riders are out of control. They're out of control. Set up. Very talk. angry. Set up. Talk. It's ridiculous. All right. Next question. All right. Uh, the next question is for everybody. Okay. Uh, it's from Town or Tom Townsend. He wants to know how much does managers make uh, from teams like RCH, Two Two Motorsports, Star Racing, and such? How, how much, much does what? What team managers? Oh. How much do you think they? Pull in a year. Well, if you're Watson and your buddy is Hart, you're probably pulling in a hundred grand. <laughs> yeah. Ping, Ping, you told me earlier a manager that we know that doesn't work any as a manager anymore was making two hundred. Would you say two hundred grand a year? Two hundred grand a year. Yeah. But it was that that was an anomaly. I, I would tell you That's most insane. managers are between eighty five and one twenty five. Right. And you made it, Troy Lee. <laughs> Less than that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to say. 
No, I had a very weird deal over there. Um, because I, I was only, I was, yeah, it was a weird deal. Every time you look at your paycheck, you like, oh, that's weird. That's not enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I had said to him, hey, I, you know, if you guys want me to, uh, you know, commit, because basically my deal was four days a week at the shop. And I had one day a week at home working on my re- magazine stuff. Yeah. And you can imagine how that went over with all the mechanics when they're there that on Friday just grinding it out and I'm at home, you know. Yeah. It didn't go over well. And so I, I, the second year I said, hey, guys, like I, I'd like to, you know, get a real salary and actually be able to be in here, you know, like commit to the job fully here. Uh-huh. Let's do this. And we, we couldn't come to an agreement on numbers. So <laughs> uh, um, I know I was a factory mechanic. I made 41 grand a year. That's rough. Yeah. All right, next question. All right, this is the last question. This is from Krish and Sean. Krish? Krish? Kirsch? Uh, Chris wants to know what will happen with Purcell next year, in your guys' opinion. And Sean wants to know, do you think he's going to win another moto by the end of the year? I think he sneaks onto a spot at a good team. 450, though. He wants to ride 450 Supercross. I think he'll get When that. you say he sneaks on, does that mean they won't know? Like he he shows up on one of their bikes and I'm like holy shit who signed for sale? He was Very in the he, he was in the locker the whole time. He was in a <laughs> he was in a storage well, locker the whole time. A, he's already working on the disguise. You see his little mustache at Unadilla, <laughs> like somebody smeared a little dirt under his nose. I don't know how like Purcell's. I mean, he didn't get the Cowie ride. One of the reasons why he wanted a lot of money and he wasn't going to ride for it. So how does he get on a you quote think unquote? He got, a, you think he got paid a buttload of money to ride this Yamaha? No. I don't. I think he's finally realized, okay, if I want to race, okay. I have no other way to make a living. Right. Because, you know. Well, he, he, was, telling, uh, he was telling everybody that I, we were full of shit for saying that it was a money move. So DV started that from friends that he knows in France that he, Purcell's talked to. selling. No, I, every, I, don't, you know, know. But, I don't know what the deal is right. either. But I, he'll wind up somewhere. He's talented, man. Oh, yeah. So someone's going to grab him. Yeah. I If I'm looking at. I don't want to blow anyone out here, but I, I'd look at a pretty good list of guys and I'd pick him out of there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The tickles, the Weimers, the that group. Really? Oh yeah. Really? Yeah. All pick him long. out of it. Oh yeah. He's talented, but even though he's a pain in the ass, he'd probably tell you his setup sucked all year. Right. I'd put up with it. Here's the, the thing, though, Ping. Here's the thing you got to think about. I think, and I've always said this about Porcel, like he's not real popular. With, with fans and sponsors and media and all that, okay? Now, that doesn't matter when you're so good you're kicking ass. But if you're seventh and Brock Tickle, whose wife's got big boobs, everyone loves Brock Tickle, friendly guy, he's ninth. Uh, fans like him. Do, is that really worth two spots? Just sign Tickle. I'm not saying, I'm, but that's how Who's the world works. Who's got potential to be on the podium of those two guys? Well, okay, He's got so now, more so now you're for a good finish. Uh, well, I would say Purcell, but he's already twenty five or twenty six years old, so like he's kind of not going to bear down and work really hard. So it's tickle. How it's tickle? Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying like, so I think they're kind of like the same. Wow. Not talent wise, but results on Saturday night. I, I don't think so. Wouldn't I, you I sign I, the guy? Wouldn't you sign the? And again, I'm a foreigner. So, but I'm, wouldn't you sign the all-American good kid from uh, Michigan over the Frenchman that nobody... He's not from it, Michigan. Yeah, yeah, right. North Carolina. North Carolina. If, right. if the results were the same, I don't think they'd be the same. 
Yeah. You say Tickle's a ninth place guy. He's seventh. I think he can be better than seventh. Okay. You make that guy happy. Right. He could be really good. He's more talented than Brock Tickle. There's no doubt. I'm not arguing about that. So, uh, is that it? That has been the BTO Sports Gabby Gibbs segment. Pulpa Max saves you money at BTOSports.com. BTOSports.com, only brand new website. If you're an international guy, you can save big with BTOSports.com. And uh, proud sponsors of the Andrew Short, Matt Gerke, BTO Sports KTM team. Luke, what's happening? Hey, guys. How you going? Good. How are you, Luke? Good day, matey. I'm good. Hey, I've, I've got to say, uh, aside with you on this one, Mathis, I think people will buy more products because of the poster boy American Brock Tickle. Yeah. See? This coming from an Aussie. Yeah, see? He's an Aussie. Yeah, and that's how it works. People love, you know, we love Chad Reed. Everyone buys Kawasaki's now because Chad rides Kawasaki. You think so? You really think it makes that big yeah, a difference? Right. Well, so, wait, wait a minute, though. When, Luke, Luke might have lost me a little bit because Chad Reed and Brock Tickle aren't comparable. It's, you know. Okay, so like, Ricky Carmichael slayed it on a Suzuki. Did Suzuki sales skyrocket? Yeah. No. no, but what I'm saying is in Australia, because everyone loves Chad Reed, everyone buys what Chad Reed rides. Yeah. Guarantee you. I know. Scott Scott Goggles told me, John Knowles from Scott, they made a Chad Reed goggle, and they could not keep it in stock in Australia. Oh, I'm sure. It, it's sold product. Yeah, sure. Chad Reed sold product, you know? So, but yeah. I, I, I don't. I think it's the same. Americans don't like Purcell. I, I don't think they like foreigners. I don't think. Well, that, uh... no, I would say French people. <laughs> I would say French guys have a tough time. No, I'd here. say but... foreigners. It's foreigners. Look how long it took Chad Reed into. Chad you was know, a bit of an ass when he board. first came over here, though. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. He was very, very unfriendly with the media. And I think he realized yeah, that when he grew up a little bit. And he got. And now he's probably one of the best guys. Yeah. So yeah, true. you got to go through that. And and I think I Purcell's learned that a little bit. Everyone too. loves Michael Byrne. Yeah, even uh, Marvin Muskin. Like people, I've never heard anyone say anything bad about that guy. He's as nice as they come. So yeah, but how how can you? Yeah, right. Great guy. Hey, anyway, I had a question. I listened to the podcast with the Chad Reed and Zuluman and Ferry. Uh-huh. And I've I've got a YZ250 aluminium frame. Uh-huh. So. Do I go and buy a 2004 and, and uh, strip the frame and then go and put my parts on that? Because it sounds like that's the best bike ever made. Yeah, but Luke, I mean, what, are you racing AMA Supercross at the highest levels? <laughs> I mean, I think you'll be yeah, o- I think exactly. you'll be o- I think you'll so, be okay, bro. For the average rider, you would never you'd never feel it, would you? No, no, you're fine, Luke. I mean, unless this unless like I said, you're one of the very best riders in the world. I mean, what they were saying in that podcast is absolutely true. They all complained nonstop about that frame. That's that's for sure yeah. true, and and so there had to be something there. There was something there with that frame at that level, at that level of racing. But yeah. no, you're fine. The, the aluminum frame yeah. looks way cooler. I, so, and I, just quickly, I got a Kenny Watson story for you. Okay. So I finally get to after all these years of watching Supercross, I finally get to go to Daytona to watch the Supercross. Okay. And I'm in the uh, I think it was the Atlanta airport or whatever it was, and and there's Kenny Watson. And I said to my wife, oh, that's the dude from the Pulp and Mech show. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go and say hello. Oh, this should go so well. I go out there, and I'm like, oh, hey, go, man. And he goes, yeah, good, good, thanks. And he goes, oh, where are you from? I said, oh, I'm from Australia. And he goes, oh, I'm really sorry to hear that. 
<laughs> that sounds about right. I mean, yeah. yeah, and that was and that was the Kenny was that was it. That's all he said. I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry to hear that. And he walked away. I was like, <laughs> yep. yep, that's him. Does that surprise anyone on the phone or <laughs> oh any, anybody gosh. in this room? Or <laughs> these covers don't run. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Hey, JT, I, I haven't caught the start of the show, but I take it you're a genius after the weekend. Uh, yeah, I've been uh, I've been reveling in my my pick a little bit. Yeah, he has been. I could I uh, I couldn't believe it. It's just, it was real funny because like obviously I'm on the other side of the world and I'm watching the Super uh, Motocross, and all I'm thinking the whole time is what JT's going to say on Monday. Yeah, I got a got a little uh, got a little bit in earlier. I mean, honestly, I I kind of uh, kind of earned that one because after Washugo, I didn't back off my pick. When Mathis was nah. basically riding the guy off, I didn't like that second yeah. motor at Washougal. Yeah. I didn't like that second motor at Washougal. Yeah. All right, thanks, Luke. Thanks, yeah. man. Yeah, all right, guys. See ya. All the way from Australia, yeah. folks. Calling Pulp and Mech Show presented by BTOSports.com. All right, let's move into the X Brand Goggles Tear Off segment. It's the X Brand Tear Off segment. 15 second rapid fire QA. Rapid fire. Tits, uh, is this intro okay, or are you going to talk more crap on Swiss course stuff? <laughs> or is this okay? You're opening the curtain. People aren't supposed to know what I was saying about Swiss course commercial music. You're just not a fan of some of the stuff Swiss course stuff? F you, dude. I've spoken to him about this, so I have nothing to hide. That's a good intro. The x Brand intro is good. This is a good intro. Okay. All right, x Brand. Rapid fire. Yeah, x Brand goggles, a choice of champions everywhere, like Jesse Wentland. Guess who else won in, in x Brand goggles? Kyle Chisholm. Dominates the Canadian National in X brand goggles. It kind of gives away when you say, "Guess who else won?" In Kyle uh, Chisholm, Canada. Who else won? Have you seen my face here? <laughs> I got bit by a bug, and I have these. I just yeah. look like Quasimodo or something. Lame. I got bit by. See the tits? Um, what the hell happened? Okay, so uh, X brand goggles use the code PulpMX14. Uh, and save yourself money at X Brown Goggles, EKSBrand.com. Choice of champions everywhere, like Jessica Patterson, like Kyle Chisholm, like Jesse Wentland. Kyle, champions. Kyle Cunningham, Ben LeMay. Champions. Champions everywhere. These questions are submitted by a Corey Moser, not familiar with him. And they are for JT and David Pingree and myself. And let's do it. 15 seconds, rapid fire. All right, Ping. In honor of Purcell's win, who was your smelliest teammate? <laughs> uh, hang on. Pichon had a had a little stank on him. Hmm? Yeah, eight point five. All right, Steve. No one has ever brought the funk like David Villeman in nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, that ever. was when Wyndham was riding behind him, and he said he could smell him. I I on the oh track. God, at riders meeting, I was seriously. I, I would have got fined. I, I would have just. I had to just leave. The. <laughs> Do you know what? Roger DeCoster ran me out of the Suzuki rig one year. I was in there talking to Tedesco. Roger walked into the lounge, and that smell punched me in the face like Ike on Tina. I got out. I'm like, whoa, Ivan, good luck. See ya. Roger's deodorant had failed him if he had any on to begin with. They don't call him the man for nothing, Ping. <laughs> hey, if you can pull a chick smelling like that, you are the man. All right, next she question. really likes you. Oh, my gosh. All right, Steve. Yep. Why am I a better producer than Tits? Well, we covered it earlier in the show. Uh, you stay awake. 
for the whole show, and you're actually in, into you're into this job. Oh, right, very. right there. Those are two things that really. I mean, you're not shoving phone cases down people's throats all. Yeah, all it's just either. not a whore for Opterix, just on and on. Um, so yeah, there we go. Uh-huh. All right, next question. All right, JT, who will be the weak link on Team USA? Oh, and uh, I.e., who will JT be most mad at after the race? Uh, I, I like our team. I, I don't. I don't foresee any weak links. Uh, I think we should. I think we should win, uh, especially with the way the teams are shaking up with Roxon out, Caroli. Uh, I don't know how that Italy move will turn out. Uh, Hurling's out. Well, um, I, I just uh, Desal will be out. I expect us to win. I really do. If you can get past Canada, Roxon's out. What did I miss? Uh, going to a new team, so not going to ride. Uh, okay. I mean, I don't know for sure. That's what I heard. So, okay. Yeah. I think we will be the overwhelming favorite. Going well, once in. you I get really, once you really get past once you get past Canada, you will. <laughs> well, once the A main starts, we'll be custom. <laughs> Asshole. All right. Next question. All right, Ping. We always talk about riders pissing away their money, but what was the best investment you made? Best investment. Yes. House. Real estate. Worst investment. <laughs> <laughs> What? Worst investment? Waffle, 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 a, a girl waffle, I dated. <laughs> that was a that was a really bad investment. Let's go. The entire. I also the entire thing. The entire thing. <laughs> I also uh, yeah lost some money in a commercial real estate deal. Oh, you did. It was the fastest money I ever lost. Uh, how much? Fifty grand. What? Ooh, Just gone. Gone. I basically told my daughters at that point. Well. Whichever one of you smarter gets to go to college, and the other one's out of luck. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck at beauty school. Or you sat one of the flies in your house to go to college. <laughs> yeah. You sat them down and gave them the facts of yeah, life. Yeah, sorry. Listen, girls, I know you're one and a half and three right now, but <laughs> let me explain something to, to you. Whichever one puts Daddy's this... an idiot, and your college money's gone. Whichever one, puts, <laughs> whichever one of you puts this square block in a square <laughs> hole first <laughs> gets, gets the gig. All right, next question. All right, Steve. List the riders that have motorhomes, and by default, you've accused of taking IVs. <laughs> Shut up, Moser. Oh, come on. You're an idiot. I'm not answering that. All right, JT. Will any of the riders like the Utah track, and if so, whom? Pike, uh, Landon Powell. And, Pike? Uh, what about Pike? Would Pike like it? Oh, is that, who's that other guy who's got a place there? Tucker Set now in Colorado. Uh... Another, I don't know. It's like a chubby kid. A chubby kid. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, I, I'm sure some people like it. I mean, I, I've actually heard that it wasn't terrible to ride. My my complaints last year were just, you know, the dust storm, which wasn't really controllable. Uh, yeah, just, I, I think they'll learn a lot this year. But, I like, just the track itself, I didn't hear, like, overwhelmingly terrible comments. Nothing like Elsinore. Promise you that. Hmm. All right, it's over 15 seconds. All right, Ping, which bike is in need of an update the most? I would say Suzuki, except, Ping, you're on the Suzuki bandwagon. Uh, It's still a good bike. I mean, it's probably been the longest time since it's had major changes, but it's still a good bike. YZ125. <laughs> Good job. Don't talk to Kiefer. Why? <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't talk to Kiefer about the new YZs. He loves them. Oh, I, I love Kiefer, it too, No, but... Kiefer was on our show, I don't know, a month ago. 
Wait till you guys see the new update, the new, the new, the new things to the two strokes. Wait till the you internet's guys. The internet's gonna melt down. Yeah, he says he said that, and we were, and so it just started a vital thread and everything, and they came up with new plastics, and we're like, Kiefer, really? He's like, whoa, that's a big change. <laughs> he really said that. Now he denies it. Now he denies. You know, they it. sold that exact bike in Australia last year. They like did. They, they were revamping and putting that that uh, yeah. the, the UFO plastic. I don't and know. selling them from dealerships that way, which is exactly what they look like now. <laughs> right. Kiefer was promising. People were going direct injection. Oh, as, gosh. Uh... All right, next question. All right, Steve. Uh, objectively rate yourself on the love announcing you did at Unadella. The love and what? That's what it says. All right, I'll reread uh, it for you. Live announcing? Live. I'm guessing it's going to be live, but love. You, did you announce some love at Unadella? No. Oh. Uh, I announced live, and uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, in the words of Devin Gibbs. Killed it. Oh. Again, though, like, okay, so I, when I come down on Earth in 2015 Supercross, please know I've done some of this. Not as much as Earth, maybe not on Earth's level. I've done live announcing. Never mind live internet shows. And I've done live announcing. So when I, when Earth, when Earth. It's one of your, it's one of your life goal announcer. No, no, not at all. Bidus was gone, and they're like, hey, can you help out a little bit? And I'm like, sure. And next thing you know, I'm there for all four motos and one set of practices. I'm like, really? I got to do this much? No, not, not, I didn't get paid either, bro. Of and course not. <laughs> Why would you? <laughs> Pig's less shocked at that, right? All right, next. next let's go. Uh, all right, last question. Uh, JT, what is the root cause behind the sudden lack of self-confidence in Roxon? If I knew the answer to that, I would be a very wealthy person because this is not a new problem. Uh, I've written about it a couple times now. The numbers are there. I mean, it's it's his results have the number has doubled, at least doubled in the second half of every season he's been in since he came to America. So I I don't have the answer. I don't know. I'm sure they would love to know as well, but the. The proof is in the numbers, and he hasn't done anything to to change that. So uh, it doesn't bode well coming down the stretch. It definitely doesn't. I mean, he really should have this title on lock, if you want my real opinion. The way he started the season and the, the points lead he had, he should have this thing, and he, and he doesn't by any stretch of the imagination at this point. So, I, we, I mean, nobody here thinks that Rox is going to hold him off, right? I mean, I mean, he has a seven-point lead, so it sounds yeah, but, crazy to just think that he's the, you know, the underdog. But uh, yeah, I, I do. I think he's the underdog. You hear that, Tits? That's your guy. Yeah. No, I was nodding my head. I I agree wholeheartedly. Dungeon's on the show, and you weren't a producer. Biggest regret of your life? <sighs> Second biggest. Yeah. I do think it was a pretty big. I don't want to say mistake or anything like that because he obviously gave it everything he had, but Dungeon not being able to get around Kennard in that second moto this weekend was pretty big, I think. That's that's a big swing. So we'll see if that we'll see if it matters. I I personally don't think it will, but it could. That's the three points is, you know, forty percent of the, the total lead right now. I don't think it's as mental as it is physical for him. I mean he's riding fine at the beginning of the motos. He caught up to Dungey, stayed right with him mm-hmm. and then he popped and he went backwards. I mean yeah, but Backwards the second fast. moto, he, he wasn't at all. 
He was there. For yeah, a was. Bit. He, yeah, he was. In there. the second moto, he he actually caught up to Dungey yep. a little bit. He was there, and then he dropped way off. Yeah, but there's no way he was just physically exhausted after 10 minutes of the second moto. No, it wasn't 10 minutes. It was more like 20, 25 in when he left, when he mm. headed backwards. <clears throat> and that's not that's not uh, lack of confidence when you catch your competitor and then lose him. Yeah, I mean, but going back to Washugo, going back to Milgo, I mean, he's been way back in the second moto. Way, way back from those guys. I don't know. I don't have the answer. I don't know. You know, it could very well could be a physical deficiency. So long I would think ex- that they would have expert question ever. doctors and medical testing and all that kind of stuff that they could pinpoint that. So I don't know. Well, it's either that or he's just burned out and mentally like not into it. But Let's, it seems uh, like if you're if you're right up there on your guy that you're racing for the title, you shouldn't. That would that. at least get you into the mental game. Like, okay, right. we're in third and fourth right now. I have to, st- you know, I've got to try to get this guy. This it's, is the title right here in front of me right now. It's bizarre. There's no doubt. It's bizarre. Hmm. Uh, that has been the X-Brand Goggle tear-off segment. <laughs> X-Brand Goggles, the choice of champions like Kyle Chisholm, Jessica Patterson, many more. Pulp MX-14 saves you money at xbrand.com. I feel like, too, if, if he had think, it. If you if, think we're talking about it a lot, and I know we are because I – text with lots of people, including Steve, about this all the time. Think how much they're, they're thinking about it and trying to find answers. I mean, it's got to be all day, every day, of trying to crack this. Who, you mean uh, Ken and uh, Alden? Yeah. Or, yeah. Just everybody involved in that whole... I, I feel like if it wasn't program. physical, like, let's say, let's say he was just kind of, I don't know, it's mental or he he's, doesn't have confidence. You get up onto the rear end of Dungey, 20 minutes into the second moto, you've already lost a couple points to him again, the first one. You would at least say, stay somewhat close to him, even if you didn't think you could pass him around on what the hell he was thinking. You wouldn't let him drop you, just completely drop you, because that is such a mental uh, blow right there. You know what I'm saying? No, no, I, I agree that it, that it doesn't really make sense for the mental. I just don't know. It's more what's what's wrong with him you know he it's not like he's not in shape you know what what is the issue that that's really more what i'm interested in like what could possibly what why does this happen to him every second you know second half of every championship optrix optrix.com uh p sundell at optrix.com p s u n d e l l at optrix.com uh, simple question. Yeah. We're just going to have a simple question. Yep. Did Tits get his job at Optrix from the Pulpomex show? Yep. He denies it. And you're going to give what? One case? How many people are we going to give away? We're going to give away. It's a special deal. It's an XD5. It's one case. Yeah. Uh, we're going to take whoever answers the question correctly. I'll randomly choose a number from there. Uh, they'll get a case. It's the XD5 with the, the new 165-degree lens mm-hmm. and also the rail uh, – actually, sorry – uh, the photo pros we're going to give them with the rail slider system so they can use it on their helmet or, or whatever else they want. And you said uh, two extra bonus points to everyone that includes a dong shot with their answer? Three. Okay. Three extra entries. Optrix.com. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, check them out. Um, and uh, P. Sundell at Optrix.com. Yes. Send the email to me. Yep. Entries that are sent to the regular emails or Steve's emails or his contact forms will not be counted. I'm a stickler for the rules. We'll, st- we'll still get some. I know. You guys should uh, do a deal with uh, Snoop Dogg 
and then you could have like the Snoop Dong shot. <laughs> Snoop and then he could say uh, murder was the case that you gave me. Hey, what's going on, oh, There's so many angles. So to yeah, hey, I was hey, thinking hey. about this earlier. You've left, you used to leave your mic on too, okay, just like him. Yeah, it's still fun to, yeah. to, to watch other people do it. Though. Right, right. Um, uh, are you sticking around or what are you doing? I'm going to take off after the commercial. Or are you doing a commercial now? No, we're not having a commercial. We're just going to our You just headed downstairs to the truck or what? Yeah, it's too too far of a drive. Yeah. I'm too lazy. Yeah, you can save yourself. I'm half an hour ago. I'm just going to camp out 20 in front. minutes. So... <laughs> I turned your it, mic because you, you, you were... Get the hell out of my studio. Yeah. Are you up? Actually, you know, I'm going to start your hang around for a few more minutes just because he was taunting me, telling me to leave. So Here we go. I'm going to leave right. on my now own Now the terms. producers are going to get fu- in the fight. This is awesome. It's going down, it's exactly man. exactly what we it's wanted, going, Pink. I know. So um, so all right. Wanted. Hey, we're going to take another third commercial break later on. Uh, but right now, I want to get this guy on. It's midnight. His time. He just finished playing pickup hockey, probably sipping on a t- Tim Hortons double-double with some Timbits as we speak. GuaranteedMX.com's Ryan Gauld. Galdi, welcome to the show. Hey, buddy! Thanks for having me. Thanks for keeping me up. Are you uh, are you actually drinking a double double? No, dude. My name isn't Kyle Keith. I don't drink coffee at, at the wee hour of okay. 12 p.m. All right. Well, hey, uh, thanks for joining us after your pickup hockey game. Uh, GuaranteedMX.com. We had Jesse Wentland on earlier, and he he made a joke about how crazy it was this weekend. But okay, so take us through it. What what was the nuttiest thing? The rocks being thrown at Vince Freeze, the fans threatening the mechanic. Uh, or the fans over at the Moto Concepts rig looking to light it on fire. Um, the fans, the fans at the at the Moto Concept rig, man, that was intense because I think I was one of the only people that kind of got to witness it. And those people were like, they were looking like they were just like ready to charge. <laughs> um, as I wrote in my thing, if 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 somebody had just said one thing, I feel as if a fan would have just pulled out a blade and went to town. Um. Now, for people who don't know, Vince Freeze and Kevin Benoit, a French-Canadian, have been going at it all year long uh, there. And, uh, and it's, been, it's been one of those things. Galdi, you've been there since the beginning. Um, yep. Like DMXS. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, you've been there since the beginning of the series this year. And I told Vince this after Regina. Uh, I said, hey, be careful what you're going to do because – you're going to uh, – it's going to turn bad on you. And, and Vince played his typical, I don't know what you're talking about. I, you know, I'm just doing racing hard and trying to win. But are you surprised? Let's, we'll, get into Cav, we'll get into Cav and Benoit's brother in a second. But are you surprised at the rocks and that kind of stuff? Uh, oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, I don't think I've ever been to a race where I've seen the fans uh, join together like that and basically lynch mob um, – Lynch mob a rider. I, I've, I've never even really heard of something like that. I was thinking something like trying to talk to some old school guys and like, has this ever happened in races before where the fans get involved? And like, they were literally ready to to throttle Vince Freeze. Like, they were wanted to jump on the track. Uh, there was a couple guys that actually jumped on the track in the back section and were like flipping him off. Um, it got it got like crazy with the fans. Like they were. Like what they saw though in practice between Vince and uh, mm-hmm. and Kevin, like Vince was playing the games and doing his thing and and really causing a bit of a ruckus and really getting in the side of the head of Kevin and every French fan saw it because there's no such thing as as like uh, banners or security and the fans just could get wherever the heck they wanted on the track. Right. And man, when he came around, it was unbelievable. I have full um, wasp cam footage mm-hmm. of the first moto. Where, the, where everything went down, right from start to finish, behind the gate, on the hot lap, on the last lap, every single bit of it, 
It is insane. I got a fan throwing a rock right at Vince. But well, what what was going down? What was Freeze doing that was so? Was it was it deserving of this? Of getting hit with rocks? Um, I don't I don't know if it was deserving. I mean, he, he kind of uh, I don't really know his mo in the states. I know he's caused some problems on there. But basically, what he's been doing is anytime during practice or um, our time qualifying, he is trying to mess with Benoit. He'll go out and lay down his lap and get his thing in, and then once he spots Benoit, he'll go and cut him off or ride in front of him, slow him down, get in his way. Um, okay, but really that... mess with him as he's trying to charge. Apparently this weekend, he did it like five times in the time qualifier where Kevin uh, didn't get a really good chance to lay down the lap. If you look at the times over the last few weeks, Benoit's been like the fastest guy this weekend. I think he was like third or fourth. Okay, but so it so... sort of took away from his attempt to do a good lap. He was still good, but took right. away. So he's just he's playing the games like he's trying to get in Kevin's head and and uh, by just cutting him off and getting in his way and and uh, you know chopping his lines and cutting underneath him and and he um, there's been times where that he has said he's cut the track to do it as well. Uh, we haven't caught him or saw anything like that. It's only been talked about, but. Yeah, so he's just been trying to just mess with Kevin as far as uh, in the time qualifiers and the, and the heats go, or uh, in practice. There's been nothing in a moto, um, super blatant. There's a moto in Calgary where he came out of the gate and cut right across where Kevin thought that was a little uh, very dirty. Uh, there was an uh, incident at Moncton last week in the second moto where Vince uh, got the jump on Kevin and came into the second turn around a right-hander and he looked over his shoulder, spotted it with Kevin, and fully just drove him off the track and took them off the track, where Kevin ended up being like 10th, and Vince came out about 4th. Okay, but Ryan, um, got, so and hold on. this week Galdi, here, Galdi, uh, Galdi, it, hold it on. started right from practice on, man. It Galdi, was, Galdi, It was crazy. Hold on, it was hold absolutely on. crazy. All the stuff that got seen that was said, that was done. And like I said, I have like 50% of it on tape. Galdi, hold on. Uh, so, all right, so, Ping, you're a racer. Should Vince be surprised that people are pissed? I, I mean, from what you're saying, unless there's more to it than that, like that's that's shit. Like J Law did to Dungey. That's I mean, it's a dick move. It's it's not like, but that's what Vince does. He's always done that. But okay, so but, but that doesn't warrant getting hit with rocks from fans or having your rig lit on fire <laughs> or being shanked. Uh, um, if there was something <laughs> more, I, I mean, JT, are you? What do you think about this? If you were a racer or uh, I'm not surprised. I've been cleaned out lots of times by him. So I just, I think if you're Vince and Moto Concepts, Galdi, this is if you if you mess with the bull, you're gonna get the horns, and you're in Quebec. Like I'm not saying it's justified, uh, but hey, come, you gotta expect this. I, 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 for sure. I mean, like you kept saying, and, and I said before, like it was, if something was bound to happen, I, I do believe that maybe what happened this weekend was a little bit farther past what, what uh, should have happened. I true. I, I'm a racer. I think Ping and JT would agree that these guys are adults and they should have maybe dealt with it on their own. But once in Quebec, it is a bit, it's, it's a different area. You know what I mean? They take, they take pride in their racer and the one, and the one person, saw uh, Vince do it in practice, and then it basically just – it was like they were all in like a text message group, man, because they were around <laughs> the entire track. And they all were about it. They, they were booing rocks, water, uh, getting on the track in his face. They were in the podium area when he came off the track. Luckily enough, he podium, only podium in the second moto, but he didn't even come up to the, 
to the uh, to the podium. That Robbie Feder brought his bike up to put it in impound, so they didn't dock him. But mm-hmm. it it I don't believe that what happened with 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 Carol, uh, Carol Benoit Cavan's brother. I think that that was a little bit past what should have happened. Yeah. Um, can you explain like that? You, said, can you, you mess with the bull, you get the horn. But this horn got shoved right up his ass. Can you explain what what Cavan's brother did? Oh yeah. Okay. So. Um, so anyway, the, the practice thing happens. It's it, uh, you know it's it's getting heated already. Andy White on KTM is is talking to the officials. They're trying to make something happen. The officials are saying he's not doing anything uh, illegal or you know damaging. Like in the rule book, it says you're you know causing a, mm-hmm. a problems like a life threatening thing or or anything like that. And he wasn't. They didn't feel that he was doing that. So nothing really happened leading into Moto One. So somewhere along the lines, Carol Benoit, who was Kevin's brother, decided to take it upon himself to make something happen. So on the uh, for opening ceremonies now, I believe it's the same as the states now. We let like the top five guys go in points mm-hmm. from fifth down to first in order, first on the hot lap, and we announce their names and all that kind of stuff. So right. um, Moffenbier goes; he's third in points, and then Vince Freeze. Uh, like I said, I got this all on camera. Does a start? He goes up, races up the start. For those who haven't been to Alverton, it's a real long uphill start, and then you drop right back down beside it, down into a left-hander. Actually, JT, you ate crap right in this turn that I'm talking about. We have that on tape from 2000, I believe. And uh, It happens. <laughs> and um, so I was on the gate this weekend because I wasn't announcing, so I saw this Carol Benoit left right after Vince. And I'm like, oh, I thought he just pulled kind of a dummy move not realizing what we were doing. Mm-hmm. And then in the, in the second turn, he came down and fully took Vince out, drove right into the side of him, took him out, put him up over top of the berm. This was on I the parade lap? On cam. This is on the parade lap. Yeah, fully came down and took him out on the hot lap. So they continue around. Cavan uh, is now in behind Vince because he would have came off uh, for um, next off for the hot lap for opening ceremonies. Came on. Vince met him in a, in a tight right-hand turn. He cut him off, looked at him. There's a few words that I can't really understand them on the camera. Mm-hmm. And then he turns the, the corner, and this is where the fan throws a rock at him. And they drop down the next hill, go down into the next corner. There's a bunch of words being spent, and I'm pretty sure of some flipping the birds. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the hot lap continues. He comes off the track, gets off the hot lap, sees Tony, explains what happened, uh, saying, hey, his brother, your brother just came this, did this, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Mm-hmm. He goes over to a start gate. You hear him talking to Robbie. Tony spots me down there because the officials are now uh, up at the 30-board area and over at the side of the gate ready to walk across and do the point. Mm-hmm. He, Tony says, hey, man, this just happened on the track. What's going on? And I'm like, what, really? Going on? And then Kevin spots Tony uh, talking to me, and they start yelling at or Kevin starts yelling, and Tony starts yelling. They almost get into it on the start gate. I break that up. Then Tony uh, goes over and, and talks to Vince, and then next thing you know, there's mechanics going at it. They're yelling at each other. There's riders yelling at each other. There's fingers being pointed, all this shit going on before the race even started. So now the race starts. Calvin Holshots runs away with it, wins by a mile. Carol Benoit waited five times during the race to try to take Vince out. And on the very last lap, I have this on camera too, he waits for him, crosses the finish line. Uh, JT, if you remember this, you'll do the, you, after the finish line, you did a big drop down the hill, and then you turn right and climb the next big hill. Calvin yep. gets, or Carol, sorry, Carol Benoit gets the drive, drives down the hill, gets in behind Freeze, gets a, a wicked drive going up. He's on a 252-stroke KTM. Freeze kind of swings left and then swings right to set up for the turn, and all you hear is this two-stroke just go, bah, bang, into him, and the bikes just fling all over the place. 
the camera's all over the place. Vince on the ground. He gets up, and you see this KTM laying on top of his bike. There's no words said at all. Vince doesn't say a word, nothing. He picks up the KTM, lifts it up, hands it to the guy, hands it to Carol. Carol takes the bike, throws it back down on top of Vince's bike. Jeez. And, and there's a few words said. I can't understand it. You can't really make it out. Vince gets back on his bike, goes down, finishes the race, gets 12th. Everybody comes after the race telling what happened. Nobody really saw it. It was kind of in a weird area. Mm-hmm. But Jay Burke and Zeb Dennis and Liam O'Farrell were pitted right in that area, saw the whole thing. I talked to them after the race. They told the whole story. They really thought that Carroll went way overboard, just fully ghost rode his bike wow, into him. Sounds like and it. So yeah. that was Moto 1. And <laughs> Moto so two, Benoit's brother, Car- Carl got chain. disqualified, right? You want me to continue going here? <laughs> Carl got disqualified, Kevin's brother. Fully disqualified. Yes, he did. He got right. disqualified after Moto 1. Well, I, I know Kevin a little bit. He seems like a nice guy. I do you think he told his brother you need to do this? Or do you think his brother Not went rogue? Chance. You think Not his brother chance. went rogue? I talked to him today on the phone. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, he told me that he's like, you know, my brother, he took it upon himself. I would never, ever, ever ask anybody to do this. I did not want him to do this. I actually told him not to because there was other people telling him to do it and everything. And I asked him not to do it. Mm-hmm. Once we are on the track, I had no control over him. He did this completely on his own. I am not happy about it. Um, this is not the way that I wanted this to happen. And, uh... I'm really upset about it. It's messing with me. I'm, I'm, I'm not happy with the way that this championship is going. I'm not happy with the way things are going with me and Vince. Uh, I'm a big boy. I can handle it. But these guys decided to take it under their own, own right. deal. He, he, he swears he's had, he had nothing to do with it whatsoever. And like, I, like you said, he's a good kid, and I believe that. Mm, what do you think, Ping? What do you make of this? First of all, uh, Tony, was he calm and rational throughout Not, this? Tony had nothing to do with it. I, I'm sure he'd love me to tell you something good, but Tony no. was just he no, was, I, uh, calm and collected all weekend long. I think he was a little bit nervous, though, once the fans surrounded the, the motor <laughs> concept. He <laughs> a little bit of sweat there, which was uh, understandable. <laughs> that'll keep you calm and collected and keep you from freaking out. A mob of uh, angry yeah. French Canadians. <laughs> yeah. Sure started throwing out CDs like Moto Triple X. Yeah. <laughs> what do you make of this, Ping? <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, I mean, and this continued into Moto Two. So Moto Two starts, and they're down at the gate. Cavan's got first pick because he won the Moto. Vince has got twelfth pick. Cavan picks his gate. Vince picks the gate right beside him. So she's trying to get in the head again, playing his game. And then Cavan pulls out of that gate and moves like four or five gates down. So and of course the you know the the ref or the guys came over. Is that allowed? Is this allowed? And it was allowed because the gate hadn't been taken yet. He didn't mm-hmm. have to move anybody. Yeah. It was okay for him to do what he did by the rule book. So now he drops. Vince gets the whole shot. Cavan's uh, about fifth or sixth. He picks his way through the pack, passes Vince with like the, one of the best passes ever. I hope he got it on the TV show. Makes the pass clean. Makes the pass clean as day. Day going to run a moto, and then somewhere in the back section where I didn't see. Uh, they Vince apparently had the opportunity to fully take him out and didn't do it. You, you there? We lost him. We lost him. All right, get him back on if you can. But uh, maybe Vince took him out. <laughs> I don't. I mean, honestly, uh, like uh, it's Kevin Benoit's brother was way out of line. There's no doubt, and yeah. and the yeah, fans absolutely. are way, the the fans are out of line a little bit. But on I mean, Vince has been playing this stuff with. But like, look, if you're I mean, just race I, I wouldn't do it. It's not my style, but there's nothing. Ill- it's like it's like what they said. He's not doing anything illegal. You can line up next to a guy. Well, can you jack with him in qualifying? Well, fuck. Why not? Why I not? Mean, it's not cool. It's a dick okay, move. But, but w- when you do the dick moves, don't be surprised if there's dick. So lame. 
Don't be surprised if there's dick moves down the line, Ping. That's and that's what I told Vince. D- don't be surprised if there's fans hurling rocks at you. Sure. And mobs forming at your truck. Well, I don't know, but I mean, sure. Like, like you know, the North American Nationals, dude. They're they're not only North American. Man. Galdi's back. No, I'm just saying, Galdi. Vince and I like Vince, and I told him this after Regina. It, it, you, you're pulling these moves on the. You're saying these things on the podium. You're pulling these moves in qualifying. You don't deserve to get taken out by your brother by a br- the lapper. That's out of line. But don't be surprised if shit goes sideways when you're also starting the shit. I I have to agree. I mean, don't you know be I mean? surprised. Like you said, he just kind of kept winding the crank, winding the crank, and then he did it in the worst possible time, right in Cabin's backyard with right. the fans. They all saw it, and they just lynched. Man, they were. Yeah. He was like vampire, and and. Uh, Ping, how can you take just, his side? I'm like, not taking was, his side. I'm not taking his side. He he definitely reaps what he sows. He's done that here. How many people has he blown out here in motos? How many? I mean, he's never been in a title hunt, so jacking was someone. Times to me. Jacking with someone in qualifying doesn't really do anything here, but I mean, when I when I was running Troy's team, he would screw with our guys so much. I, I mean, I hated him, but it's not illegal what he's doing, like getting in your way in practice. It's just a dick move, and I don't th- I don't think it warrants getting blown out or getting rocks rolled at you. I think that Cavan guy should have went over there after a race and punched his freaking teeth out. That's the way it should have been handled in the pits. <laughs> right. Well, funny thing you're saying that. So it was pretty cool this weekend. It was a bit of an old school feel. Uh, JSR, Carl Valancourt, and Mike Treadwell were there. Treadwell actually raced. Uh, he went 17-19 um, in the motos, which is pretty cool. Anyway, so they were all there and sort of sharing their thoughts and feelings on the situation and everything. And, of course, they were in the old school days. And Valancourt said, hey, man, if you don't want to get taken out, you know, sit back and ride in fifth or sixth place. Don't chase the championship. But if you're going to battle for championships, people are going to hate you and want to take you out and take you, mess with your head and stuff like that. That's part of the process. He goes, I used to go into the corner with my legs up all the time because I knew Ross Peterson was going to come in and try to break him. Uh, hmm. So, you know what I mean? It's just, so, so what happened to the second moto, Galdi? You didn't finish. Okay, so at the second moto, they're battling, and Vince gets up the inside of him. I think is that where I left off. Vince gets up the inside of him and, and takes him out or makes the block pass pretty aggressively and – ends up going, like, off the track so aggressively. He goes into the trees. He, he attacked. He made the pass so aggressively. He got off the track into the trees, and they both lose positions. They went from first and second to fourth and fifth. And um, Vince was able to get back going. He ends up finishing second. And then uh, Kevin ends up finishing fifth. He was, he was fully disgruntled and, and really emotional after the race. And he's, like, a really nice, quiet, sort of simple kid, and this whole thing has just got him right flustered. I don't think he's ever really raced the type of attitude or racecraft that what Vince Freeze throws at somebody. <laughs> so anyway, it got really emotional up at the podium. Like I said, so now the podium is just flooded with angry French people. And there, I'm in there. I, I felt like a security at the bar, and the, the <laughs> band was about to come in. They're, I'm like blocking people, can't get in. Robbie Federer finally brings Vince's bike back up, and puts it on the stand. I'm like, hey, man, just go over there and wait. And So we do all the TV interviews. We get everything up. And then Robbie grabs his bike. And just as he grabs the bike to push it away, these two fans are like, take that piece of shit bike and your asshole rider and get the F out of this province. <laughs> and that's when I got into it with these guys. I'm like, hey, man, this is none of your business. Get right. out of here. Don't ever talk to somebody like that in our, in our podium area. That's, you don't know, talk to me. And, we, and next thing you know, I'm getting into it with these French guys. And me and these two French dudes almost go at it right in the podium area. Yeah. We're just screaming at each other and yelling, and so that that stops. 
This is when I grabbed the stand. He, he left his bike stand in the uh, uh, impound. I walk it back to the Moto Concepts, and Danielle Alessi, Mike Alessi, um, the two mechanics, Tony, are literally just sitting there with about 100 French fans right around their entire pit area, just, like, staring at them. And I just walked in there, and I'm like, hey, guys, just like, tell Vince to stay in the truck and make sure somebody stays at the truck here. It's, it's make, just... Look after all the stuff. I'm going to get the track owner. I went and got the track owner. He brought some security over, and then the track owner actually spoke in French and talked to every one of the people and said, if anybody does anything around here, I will call the police on you, and this national will never come back here again. It's just like uh... – I I don't know. It's professional motocross, man. And why are these guys doing this stuff? I mean, you have to expect some of this crazy shit to happen when you bring it like this. I mean, come on, Vince. You know? Why? You're jacking with the guy on the now, let qualifying? Me, let me ask you guys this. You guys are all pro dudes and stuff. Thank you. What If this was a different situation, or sorry, uh, it is a, in this situation, do you think something should happen to Cavan? Bring back Lasergate. Jeff Alessi turns into an idiot. Mike Alessi gets fined and, and points docked, all that stuff. Should something happen to Cavan? And then I also say to you, imagine if this was Jeff Alessi right now that just took out Colton Fasciotti. Right. Well, different story, though, because Cavan doesn't ride for Andy White and Cavan's and Kevin's team. But Right. I mean, right. That, on, was what, that was the one sort of difference. That's right. In this, in but this you're point. right. But if Jeff Alessi but does this, rule, oh, my God. And he even said yeah. at Riders Meeting, you are responsible for your pit area, your family member, your animal. Okay, yeah. Kind of thing, you know what I mean? So in, in some ways, there is responsibility. So should something happen to Kevin in this situation? Now, in our rule book, it doesn't say we can find another guy or we can just make up a rule, and that is uh, um, what the CMRC has said. We are not God. We can't just go and make up a rule and find this dude and, and, make, and, and make up some new stuff. So nothing's going to happen. Uh, but there will be a rule for next year implemented stating all of this stuff about your, uh, doesn't you, matter if it's family, team member, brother yeah. or cousin, friend, you're responsible for whatever is in your pit area. If something like this happens, you will get uh, penalized as JT, well. JT, what do you think? I mean, I, I, I could, I, they can't do it, Galdi, but they, one thing they could do is, is they could give Vince back his points at whatever position he was going to finish until the brother took him out. Well, you there's know. the other problem. Offenbauer was all over Vince on the last lap, so it would have been a well, it whatever. Been second or third. Yeah. I, I, you give him back his points because effectively Cavan has clinched the title. He doesn't need to do much in Walton to win this yeah, title. Yeah, he's got 44, so right. he's got to finish. Like, what do you think, JT? What, what, what would you do? Uh, I, don't, I don't think I would do much with the points. You know, I would, I would punish uh, Carroll or however you pronounce his name uh, harshly. You know, he, he wouldn't be racing the rest of the series. Um, I don't think you can really manipulate the points because you kind of open up, you know, Pandora's box when it comes to that. Right. Uh, you just you make a point to where no one's gonna ever do that again. Ping. Um, well, it, it's just a bad situation. I mean, I've like I said before, I've been involved with lots of shenanigans with Vince Freeze, and I'm not a huge fan because of that. So I can understand Kevin's frustration, and it's not it's not just been me it's been lots of guys so i just not a big fan of the way he goes about things um but at the same time there's no excuse for you know i think the the fans actions either so but 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 again and when you're vince and you're jacking the guy on qualifying you're saying these things on the podium what's he saying he was saying about how he was better than everybody and he's he's, he doesn't he's 
a better rider than the rest of the class. And he's more experienced. He should dominate. He should, and yeah. you guys are all like these beginners things are, compared to him, kind of thing. These these things are going to lead. These guys are all going to escalate to going to Quebec and having fans go nuts on you. He doesn't deserve it. No, but. I agree. I agree, but I don't think that that's justification for it. But at the same time, you should probably expect some retaliation. I just don't think that throwing rocks and no. surrounding a truck and all that, but that, I don't think that's if called you're, for nor acceptable. If you're Vince, but at the same time, you can't go. You know, if, yeah. if Kevin takes you out and, and Moffenbauer takes you out and everyone is just, you know, at every chance you get, they're going to take shots at you, you, you should expect that. Imagine if this is the real world. You know what I mean? This is just some event like after the after the World Series or the NH the Stanley Cup or something, these fans are all outside, they're whipping rocks at the cops, all this every, all these people would be getting in the clink right now. Hey, uh you know, one thing I can't Carol Benoit would be getting fully charged for running a vehicle into somebody. One thing I can't figure out, Golly, is was Mike Alessi and, and this is this is above Mike, I think, but conflicting reports on Mike if he was jacking with Colton or not in after Mike was getting lapped. Well, so Moto One, he breaks his head pipe and um, has to pull into mechanics area to change it. Mm-hmm. Now, when you, of course, the way you look at it, that's exactly what you would think that Michael Lessie went on the track to screw with Colin Fasciati. So when I watch it, I'm watching it, I see him pull on the track, and it's literally at the same time that Fasciati is going by. Mm-hmm. So, of course, right away, everybody's thinking that he's there to jack with it. He, they race. Uh, Colton, I think, assumes is do, he's about to do the same thing. He's trying to jack with him. He brake checks him a couple times, and they, are, they cross lines a couple times. Mike gets by and pulls away. Nothing really seems to happen. Okay, it wasn't maybe a little bit of plan, but nothing crazy. Then all of a sudden, as I'm watching it, because I missed what happened, Mike is behind Colton again. So now I'm thinking to myself, did he just wait for him somewhere? Well, he actually went down in the back as he was charging through the race. Colton passed him back, so Mike had to actually pass him back again. So all of this really did look like right. Mike was okay. messing with Colton, but I believe that he wasn't. Uh, I mean, I, maybe just a little bit when they were there. He's like, "Oh, maybe I can get something here, or something will happen." But I don't. There was nothing intentional or anything I, like I, that from yeah. what I saw, and I could see the major. I watched the majority of the, about the five or six laps that this all took place, and then, but in the final moto, Mike uh, went up and talked to. Gopher Dunes Honda there, Derek. He's like, hey man, how come Colton was jacking with me there? And Diggs was like, what are you talking about? You were jacking with him, and oh, that geez. got a small little heat up going. And uh, um, Jeff Alessi actually stepped in and said, I don't mind, Mike. He's just being silly. He was he they of course they thought you were trying to mess with them and everything. You pulled on right in front of them and stuff. I you know what's funny, man? Jeff Alessi's been hilarious this whole time that he's been up here. Yeah, jacking with somebody like that—that's above Mike. That's Mike's not going to do that. That's why I don't believe I, it. I yeah. really don't think that right. he did. I like I've, he's Mike's been pretty awesome in the series the whole year. There hasn't been anything dumb, or I mean, the track cutting incident Cam Loops was a lot of we're going any direction on that one, I guess. But everything else has been good. He's been great for the series, awesome on the mic, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I don't really think that he was doing that. I, no. I really just I just don't see that right. in my eyes. Well, golly, Motor Concepts has certainly uh, made your season. Very exciting at GuaranteedMX.com. Oh, dude, well, that's the thing, right? These guys come up here, and everybody just assumes it's going to be nothing but drama, drama, drama. It's been pretty solid all year, and then all of a sudden, everything that has happened has revolved around the team and stuff. It's kind of a shame, really, that the brush is painted that way, but it just it just is. It's just painted that way. That you know, there's no, They can't seem to run away with it because it, 
Genova seems like a really good guy. I've, Tony, I call him T-Balls at the races because he's just – I told him that Canadian motocross is going to be therapy, therapy for him because it's just so – it's so laid back. He's going to go down to the States and be so relaxed next summer and, or next winter in Supercross. So you guys are all going to just laugh and not wonder what's happening with him. Yeah, he's real calm. I'd use those words for, for Tony for sure. <laughs> That's definitely words that I would use. Yeah, it's been an interesting year, to say the least, but the race has been good, and when the gate drops and all that kind of stuff, but, man, the the behind-the-scenes stuff has been quite dramatic, and the rules and the the word interpretation being used (laughs) so many times this year, it's, uh, there's a lot of things that are are in the works of being changed to our rule book, Mm -hmm. and the way things are done next year with all this extra drama and the way that people look at the rules and the gray areas and stuff like that, there's a lot of talk going on right now. Do you think, though... I, I guess this could be a dumb, dumb thing to say, and it wouldn't be my first dumb thing I've ever said. But like, Mike's probably not going to win this title. And no, no, he's forty. Yeah, five points down, so with, it's pretty with, much done too. With two motos left, but Mike, yeah. would you say Mike has been the fastest guy? Um, I would say if you laid it all out, yeah, yeah, he has probably been the fastest guy. He has won the most uh, time qualifiers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe he's won the most motos. Um, but consistency wins championships and Fast Scotty's been there every time. But on the weekend in the first moto, uh, up until the before the pipe broke, Fast Scotty was in the lead and pulling away. Mm-hmm. So he was definitely the fastest on the weekend, it looked like. I mean, it's been a bit of give and take. Um, when Mike came from dead last to first at Calgary, that was pretty impressive. Like He had to pass Colton. And he caught him from 30th to right. first before the 50, or right around the 50-minute mark. So, I mean, on paper, I would say that Mike had a, has, a, has a bit of an edge, um, but it definitely wasn't the world-class edge that you thought he was going to have at the beginning of the year when you picked him to win the series. Yeah, no, Colton's been better than I thought, for sure, without yeah. a doubt, on the new bike, on yeah. the new team, and staying away from injury. So, Yeah, um, no, he's, uh, he's been on point for sure. He looks great. The Magic Hondas, as John Nelson calls him. Uh, thanks for coming on, Goldie. Appreciate it. Good, good, good talk. Good drama. <laughs> hey, no problem, um, man. I'm I, glad I could uh, help you guys out. Hopefully, yeah. you're excited the show here, and now I can finally go to bed. Yeah, I just wanted to get the scoop of what went on because I was following Twitter, and it's just yeah, it seemed like it was just it was crazy. It was definitely the craziest event that I have ever been involved in uh, as a worker, rider, oh, wait, fan, we, whatever. Man. We, got, we was, got a we got one call it for was you. Awesome. It'll be one I'll never forget. Hold on, David. David, you still there? Yeah. You want to talk to Goldie? Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, from listening to all this uh, Alessi talks and everything like that, I'm sorry, but my perspective is Canadian moto fans are massive douches that can clean a well vagina because that's just so uncalled for that I hopefully, Galdi, that you call out your fans and tell them to chill out because you are kind of a, a big representation of Canadian motocross. Uh, well, I, I, I did that in my blog on Monday a little bit. I was pretty disappointed in the way the fans acted towards this stuff. I mean, obviously we can't police that. We can't control the fans and what they do. But it, it really does not uh, sit well with a lot of people um, in, in that, on that side of things. It, it definitely went a little overboard on the weekend. Uh, hopefully the people that did it realize that they you know, were doing really, really bad and dumb things. And uh, it's a shame, really, because I really feel like a lot of times when you go to Quebec, the racing, the fans are some of the best in the country. But this right here is going to uh, put a, a bit of a scratch on that uh, nice tattoo that they've had for years because that was a, a really bizarre way to handle a, a situation. But 
as I said, we can't police it, and they took the matter into their own hands. Yeah, I mean, in the end result, a little bit of drama is not bad. I mean, it seems like it's getting a little out of hand, but, I mean, it's going to help you guys grow in the big picture, you know. I mean, it's going to, you know, I I would never even listen to Canadian motocross until this fall kind of started breaking through, and now I'm kind of interested in it, and I've been keeping up with it. Yeah. So... You right. don't just like racing; you just like drama. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Uh, all right, well, Th- thanks, hey. thanks, David. The Canadian promoters ought to just pay the Alessis to keep coming up. Yeah, really, right? Motor, motor concepts. It, it's uh, yeah. Well, what about like Alessi Instagram a photo of the fans flipping them off at Moncton and said you're my inspiration or whatever? How much of that has been going on besides Actually, Quebec? You know what? There's been none of that up until Moncton. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, that's what's been pretty wild. The Canadian fans have been quite. Uh, open and, and and you know uh, enjoying having Mike a part of the series. I don't really feel as if there's a, as many haters up here as there would be in the states. Um, but man, Moncton was there was a lot of haters, which is a well. Then should be really inspired so coming to Walton. Then <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, the East Coast people are so friendly. With, so it was a right. surprise to see that. But man, there were some people that were not happy that that guy was at the track. Yeah. Well. All right, Goldie. Thanks, man. Thanks for filling us in. I appreciate it, guys. You guys have a great evening. We'll uh, catch up soon. GuaranteedMX.com. Ryan Galt. Thanks, man. All right. Bye. See you. There we go. Canadian excitement. (sighs) Craziness. I just, I mean. What the hell happened? People should think about, too, like the Americans, like Danny Laporte, Mike Brown, Brad Lackey, the guys that have been over to Europe for many years. They've got stories, too. Getting hit with fence posts, getting rocks thrown at him, getting bottles thrown at him. This is a not just a Quebec thing only. No, I mean I don't think it I, happens. I was in- telling you during the break. Uh, I went down to Costa Rica once in '93. I think it was before I was even a pro. It might have been '92, and we were racing inside a bull arena, and they would push dirt up against the walls. It was a big circle, mm-hmm. and so they'd push dirt up against the walls and make berms off the walls. I mean, if a guy ever whiskey throttled, he'd went straight up the berm and right <laughs> yeah. into the stands. I mean, the guy could they, they could reach out and hit you. Yeah. And, um, uh, gosh, I forget who the big Costa Rican guy was down there. Ernesto the Fonseca. No, he okay. wasn't even. I, know. I don't even know if he's born then. Right. Uh, Pedro Gonzalez was a big, you know, name down uh, there. No, then. I know the guy you're talking about, the Costa Rican guy. Is it uh, Adrian? Christian. A- Adrian, Adrian Christian. Uh, Christian Adrian. One of those two. Uh, something. Anyway. Adrian Roberts. Adrian Roberts. That's who it is. That's so. It. Sorry. Somebody jacked with him or something, and the fans were throwing throwing stuff. You know, like I mean, they were they'd be five feet from you and, and hit you with whatever they had, and they were peeing into bottles and throwing bottles of urine at, at whoever this was. Nice, nice. I really was like, great. man, that's tough. What the hell did I get myself into down here? <laughs> no, you ever had anything like that, JT? I'm trying. I was trying to think of that whenever. Uh... Ping was telling a story. I don't think that I've ever had anything too bad. Um, no, I can't. Nothing really comes to mind right. offhand. Usually, it's uh, the only thing I ever had happen was I got all my stuff stolen while I, while I was racing. Like I came back to the pits and my mm-hmm. wallet and my camera and like everything was gone. Mexico, so, uh, Guatemala. Uh, there was a lot. But of, then did, they did they you... murdered my they murdered my sponsor. So the next year, so oh well, so that's, <laughs> yeah, I got a little up. bit of that. Yeah. Hey, uh, did you ever do those Mexican races like back in the nineties when we were all going down? 
No, but I've had a few run-ins with margaritas. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you have. I'm sure you have. No, I, I never did those. I, I've only done one race ever in Mexico, and it was uh, that that race that Tortelli put on the Everts and Bill. Oh, right. and everything. oh, when Pedro waxed everybody. Yeah. Yeah, the return of Pedro. <laughs> right, right. Beating everybody, Everts, Tortelli, everybody. Hey, uh, since 1984, Race Tech has been building suspension for the world's Fastest riders are an industry leader in performing in RT, Race Tech High Performance Springs, Gold Valves, G3S Custom Series Shocks. 100% guaranteed and made in USA. Offer do-it-yourself gold valve kits, racetech.com. Let's read a couple emails. Uh, JT, this message is for you. I saw a pick of Antinap's bike from Marshugal and noticed the Weston Pike 40 logo on the airbox. Is Pike helping him out? Uh, I don't know. Maybe that was in the, uh, the rap song Terms and Conditions. For uh, rider of the year, but I I don't I don't, not that I know of. Yeah, no, I think that was just for the rap song. But uh, he's got a new one out, by the way. Yeah, oh, he yeah. does. Uh, Dirt Shark. It's about Dirt Shark. Show me love. Yeah, I'm looking for an email I had specifically for you, JT, but I can't find it. Um, okay. Hold on. Hang on. There's a. To ping. Yeah. What do you uh, got? Any new uh, bike builds going on that you're working on? Who does your bikes, uh, by the way? It's not Racer X that builds them. Is there someone that... I build them. You build them? Some of them. <laughs> um, like the Pro Circuit Peak Bike. Pro Circuit built that one. Okay. But I built the Suzuki. I did the Husky 125. Mm-hmm. Um, I did the Yamaha 250F. Uh, Pete Martini did the Honda 450. Like, we just kind of share, you know, like, mm. we'll have a few guys. I usually do two or three, and then we'll kind of spread the rest of it around. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're kind of done with those for another couple months. Nice. Um, Project 90. We have one bike. One, we have to get a December issue bike. And so, that's what I'm saying. I need a bike, but it has to happen ASAP. Project 90, bro. No, nah, that's not going to happen ASAP. ASAP is possible. Blame the guy on the Nicosil. Um Well, Crack the whip on the dude. He screwed up. Tell him to FedEx that shiz. Have you ridden the KTM 450 ping? Not this year, no. But last year? Last year's, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Big fan of it? Yeah, it's good. I, I don't I don't get along with it, like, super great. It feels big to me. Like, I when I got to get back, the back end feels real wide. Like, mm. There's some things that I don't – it's just okay for me. KTM, back that ass up. <laughs> got a big old booty. Um. Okay. Um, why? Why do you ask, Stephen? Oh, just because JT loves it. He's been going on about how JT great it does is. love it. Yeah. Is the fifteen? I, I, the I like the chassis. I do. I think it's pretty good. But uh, the motor is unreal. That's that's really the the biggest thing for me. I think the bike's pretty balanced. Like I, I like that it's not a real front end heavy, but the motor's insane on that thing. Motor's pretty good. What? I like the Cali motor better. The Cali engine's radical. The Cowie motor? Yeah. It goes. Um, okay, hey, a couple more emails here. Mike from Connecticut. Just a little input on flaggers. Uh, we were talking about flaggers a couple weeks ago. I flagged for MetLife Supercross this year. Uh, it's not a paid position unless a T-shirt pays the bills. And instruction is very brief. Um, keep in mind, I'm a mid-40s successful business owner. Been a motocross fan my whole life. Anyways, I had a blast, but I can totally see how a young flagger could be intimidated by the whole scene. You're standing on the floor of a stadium with 50K screaming fans with your heroes blasting 10 feet away from you on bikes. 
you're probably numb to it, but someone not familiar, I could see how it would make their head spin. There's a lot of action going on, and you are partially responsible for the safety of the riders and the show in general. So, Agreed. We need people like Dig Doug on it, you know, just no, running. Doug, yeah. This guy says, uh, his Mike, he says, good choice with Devin. He's doing a great job, and he seems to care about his job. Good employees are so tough to come by these days. I try Killing to it. I try to kill it everywhere. Did I'm you at. make that last part up? No, but Andy sent this in. Gibbs is beyond annoying. Yes. Super, <laughs> super fan on the air. Never knows what he's talking about. Begs for stuff. Talks out of his ass. Wait, wait, wait. Begs for stuff. When? Just take it up with Andy. Andy, suck it. Uh, this is why I don't hang out with little teenage boys. Zero knowledge, but tons of annoying phrases. Not a teenager. That they stole from killing some dumbass it. celeb. Gibbs is clearly using this to boost his own career. I said killing it because someone killing didn't it, like it. Someone right. gave me shit about saying the word killing it, so I say kill it every time. Well, hey, to piss look, that guy off. Uh, so, Andy, fuck you. Uh, what's his nuts said you were good. Mike said you were good, so we had to balance it with Andy saying you're you're no good. You got to thicken your skin up, dude. Watch, I'm about to get roasted for my hair. Yeah, that's in the voicemails. Is it? It's in the voicemails. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> is it from that Troy Design Lucas Oil commercial? <laughs> no. Why does my hair look like crap with that too? No, it's just different. Thanks a lot, bro. No, I don't care. This has been the uh, the Race Tech emails segment right here. Done and done and done. Uh, Racetech.com. There's privateers everywhere. Private, privateer proven. Racetech. Uh, um, let's take a commercial break. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, we've got voicemails coming up. We have... We did that. We did that. Oh, hey, Steve. Uh, during this commercial, I got some shit I need to beg for. Yeah, I don't think you're really much of a beggar. Tits, was, tits was a beggar. I'm not a beggar. Um, I don't ask for anything. I asked for Kenny for a favor, and I've never asked for anything since. Did Kenny do it? Nope. <laughs> Shocking. Um, all right, JT, you done or you want to come back on? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Thanks for coming on, bud. I appreciate it. Bye, JT. All right. Later, JT. See you guys. All right. Take our last commercial break of the night. That was Jason Thomas, Fly Racing. We'll come back with a little more talk, a little more some voicemails, and a little more Unadilla talk, and i got to run something by Ping to get his uh, feelings on it. Thanks for listening. We'll see you after this commercial. Mafia Moto Crew is an apparel brand based on the behind-the-scenes grit it takes to be a motocrosser. There is a long line of MX racers since the late 70s dubbed the Mafia. They were the baddest of the bad. Mafia riders had no problem riding and racing in the worst of weather conditions. Most of the time, they rode on worn-out equipment without receiving the exposure or respect they deserve nationwide. When it came down to it, Mafia riders were some of the strongest riders and many reached the top level of the sport. This no-quit attitude and determination has made the Mafia a crew of respected standouts. Mafia riders were notorious for undermining authority and they always stuck together. That is what the Mafia Moto Crew strives to uphold today. Rep your crew by placing your order at MafiaMotoCrew.com today and enter discount code PULPCREW at checkout. Rep your crew. The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOSports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. 
check, check. White check. Undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and Lighting Accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, -wheel, and fed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. What makes an Atlas brace unlike anything else? It could be that the unique design sits around your spine and sternum. It might be the carefully engineered flexibility, or because of the adaptive response to natural body movement, or it's that they are easily adjustable in both height and length, or maybe it's because they're available for people of any age, size, and height. Perhaps it's because they are the choice of champions like Jake Weimer and Ryan Villapoto. But maybe it's simply because when you ride, you like to dress for the occasion. Whatever the reason is, there's Atlas, and then there's everything else. For 2014, X-Brand has taken a definitive step forward. With our new Volcano, Phantom, and Limited line, our style now mirrors our unmatched performance in terms of comfort and clarity in all conditions. We've added to our crop of top athletes including Mafia Moto Cruise Enforcer, Nick Way. Also, Crossland Racing's top Jimmy Albertson. Why spend more for a name when you can save money, look great, and enjoy elite optical performance? We offer a complete line of laminates, lenses, nose guards, and zip-offs, so head to your dealer today and demand X-Brand. You can also order direct at eksbrand.com, and Pulp MX Show listeners can enter Pulp Show 14 to save 30% today. Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket motorcycle suspension modification company. For over 30 years, Racetech has been supplying riders, racers, and tuners with the industry's best suspension products, period. Paul Theed has taught most of his competition the ins and outs of suspension. Why does he reveal his secrets? The more you know, the more you'll choose Racetech. The creators of the do-it-yourself gold valve kit, a revalve in a box. 
Visit Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Or check out Paul Thede's Motorcycle Suspension Bible, your guide to everything suspension. Racetech Gold Valves provide a plush feel with drastically improved bottoming resistance, increased traction, control, and consistency. Racetech's high-performance springs are high-performance because they're extremely lightweight for their rates. Use the Pulp MX code to save 20% at Racetech.com. Racetech. In 1973, Don Emler started FMF in his Hawthorne, California garage. 38 years later, that garage is a 90,000-square-foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility where, proudly, everything is still produced 100% under one roof using only the best American material. The only thing more important to us at FMF than winning is our customers. So here's a big thanks to our fellow riders for giving us the 2010 Reader's Choice Award in every major U.S. motorcycle publication. It's the passion that drives us, so thanks for making us number one. FMF, built in the USA, proven on the track. Is your bike missing that final piece of the puzzle? Does it feel like you're just coming up a little short? Can your bike use more power? It's easy to get noticeable power gains throughout the entire RPM range with the Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil. Install one now and you're set for the tracker trail. What this innovative product does is increase the energy at your spark plug gap, which allows more energy to be released in your combustion event. Besides the power increases, you'll get better starting, quicker throttle response, and then expect to be impressed. The Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil is available for two and four strokes, as well as vintage machines. Used by Michael Lessie in Supercross, Matt Lemoyne, Gary Semix, and other top riders. Black Ops Moto is happy to provide the Pulp MX Show listeners a 15% discount off their order if they call in and mention Pulp MX. Dealers and distributors are also welcome. Check us out at blackopsmoto.com and like us on Facebook. Learn what others have discovered and feel the instant improvement for your bike. Hey, 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 W-E-E-U. Now that I got your attention, let's talk about wheels. WUSA, based in Orange County, California, the nation's leading supplier of high-quality wheel sets for some of the best teams in the sport. They carry the top brands like Talon, Kite, DID, Excel, as well as Galfer and Brembo Brakes. All the W wheels are built by the same guys, that build Chad Reed's wheels. Whether you have a new bike or looking for a set of new race wheels or a backup set of wheels, W can get what you need. Complete wheels are not in the budget. Let W rebuild your stock hubs with their OE spoke and nipple kits and a quality rim like DID or XL. WUSA, used by Reed, Rocks, and Millsaps, Anderson, Millsaps, Anderson, Dunton, Grant, Internet, Peters, Partridge, Freeburg. They all use and trust W for all the wheel needs. If they trust W, why don't you? Don't buy a, a set of cheap wheels just because you paid $500 for a set of wheels. You're not going to put those on your bike. They're not that good. Really, seriously. WUSA.com. Anything you need. Cool colors. Better strength. They've got it. And they've been proud supporters of the Pulp Mech Show for many years now. And we thank those guys. WUSA.com. Do it.
Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. All Vortex Racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you. Enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 7075 T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know these bars can take the abuse you'll give them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pop MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email Jake at VortexRacing.com with the promo code PULP2014 or call him at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track. Show presented by BTOSports.com. The great David Pingree in studio. Thanks to BTO Sports, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, X Brand Goggles, Atlas Neck Braces, Vortex Racing, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Works Connection. Ping, Works Connection. I mean, come on. It's legit. Stop it. Stop it. I mean, only use that stuff if you want your bike to look badass or work better. Otherwise, I wouldn't mess with it. Starting device, second to none. Radiator braces, second to none. Clutch, yeah. clutch purchase. Your clutch stuff, engine plug stuff, axle blocks, all that stuff fits Fits better than anything else you're going to get. looks better. Those guys kill it. FMF Racing, the official pipe of the Troy Lee Designs team. Yep. Still a shocker to me to see that. Still shocking. Yeah. A lot of things are going to change over there, though. Yeah, KTM's out here. It's crazy. A Cherubis, Tech One Designs, custom stickers, uh, custom hats, t- pit shirts, Tech One Designs, 810 Solutions, Rhino Global Products, Brat Bars, uh, the number 810solutions.com, W Wheels, Black Ops Moto, 
Mafia Moto Crew, Guts Racing, and Optrix all on board with us. Don't forget, email P Sundell, S U N D E L L, at optrix.com. We're giving away a case tonight. Pulp Mech Show presented by BTO Sports. Attach your dog shots. Extra <laughs> points. Extra points. You know that. Doesn't have to be your own. Just find a picture and send it. <laughs> Just, yeah, it could be anything, right? <laughs> right? Uh, hey, um, uh, 702-586-7857. You can call in any time and leave a voicemail. Uh, with a week off last week, we had a shit ton of voicemails to go through. And uh, they weren't all good. No. No, there were some really bad ones. Really Nasty. terrible ones. If you're going to call people, make your point quick. You know, you, when you ramble you on. ramble, I know. Yeah, I just when you start rambling, I just stop. I'm, I, I, I'm over it. Make your point. Tell me what's good or bad. Tell me what you want on your mind and hang up. Stop rambling. Mm. No one wants to hear the rambling voicemails. Uh-uh. Devin, if we get one complaint about the show, it's voicemails. People don't like the voicemails. Oh, without a doubt. So, but I like having the voicemails because I like having the listeners have a voice. Mail. Just make it good. Just shut the hell up. Maybe, maybe give them a time limit. 20 seconds and you're done. And if it's longer than 20 seconds, uh, we hang. We, we do that it. with the expert on goggle segment and JT just rambles on and no one says nothing. Well, yeah, but these people can form their thoughts before they call. Good point. Yeah. You're asking us to answer on the spot. Yeah. True. JT likes to waffle. I like to think it out. You know? Yep. All right. Uh, 702586 Pulp. Here's the best of the voice mails this week. Hey, guys. I'm listening to the archive right now, and um, JT keeps talking about how fast the production KTM is. Um, I would like to know how it compares to a, to a factory bike. Um, not currently, obviously, the factory would be faster. But how many years back would he have to go so that the production bike now matches a factory, let's say, five years ago or two years ago or how far back does he have to go for current production to match the um, the factory on, on an engine level and suspension and all of that? Thank you. What do you think, Ping? The the factory bikes with well, production bikes are pretty damn good nowadays. Production bikes are great. I think there's engines now that would rival what the first four strokes were like. Yeah, no problem, no question. Yeah. I don't think suspension production suspension is going to ever get to where work suspension's at though you know what i mean yeah. like it's just the parts are better i mean you could go back to they're, they're, early 90s i would say the work stuff then would work better than production stuff now yeah they're and bi- it's hard to compare two stroke four stroke but yeah wouldn't you say that i mean that's yeah except the works forks and shocks that we had at yamaha in the early 2000s they weren't that anything special really they were lighter weight titanium we had an extra bushing in there you usually have one bushing this was two bushings. Um, they were bigger, so they had more oil, which more oil is always good. Um, they're kind of just your – they weren't even twin chamber. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But uh, you know what I would love to do? What's that? Uh, I would love to get on an 85 Works Honda the last year, the full Works bikes. How good was there? How good were those? You know? I think what? they got one that runs down at Honda? Uh, probably. How good were those compared to like a... Make it happen. Let's 02, do a story. 02 YZ252. There's story. our next feature, dude. Let's do it. You make it happen. I don't think Honda would... I don't know. 
Can I ask, right? Yeah, we'll say, say, hey, we'll take out a 15 450 and your 85 works bike. Do a bitching story on it. You would think, though, if they'd run, they, we would have saw them at a test at some point by now. Maybe no one's asked them. Probably. All right. Be cool. Do it. All right, I'll ask. I'll ask Bentley. Bentley. Ask Bentley. How about Trey Kennard putting on KYB stuff this weekend? I know. I, it surprises me they hung in so long with that stuff if they weren't liking it. Yeah. Barsha, I tweeted that, and Barsha tweeted me, and it's went, interesting. As a guy who's struggled with his bike a he little bit. He hated that. He hated that stuff. Yeah. So. All right, next, next, next voicemail. Hey, Steve. Good show. I just finished listening to it. Hey, uh, bro, you need to talk to your Canadians. They're, uh, they're not really that great. Sound like idiots. And, uh, this last show really, yeah, tasteful. But, uh, <laughs> hey, man, good show. Kicking ass. Um, look forward to it every freaking week. Too bad you have to take time off to have a real life. But, uh, yeah, thanks a lot for the show. Uh, Daniel Blair, dude. Man, that guy's short. <laughs> hey, guys. Um, what what was that guy's point? I I I think uh, I I I don't know I don't know. I don't know why I left. What's it in he there. talking Actually, about? I, I, I don't Canadians. Know. We had some Canadian. We had a Canadian caller last week. He was kind. He's kind of called a few times. He doesn't really have anything to say. He just wants to stay stay on the phone. And he's full on Canadian. Like sounds like gold, mm. you know. But um, oh, okay. Uh, Sinjin, we 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 dropped you. We didn't get to you earlier. We're really, really yeah. I didn't. I didn't want to hang around with the for the dumb Canadian guy. Okay, what's up? Um, what's going on? Uh, my question. I don't know if you guys covered it earlier. I've been listening tonight, but uh, with uh, Durham, have you heard if he's? I know you were talking before if he was going to Troy Lee, maybe uh, if they were switching to KTM, or you were also saying uh, him and Beerman. Well, uh, uh, I heard Troy Lee. Did you hear that, uh, Pinger, for Durham? No, like you, like not going to happen, or you just no, didn't no, hear? No, no. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, right, but... right. Um, yeah, and then and then uh, Nate, the guy we had on earlier, Shorty's mechanic, told me that he knows Darren well, and Darren said that him, Tyler Behrman might be forming a team together. I don't know what team. Uh, that, be. That, team free, that, team free that ride. <laughs> I mean, like that Behrman kid. Like, well, first of all, he's kind of a prick, you know, to things out with like Dirt Shark and all those idiots. But uh, like that kind of sucks because Durham's like. You know, obviously, super skilled. I think his career will go to shit if he goes on a team with Beerman. Yeah, I agree. Would it really be a team, anyways? Who knows? I don't know. Durham uh, deserves that, that, Durham deserves a good shot with somebody. But he's go. had a yeah, shot. He's been on that team three years. No, I know, but I, like I, I'm like a B team. He he needs a B team. Like he was on a B team. Uh, That's what got him to the A team. God, you're hard tonight. Well, you're harsh tonight. Jesus, look, man. you get three years, and if you only. Put in a handful of races, and none of them. But he were good. won one of them. He won one of them for for Mitch Payton. Where? St. Louis. What year? Two years ago, he won a main event. What race was that, Sinjin? Do you remember what what city? I don't. I don't even remember him winning. To be honest with you. Oh, you guys. Yeah, he won a main event. I don't remember it. I think you're wrong. Payton and I are right. But God, dude, what's going on with Jimmy? Too. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, I'm getting really <laughs> like pissed. What is going on, Sinjin? You tell us. You're the pro. He, You're the Jimmy okay, Owens pro. What the hell he, happened? He he's better than Lemay. What the hell? Like like nothing against Lemay. That dude is a good dude. But like he he should be where I think he's right around a Lemay kind of kid. Like you know like he should be around uh, ten to fourteen. And and he's not getting there. And 
Like, what the hell happened this weekend? Like, 24th? Well, he put in a 24-33 for 36th overall. <laughs> yeah, what was he doing? Fucking Georgia on the sideline? Well, I can't uh, blame him. Darren Durham, <laughs> Darren Durham won uh, New Orleans. Two years ago. Uh, whatever. In, yeah, was- uh, Darren Durham won New Orleans, yeah, two years ago. I'm just getting the... Uh, the final thing here. Uh, yeah, two, 2012. One New Orleans. Okay, but more importantly, have you talked to Jimmy Steve? Like, what what, what happened? <laughs> Dude, I talked to Jimmy, and he I, he said, I'm glad you're not going to ask me to interview you. And I'm like, no, I'm not. It, it didn't go well. So, no, Did I'm he, not. Was he crashing or what? Like, I, No. I, I, is he having trouble adjusting to that bike? I haven't really talked to him since he – He loves the bike. Really? I feel bad for Sinjin because as a super fan, you really do like put your whole heart and soul yeah. into your person, and when like, they suck, you're like, like "Fuck!" I, I I feel like a dick, you know. Like I don't even want to like text him after the races. I can't say good job because he's not doing a good job, <laughs> and, and I just I just sit here miserable. I mean, I put my anger out on you know I was pissed at you on Twitter. I just I don't know where to put my anger anymore. Are you spitting in people's food still? No, I I'm actually paying. I'm actually working on becoming a firefighter. Nice. Good luck with yeah. that. I'm, I know it's it's years, but I volunteer and do EMT and stuff like that. But uh, but yeah, it's just it's it's just miserable this Jimmy thing. Yeah, I don't know, man. I know our, we got raining yellow. He's he's in the dumps right now. I mean, he's ready to commit suicide. And you're upset about Jimmy and Moser. Hey, look and, at look at the upside. He beat Chad Reed this weekend. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> okay, oh, okay, good. All right, I mean, good, good thing. That's a national champion. <laughs> He's yeah. putting it to All a right, national well, champion. <laughs> Boom. What's up? Well, this weekend. It I hasn't mean, it, it hasn't been going good for Jimmy, and I, and I understand. And, and he's one of my favorite guys in the pits. But we can't. I mean, do you yeah. think that motorsport ride the, with the, you know, the fucking big rig, the rig and all that, like, do you think that he's going to have that next year Supercross? I mean, are, is, are these results going to make motorsport be thinking, like, why are we going to put money into him? Well, uh, no, I, th- I think he's all fine. I think That's he's good for that. Yeah, I think he's good for that. Uh, okay, it just worries me. I mean, and again, I don't want to sound like I'm bashing Jimmy, but he's just better than this. You know, I'm like a parent. I know hey, I know he's better than this. Sinjin, in 1985, I was convinced. If you anything about Jimmy, fuck you. In 1985, I was convinced that Mark Barnett had just gone, had a bad year in 84, and he had switched to Cowie, and it was he's back in 125 class where he excelled. And he is going to dominate the 125 Nationals like no other because he's Mark, no, like Mark fucking Bomber Barnett. And I was a little kid in Canada, and of course we didn't have the internet. We had nothing going. We had nothing, you know, to show us these mag- except for months old magazines. And Bomber was getting like eights and ninths, and there wasn't even they didn't even talk about him. We didn't even talk about him. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> what? Yeah. Why is he winning? What's happening? <laughs> like he's three time yeah. national champion. And the cow. And, and what was happening? Well, years later, I found out that he was just like he his knee was sore and he was over it. But I mean, at the time in Canada, I'm like, what is going on with Mark Barnett? And no one could tell me. So I, I feel yeah, your pain. I'm, well, I don't think you know that you weren't uh, a Jimmy fan like I, like Barnett. Like you, you weren't close to Barnett. I'm close to Jimmy. I mean, well, I, no, there was no janky radio shows for me to call in and leech onto them and get invited <laughs> to a Super Bowl party. That is true. So, okay, all right. Have a good night, you guys, and see give, me, give him a big kiss this weekend for me. All right, see ya. All right, Pookie, I brought you up here to listen to one of these voicemails. One of them are for uh, you, and okay. one of them is for Pinger. If they mention being gone for four days, I'm going to be very upset with you. Uh-oh. Maybe we should. Motherfucker. Maybe head downstairs, <laughs> then. <laughs> maybe we maybe <laughs> just wrap this show up early. Okay.
Hey guys, just listening to last weekend's show, or last week's show, uh, just wondering what the hats off device is for your helmets that you guys are talking about. Sounds like you can't ride without it, or race without it. Talk about that. I feel peace. Thing? The hats off device is uh, mandatory in pro racing. It's a little uh, deflated bladder that sits at the top of your head underneath your helmet liner between your EPS and the liner. And there's a little tube that runs down and connects down or has a connector down at the bottom. So if you have a crash where maybe you have a spinal cord injury, especially your neck, cervical area, they can attach that to a CO2 cartridge under your chin strap, and as they inflate that bladder, it pushes it off the top of your head without pulling any traction on your neck. So, you know, in, in a, a trauma where there's suspected C-spine injury, that's the biggest problem is getting a helmet off. Like, how do you pull a helmet off somebody without pulling on their spine and uh, potentially doing more damage? So this device is meant to eliminate the need to pull on the helmet. It kind of pushes it off uh, without creating any any more pressure pressure on the cervical spine. So. All right. So there you go. There you have it. Wolfram X, what's up? I had a question. You guys talked about Ryan Villapoto selling his practice facility and his residence in Florida. I'm pretty sure he still has a house in Newport or somewhere in Southern California because I remember he liked Javier's, which is really good, by the way. But have you heard about where he's going to end up? Like, is he going to go to Alaska and just shoot Kodiak bears for the rest of his life or maybe move to Colorado and team up with a Tomax? Uh, anyway, it's be interesting to see what if you guys know anything about where he's headed for retirement. Thanks, bye. I've been wrong on this a whole bunch repeatedly, so I'm probably still wrong. But now I hear that he looks good to go to Europe. Yeah. So should be interesting to see how he does. If he goes to Europe, does he win that title? Uh, I don't know, man. I don't think it's as easy as anybody thinks. No way. I I actually reached out to uh, to Villapoto. Uh, in the text message. Um, okay, Ping, here, here's what I... You can, vouch for, you can vouch for this text message near the, end, near the bottom there. Um, wh- <laughs> what do I say? Uh, what WTF are you doing next year, bro? Right. And he and has he, a video of him driving <laughs> RC cars. Right. <laughs> and that's it. That's, that's the end of the communication. <laughs> so he is racing RC cars. That's, that's, that's it. So... Villapoto's awesome. Don't think I didn't ask, people. Don't think I didn't ask. What do you think, Ping? Does he win the title out over there if he goes over there? That's crazy um, talk. If he goes over and he I, – I don't see him going anywhere, racing anywhere, if he's not going to commit 100%. He's not an idiot. Right. I don't know why he would go to Europe. Like it's, it's, <laughs> it's, I, it, I, no, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. It boggles my mind that he would – that would even be a consideration. But yeah, if you, he's going to do it – I. I mean, like he said in that text, he's raced those guys at the Donations or, yeah. you know, he's seen them. Oh, you were scrolling knows. through my other texts. Well, I looked up a little bit. <laughs> like, um, he, he knows. But, but here's but, the thing. If he wins, everybody goes, of course you won. You're Ryan fucking exactly. Villapoto. If he loses, they're like, you suck. Like, what's the upside? And the money isn't going to be incredible. I mean, he's got a $3 million deal here in the U.S. I don't Maybe get somebody's going to pay him that much up there. Up there? It's your Over there. I promise Whatever. you, I, I don't understand a bit of it. I mean, I know he's buddies with Rattray, and that's what I've heard is he's going to go and live with yeah. Rat Tyla, and they're going to have a little European trip. Yeah. I, I get it, dude. <laughs> You're going to fight bad weather, riding in the mud all year. 
having Caroli up your ass. You know how hard Caroli's going to try? This would be like right. This is his chance to redeem every GP champion yeah. since the early 80s. Yeah. I'm with you. I, is, that I, my water? I, is that my water or your mine. water? That's mine. Don't touch it. Where's my water? Oh, wait a sec. No, my, that's my water. Which one? I had water left. Did I drink yours? Did I get your <laughs> nasty lips? <laughs> we basically just French kissed. We did. <laughs> wow. Wow. Crap. That uh, means I've kissed Pookie probably too. Then. Uh, <laughs> shit. Here we go. I had Pookie's popcorn. Uh, yeah, yeah, you did have Pookie's popcorn. Let's it's go. Delicious. This message is for Pookie. Listen to your young lady. This message is for you. I may be old, but I still know bad behavior when I hear about it. You need to treat your husband with more respect and stop acting like a bimbo. <laughs> Only a bimbo would leave his husband at home and go running around with girlfriends. Drinking and spending money and doing God knows what else with all those disgusting men out there. So, you listen here, young lady. Go apologize to your husband now and never, ever go slutting around in Las Vegas ever again. Steve is a very nice man. Shame on you. Mm-hmm. Hi, Steve. Yep. I was warning you. Yeah. First of all, he's not that nice, okay? Second don't, of all, don't be I didn't know around. sledding around. The computer lady has spoken. <laughs> whatever that, that means, whatever that is. Have you, did you hear the other ones uh, that that guy has left? No. Uh, he's like, that's the third one, but he's kind of computer generated thing. Yeah, pretty funny. Yeah, but, hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> well, stay tuned because this one's coming up for ping right away. So. <laughs> I was wondering your thoughts on if James Stewart is out for Supercross, huh. whether or not Yoshimura loses the quote unquote factory moniker. And it goes to RCH Racing. Thanks a lot. Yeah, we talked about this already. Mathis, what's up? This is Ryan up in New York. Um, This question really doesn't have much to do. This isn't even a question. This is a comment. I just got done watching the Supercross video on racetracks.com, the day one video. And David Pingree is your host in that video. And what I want to know is what the fuck is he doing with his hair? He seriously looks like a poodle. I don't know. I know, you know, short on the side, long on the top things kind of in right now. But what are you doing thing? You look like a small poodle that just got out of the groomer. So, uh, yeah. Um, anyway, that's all I really wanted to say. I love Ping as a co-host, but, uh, man, you got to do something with that haircut, bro. This guy. First of all, let me take style tips from a guy that lives in upstate New York. No, bro. Did he say that? Yeah, he's from New York. You can tell. He said he's from New York. (laughs) He did? Yeah, he did. Second of all, that was at the end of the day. I'd done two motos. The wind's blowing. I was sunburned and ready to go home. I had to shoot that video. And the wind's blowing it like Bill Murray's hair in Kingpin. It was, like, blowing up (laughs) sideways. I did. I look like an asshole. I'm not going to lie to you. It wasn't my best hair. <laughs> wow, I really thought this was going to go in the other direction, but no, I mean, at the end of it, it's like I, uh, I look like an asshole. Yeah, I mean, it's, what do you want me to do? I didn't bring styling products and a brush out to the track. Right. And hey, Jackass, I just got done motoing down. Yeah. Does your wife cut your hair? Yeah. Yeah, she wouldn't do you wrong. That's the same haircut JT and Jimmy have right now. And JT knows what's up with the style. Come on, bro. I don't know. You know, he keeps it right and tight. fancy jeans. With his $400 pants. With those jeans? Yes. Really? Yes. H2T, head to toe. He's on point. 
always because, you know, he's always macking. I disagree. Every time I, I see JT fancied up, and I, I've never really done the f- official test. I don't have any kind of yeah. charts or graphs right, I can show you. Right, right. <laughs> I feel like he just pours on the cologne. Like he smells so <laughs> potent. No, I don't I don't notice that. No? I don't. I mean, okay, I'm not, the I'm next not... time he's fancied up, I want okay. you to cruise by and just get I've a never whiff. noticed it either, but. Poogie, have you? Yeah. Doesn't he look like he would be, though? You think yeah. all those, all the embroidery and the things going on with the hair and this. <laughs> you know, he's just all psh, one square, two. Psh, 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 I don't know. Psh, I can't get over the $300 jeans, $400 <laughs> jeans. I still have trouble with that. Like, bro, like, just spend 80 bucks on yeah. jeans. It's the same thing. They're blue and they're jeans. <laughs> you know? I don't know. Any other voicemails? Hello, Steve. This is uh, One Lug Larry here. I was calling to to make a comment, I guess. Um, you guys talk quite a bit about, a, you know, I guess you'd call it a writer's union, all the writers getting together, and how only if the top writers band together would it work. And I know it's been a few weeks since it's been brought up, but um, I keep thinking every time somebody brings it up and talks about it and they – go back and forth about whether it will work or won't work and the only ways it would work. Uh, back in 95, nobody brings up about that race when all the top riders did get together except for the great Jeff Emig, and that's how he got his first 250 Supercross win. Were you at this race? Yeah. Okay. I got a podium. All right. I mean, isn't that a perfect, perfect example of it yeah. will not work? I got a podium. Um just want to hear your guys' thoughts on it. No if deal. you guys yeah. have, I shit the you know, I listen to every show, and I've never heard anybody bring that race up, you know, as an example. So I'm just wondering what your thoughts on it. I know uh, uh, Jason Thomas wasn't around quite yet, but maybe he was at the races, some, you know. And just, what do you guys think of it? All right, thanks. Bye. Well, what is... was going on behind the scenes there? There was a bit of a. Unruh- yeah. So the lights went out. Something broke in the lighting system. They. Delayed it for hours. They brought in all these portable lights, lit it up, and it was super dark. It was like riding at Star West, you know, mm. at night, which is, I guess yeah. that doesn't mean anything unless you live close to Star West. It was crappy I'd, lighting. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, w- it wasn't necessarily about the lighting, but Jeremy was pissed that they were not listening to the riders. And there was a not lot about of, this night, but sort of all year. Yeah, this was, yeah, it yeah. wasn't like that was the, right. the one thing that he would put his foot down. Yeah, he yeah. just said, you know, you guys don't ever listen to us. You know, we're, we don't have a union. Albertine was trying to get one going at the time. and um, You were just happy to be there. You weren't really. I was just getting on the scene. I, I don't <laughs> right. you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm racing. Like, <laughs> Mitch isn't going to not let me race. <laughs> right. Have you seen the guy in the wheelchair? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, Jeremy just was basically making a point. Yeah. You know, he'd already wrapped. He didn't need to be racing. You know, he was yeah. like, whatever. And um, Circle ball he ball rallied ball. a few guys around him, and everybody kind of agreed. When they had this big delay, he kind of tried to get everyone together. Right. And um, I don't know if Jeff said, yeah, I won't race either, and then he did, but he did race. Yeah. And, well, all uh, of Yamaha raced. Yeah. I think Dowd, too. Or, did he? Yeah, yeah. I, I'd have yeah. to go back and see. I just yeah. know that was Emick's first win. Right. It was kind of. Do you, remember, remember, do you remember other guys being pissed at him? At Emig? Yeah. Mm. Or were you too hammered by it? No, you know, it's funny. I went to the after party. Jeremy had an after party in some hotel, and there was a big sign on the door that said, no race talk. Like, oh, yeah? Before he came in. Yeah. Like, so they didn't 
no one wanted to talk about it or get into it right. or anything. So. Okay. Dave, what's going on, man? Welcome to the show. What's up? What's up? Well, I've heard you ask many different people about their incomes, and I was just curious about how much you make a year through all the different stuff you do. I've I've given this number out before, Dave, on the show. Have you? I have. I'm glad you're you're not really a listener if you haven't heard it. I don't think I have before. And who do I ask all about their money? What? When? Where? Where do you think that I ask all about the money? Ask many people what oh. they make and stuff. I've heard you before. What do you think I make, Dave? Um. Through all the the different things you do, I I I would say over six figures. Come on, bro. Are you serious? Yeah. I drive a Ridgeline. <laughs> you okay. do have a lot of jobs, though. I do have a lot of jobs. Yeah. Yeah. But you, mm-hmm. do you know who's sitting in my studio right now? <laughs> the most expensive co-host we have. Oh yeah. Right there. Berluti. <laughs> no, Pingree. <laughs> Oh, Pingree. I don't make six figures, Dave. I really don't. I, I wish I did, uh, but uh, I'm shy of that. Okay. So, um, you know, I mean, the maybe maybe everything all together is more than six figures, but I, we, this show mm-hmm. is pretty expensive to run, and everybody payroll. everybody gets paid. Pulpamex has four guys on payroll. Uh, Devin oh, yeah. takes half the money right off the top. Um, so, like, <laughs> Pookie takes the other time. half. Yeah, Pookie like, spends quite a bit when she goes out. For four days, yeah. Slut, slutting so it up. So uh, no, there's a lot of there's a lot of cost, but for sure I'm doing great, man. I'm not I'm not complaining. I would think in the media world I'm probably one of the you know guys making more of a living at it than killing it. You know than yeah. other dudes. I mean, there's there ain't it's tough in the media world, man. Ping, you got out of it. Yeah. I mean, you're you were like I gotta get to something yeah. else. <laughs> there's no future. I don't know what the hell you're doing. <laughs> right, right. So well, it's not. I mean, it, it's it's hard work, yeah. and, like, you can never stop, you know, like... No! No, you can't! Yeah, like you were telling Nate earlier, there's no you work medical. seven days a week. Well, so do you. Yeah. Well, there's no medical. There's no retirement. There's the pays. It's okay if you work your butt off, but it's not awesome. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I mean, it doesn't stop. I, You're right. You it know? doesn't. Not, yeah. You get a weekend off here and there, Yeah. but it's really seven days a week. And even the off season's not much of an off season. Yeah, I'm just like Dave. I'm All like right. a, I'm like I'm like Thank a chubby you. hamster on the wheel, just <laughs> going and going and going. Uh, but thanks for calling, man. Appreciate. It. Thanks for listening. Yep, no problem. All right, I've had that question a few times from people. How much you make? Yeah, I don't really care. I'll put it out there. But bro, you're signing autographs at the races. <laughs> you're a superstar. Yeah, I've signed autographs too. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> You actually signed autographs yeah. at Washougal? Uh, no, not at Washougal, but I took oh. a lot of selfies at Washougal. <laughs> <laughs> the selfie is the new autograph. I think it is, yeah. I think it is, too. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Um, autographs right. are uh, that's an antiquated deal. Before we wrap up, Ping. Will uh, they start selling tickets for a selfie line? Won't even be posters and autographs. Just yeah, be good point. Think about, coming. like, think about too, like, uh, you're right. Like, those riders, they're nonstop. They're not just signing anymore. They're stopping for cell phone cameras, like yeah. photos. Oh, yeah. Selfies and new autograph, bro. And what happened to those little, like, pocket-sized digital cameras? They're just done. Pay oh. phones and those things are just done. Gone. 
just gone. We don't need them anymore. It's either you have an iPhone or you have like a top of the line Nikon. Yeah. Those are your cameras. Yeah, right, exactly. You're going between. Mm-mm. Uh, all right, before we wrap this up, Ping, uh, we're going to do a podcast with you and uh, Chris Kiefer later on about the new models and all that once we get going. But uh, what you've been on a tear lately with Racer X and these new bikes, what's, what's impressed you? What's caught your eye? I mean, uh, there's not a whole lot of changes these days, but. Well, there, there, there is a lot of changes. Some oh, okay. of it's gimmicky. Um, some, some's not. I, I was really impressed with the new Cowies. And um, a lot of their changes are geared towards making the bike adjustable to, to a wider range of riders. Um, you know, they've got the bars now have four different positions. You can flip the clamp around, and then the bars yeah. have two positions. The bars yeah. have two positions. So, right. so you can move it forward or back if you're tall or short. The foot pegs are now adjustable, five millimeters up and down. Mm-hmm. Um, there's different maps that you, with the push of a button on some of the new bikes, mm-hmm. you can literally scroll through different maps and see what you like. You can uh, upload your own maps into it so that you can sit there and if you have the technology to create a couple of yeah. fuel mappings that you like, you put them in there and then you can just go, oh, I, Glenn Hill and I like this one. Right. I like two down at Paris, you know what I mean? And it's as easy as pushing a button right there. I, I think some of that's a little too... At least I can't imagine the the weekend right. warrior getting into that. I, I almost think they're just gonna not even, they're gonna pretend it's not even there. Oh, for sure. Yeah. There's like uh, the the start control now is on a couple different bikes where you it's supposed to retard the timing a little bit so you can get off the gate. And then once you shift, it's the fine. Third gear, it pops off. I didn't say anything. You gave me the look. No, I didn't. I said retard. Retard. No. Time. Retard. <laughs> no, just what? the Easy. Wo- just the word itself. You know, I'm very PC around She's, here. Yes, it's. There's no other word for that. I'm, 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 I'm defending you. That's why I you. didn't say anything. I'm defending you. <laughs> I argument. didn't give him a look, it's but argument. he looked at me because he was waiting you for the You gave look. me a look like, what? Not true. What did he just say? This argument's retarded. All right, anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what else? Oh, the Devin. Air Fork. <laughs> the yes. Air Fork's another thing, man. You know, um, I'm just not sold on those things. Cowie, Honda, Suzuki all come up with this new triple air chamber. Yeah. The Showa guys swear that it's a much better fork, much better front end traction. Um, the, the triple air with the uh, rebound being in air too now. Exactly. Well, there's right. a, there's three chambers, yeah. right? So yeah. uh, but the, an the, inner, the, an outer, and a, a negative new, chamber. The new chamber is the initial plush uh, part of the fork, I believe, <clears throat> which used to be oil. Now That's it, your negative chamber. Yes. Your, yeah, your yeah. negative chamber. So, yeah, that, that – that adjusts your initial, the inner chamber adjusts your uh, bottom part of the stroke, and then your outer is ride height or something. Okay. I have to look. I got I got charts and graphs. They hand you all this information right. about it. And I think that it, it will work better. There's definitely more adjustability between all between the three chambers, and, and each of each of them have a, a certain function of where they work in the stroke. And then you've got compression and rebound clickers still. Yeah. On top of that, I mean. You can, if you take the time and you know what you're doing, you can get that fork to work probably better than you could a spring fork. And yeah. it's lighter. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. But I think the problem is now you've got three chambers you've got to check the air pressure on before you ride every yeah. time. Yeah. Because if it's off, even a half a pound, your oh. feel's totally off. Yeah. I mean, I got buddies that don't set their sag. I know. That's what I'm saying. I like, think the average guy who just likes to put gas in it and jump on and go. He can't do that they're, anymore. They're not going to like this stuff. Right. 
And it's going to have to change because the fork will be so bad right. if you let the pressure drop. <laughs> right. You're going to come in right away and go, what the heck? You right. know, this right. sucks. So it's going to change the way people ride. They're going to have to put a little more time into it, and that's going to bump some people out. But right. the, the nerds that love to sit there and tinker, they're going to get a kick out of it. So there's that. So really uh, the theme of 2015 bikes is just technology. I think so. Yep. And the Cowies you liked. I did like the Cowies. And yep. I like the adjustability because, you know, a lot of times the bikes kind of suit. You know, the Cowies always suited a taller a rider. A taller guy, yeah. They've always been a bigger bike. Yeah, I used yeah. to get on them and I just felt like, man, I feel like I'm just stretched out. My, right. You know, I, I, I could never get comfortable on them. And it seems like the cockpit's so shrunk a little bit. Did the jerky guys at Cowie build it for you when you before you got on? No, it was oh. stock. I wrote oh, the okay. stock positioning. So I think what they've done is shrunk the cockpit down a little bit. Yeah. And then but, giving you. Yeah, because the pegs are up and the bars are back right. in the standard position. Mm-hmm. So if you're a big tall guy, you just push them forward and drop the pegs, and now you're back to kind of the old traditional yeah, cowie yeah. feel. Yeah. And so everybody's happy. And I, I think that's a great idea. You know, it didn't cost them a lot to do it or whatever. Right. And um, it gives you a lot of options. So between that and the maps and um, all that kind of stuff, I think it's a, I think they've done a, a good job of trying to appeal to a bigger, broader audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of it is ignition mapping, which too, uh, that's another thing. I didn't think that would make such a big difference, but the new Suzuki, yeah, the new mapping on that thing. And that's really all that was changed to the engine. And it's so much snappier. Like some people may even think it's too much, Yeah. but before like, uh, in stock trim, I was always between gears. I had to go up, a, up a tooth on the sprocket or down. Mm-hmm. Um, and I usually go up cause in second I would be chugging in tight turns, you know? Yeah. And when I went to get on it, it was just it wasn't that it hesitated, but now it's super crisp and snappy and really connected to the rear wheel. And the only thing they did was ignition. Only thing that's the only change they made, performance wise. Right. The yeah. exhaust is a little different, yeah, I think, but, but something hmm? super minor. And I think that was done in conjunction with the mapping, right. you know. Hmm? But uh, let's see what else. Haven't ridden the Honda 450. That intro's in that's September. Up, yeah. yeah. I and guess Canard's uh, going to be out for that one, right? That's what I've heard. Yeah. And then. Uh, not gonna get Barsha. Not gonna get Barsha. Come on. I don't think so. <laughs> hmm. Yamaha's. I uh, haven't ridden the Yamaha 450 yet. I don't know if it changed or not. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, and then the KTM's. Nothing. We haven't ridden those yet either. So I don't think okay. they've changed too much. Yeah. When are you gonna ride those? I don't know. Okay. Because we want to do they're, this. They're PR guy. Mowen. Yeah. <laughs> Old Mowen. <laughs> Mowski. He got grumpy at me because I uh, I borrowed a bike two years ago to race Mammoth. And I did the first day, and then I was just kind of, like, over it. The bike, it was stock. It yeah. wasn't handling that great. I was yeah. like, okay, I got a fourth. Right. But I was just kind of like, I'm good. I didn't race the second day, and he got yeah. all grumpy. Oh, yeah? Apparently, he's been holding that grudge for two years. I didn't even know about it. Yeah, yeah. Sleater had to tell me, oh, yeah, Moan's pissed at you. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you, you and Moski bonded back in the well, race. Well, yeah, day. we yeah. were boys back in the day. I don't know. He's just, you know. Now he's Moski. Grumpy old guy. Very set in his ways. All right, Pookie. Uh, thanks for coming up. Appreciate yeah. it. It's great to great to have you F on the show. You, dude. Great to have I you on the show. I don't know if everybody wants to comment on it though. Like, why do they care? On what? Exactly. You're whoring it up. Yeah, I'm, I'm that I'm a bimbo. Thanks. Nah. Meanwhile, nah. they should just look at their own marriages because they're probably fighting with their wife every other day, and I can't remember the last time we had an argument about anything. Except That's going to change today when we had an argument about the T-shirts that I was supposed to box up. But before that, what about the word "retarded," which apparently <laughs> is a buzzword? Well, he here. doesn't say that, so no need to get mad. I uh, 
We're going to start fighting more. Yeah, we need to. <laughs> we're gonna, Once your drinking problem kicks in. Yeah, yeah. I think it's cool. I think relationships where you fight a lot are cool. Like Violent. On, yeah, like on TV, you know? Those always seem really cool. Just put these things over here. <laughs> <laughs> Knife and razor blade away. Uh, thanks to J-Bone, Jesse Wentland, Ryan Gold, and Nate Alexander for coming on tonight. Good times. I think we got to the bottom of the MMA talk. MMI talk. I think we did. Yeah. I don't think we have to talk about it anymore. No, I don't think. I think we're good. I just want to, you know, honestly, I, we get so much info, like so many people talk about it. I'm just like, we got to handle this. Yeah. Once and for all. What's the verdict? Don't go to MMI, waste of money? <laughs> I, think, I don't think you want to go. Waste of 40 I G's. think if you want to be a race team mechanic. If you want to work at a dealership, go to MMI. If not, save your 40 grand. Yeah. Buy a nice tent and get ready to sleep in it for a while. <laughs> right. Exactly. Buy an air mattress <laughs> and a tent. Pretty much. You know what I did? When I started at PJ1 Yamaha in 96, I said, I'm working for free. Was for that your first team? Yeah. That was my know. first team. I, I worked for a few riders here and there, but that was my first like real gig. Who were you working for? Keeney. Corey okay, Keeney. Yeah. Corn Dog. Corn Dog. Fired me. That's um, 23. He did? Fired me, uh, fired me uh, before Keenan Dillon got really, really, really mad. Huh. What, what, oh. So you knew my buddy Alex pretty well. No, he was gone by then. McKellie? He got fired. Paggio took over, yeah. What do you mean he got fired? His oh, dad on no, the team. Oh, no, sorry. He got, he, I thought you were talking about Cog. I got Cog oh, mixed up. Yeah, no. Cog was gone. Alex was hurt, so yeah, he okay. ne- never raced. All right. Um, so I went to the owner and said, look, I want to do this job. I know I can do this job. Dave? No. Who's the owner? <laughs> well, your guy owned the truck and trailer. This yeah. guy was the owner of Burnsville Yamaha. Oh, okay. So they were the main guy. So you're right. I guess there was a bunch of owners. But anyway, so I went to one of the owners and said, look, I really want this job. I want to do it. I'll work for free for two weeks. If I don't work out, send me home. But for two weeks, I'll, I'll, I'll work for, for free. That's so precious. So they, you know, so the guy, I, I worked for free. I screwed them things up, but I guess I was good enough to keep on. So, so. then Corey fired you. Uh, about uh, five races later, six races later, uh, we drove all night from... I don't know to Unadilla. Corey wasn't really having much success. Bike was staying together though, but Corey wasn't having much success. And um, he said to me, "Why didn't you make my frame this week? They're the white, white, white bikes, white frames." And I said, uh, "I said something like, well, dude, uh, we were drove all night. We really didn't have time to tear the bike all the way down to the frame. We had you and I had to drive all week." And I said to him, "Like, dude, the guys you're racing with, they don't have painted frames every week. That wasn't good." So the next week, maybe it was the – no, you know what? I think it was like the next day. I came, I came, I came to the track, and he's like, hey, my dad's going to work for me from now on. I'm like, all right, cool. I guess I'm fired. Then Kalos needed a mechanic, so then I started working for Kalos mm. for like three races. Then Kalos broke his hand, and I was done mm. with, the, with the team for the last two. I, I, I missed the last two, Steel City and Binghamton. Would you say you were a competent mechanic at that point? Uh, yeah, probably barely, though. Like, for what Corey not, not a lot of confidence there. No, but I mean, I, I could do the basics Los for sure. A, hey, Kalos was a top level guy right then. Kalos was decent, eleventh at Unadilla on a Mathis tuned YZ250. His hands were like little baby hands, though. They were. Oh yeah, he blister up everything. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> but he, um, he was a weird dude to work for. I never had to tear his bike down because when I got it, I think it had been freshly rebuilt, so I maybe changed a ring in it. You know what I mean? But it never really split the bottom. Uh, but when I worked for Keeney, like I split his bottom end and I made some mistakes, but, uh, you split Keeney's bottom. 
bikini's bottom, right in the wide middle. Wide open. Right in the middle and wide open. But that's okay. I can't say <laughs> retard, but this is all right. Yeah. Um, Inconsistent. So, you know, but looking back on me, I was a hack, like, for sure. But for I was making $300 a week. So, like, yeah. what are you going to get? That, that's what you get. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I learned a lot, and Paggio taught me a little bit, and uh, Shane Drew taught me a little bit. And so, I, you know, I started from there. But I worked for free for two weeks, and then I had – that was a start – of no address for four years, no address. Did not live anywhere. Would would stay at my friend's. Had a bag. Uh, stay out of a couple gear bags that kept growing. You know, as I was acquiring more stuff. Stay at Shane Drew's until I kind of noticed that he was getting a little tired of me. Stay at my friends in Camarillo. They were getting a little tired of me. Kind of move around. Around then, I Some met her. Chicken Arizona. Some chicken Arizona. I met her. So, you were in Arizona. So, um, oh, you didn't know you were from there. Um, not from there. She lived there. Oh. From North Dakota. I moved there. Yeah. She's oh. she's no Dak. Oh, yeah. When did you move to Phoenix? When I was 20 in 1998. Yeah, 1998. So, anyways, I had no address for like four or five years, you know? But I just wanted to be a mechanic so bad. Just wanted to be like RL. You wanted it. I wanted it. I want to split that bottom. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to split some dude's bottom every weekend. (laughs) Every weekend. Couldn't get enough of it. Loved it. Loved Loved getting my hands dirty. Ah, loved it. Use the right lube and the right uh, Loctite. Dark stuff under my nails all the time and everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just I get in there. Oh, yeah. That was good. You had to do it. It was part of the job. <sighs> yep. part of the job. So, uh, <laughs> Devin, thanks. The show's gone downhill here. Yeah, yeah, real let's bad. end Real bad. Devin, thank you. Always a pleasure. Appreciate it. Next week, I think we have Kiefer in studio. Maybe Berluti. I forget. And, uh. Um, and then we got Seven Deuce Deuce coming in studio too. One of these times coming up. You'll have to get him to explain how Suzuki rhymes with Berluti. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Does. In the rap game, you just go with it. Yeah. yeah, he said he has to swear a lot in the rap because it's easy to rhyme with. If you drop a swear, the F word yeah. is really easy to rhyme with. He said he told me. Told Truck, me. buck. <laughs> yeah. uh, thanks to all of our sponsors. Check out sponsor deals on pulpamexshow.com. Suck. And you can uh, save. Save money. Uh, Fly Racing Moto 60 show presented by NFAB on Thursdays at noon. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, thanks, every, thanks for everybody coming on. Thanks for everybody for listening. We will see you next week. There's something I want to get off my chest, and it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got thanks, Swisscore. Playgirl magazine, and I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho. <laughs>